In PKA episode 314, we are guestless tonight. We have Kyle and Taylor and Woody. I'm not sure why I announced us, really. Anyway, Kyle, opening words? Ah, we have a few sponsors tonight. Smart Mouth, of course, returning. My all-time favorite sponsor, of course. Audible, Lyft, Tracker, and once again, Casper, which I sleep on every night. So we'll talk about uh, each of those more later on in the show. There are, of course, links in the description down below. Check those things out now or at your leisure. But at yeah, your let's get, at your leisure. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. I, I got my I got my cool jersey. Got to get out of that right away. This this jersey like hoodie thing I got. Uh, <laughs> so I so so I could really rub it in when when the black feet just stomp all over you and just win the division and, and uh, inevitably the Stanley Cup as I predicted. Inevitably uh, the yes. Stanley Cup. <laughs> yes. I I like the fact that this like when you told me like a couple days ago I bought something hockey related. And I said, oh, what? And you said, ah, you'll see it. You'll see. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to ask anything else because it's clearly going to be something funny. And I, I really, I thought you'd buy something hockey related. I didn't know that you'd spend probably well over $100 on a spite gift for yourself <laughs> to basically be like, you know what, really, you know that thing Taylor loves? You know the one part of that thing Taylor loves that Taylor hates? I'm going to buy that. But I do, I have to say. I was gonna, it was either this or I was going to get you a phrenology bust. But I thought that this was funnier, so I got this instead. <laughs> a phrenology bust. Yeah, where it would show that I'm some mongoloid with a giant head in the back. Like that science of phrenology where yeah. people in like the 1800s would be like, oh, your humor is a far too large in the back. You, 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 no way this woman it's, can do maths. It's you know? this porcelain bust. You know, it's like one half normal human size. And on the head are inscribed all the lines. And, and then you've got a little thing so you can look and see where all the... It's the science of phrenology. It's all right there for you. I thought that was a cool gift. The science but, of yeah, right. phrenology. Well, science the, of phrenology. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it, it was, it's disproven, of course. It's about as real as uh, alchemy, you know. But at a, at, there was a time when it was a respected Wait. view. Alchemy's when you make gold. There's no such thing as alchemy. You can't make gold. Is that what alchemy is? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Alchemy well, was just I, perhaps a fever dream of a bunch of people trying to make gold in the Middle Ages and even longer ago than that. Like a there long a, time people some were trying to make gold. I'm such lines. an idiot. I thought alchemy was just like a synonym for, like an old-timey word for chemistry. <laughs> no, you have to meet an alchemist self-described back away. Because he's about to get a spell on you or Bitch throw some horse tail. You know. that'll, that'll turn this bismuth into gold for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Some eye of Newt. I, I want to say that like Isaac Newton or one of the great minds of history was a big like alchemist believer and struggled with it. Like like he he's like yeah I figured out calculus and I've been working hard on alchemy. So you're just like ah, I don't know what to take from that. But uh, but yeah, him, we'll figure out the out eventually. He invented calculus. So in his head, he's like, I could go invent some other thing too. Like all these idiots have failed. Yeah. Which one of these people invented calculus before? None of them. Oh, so, man, the story of Isaac Newton and calculus is, is, you would think that that's the most boring topic of all time, but quickly what happened was um, he had been embarrassed publicly by this other scientist. And uh, he, he, Isaac Newton had come up with this, uh, this, this piece of work. He published it. This other scientist comes in. And uh, I don't remember in what way, but he discredits Isaac Newton unjustly. And the scientific community kind of, kind of goes along with that. So Isaac's mad at the whole global scientific community, such that it was at the turn of the century. So in his private study, he, he creates calculus, which is, of course, required if you're going to figure out rotations of planets around many axes and, and, and do the math that you know, NASA needed to be NASA. 
And, and so a scientist comes to Isaac one day, and he's trying to figure out a, a, a planetary or, or orbital uh, issue that he has. And he says, Isaac, I, I don't know how to figure this out. How do you even do this kind of math? I, I, I can't figure out how to calculate this. And I just like, well, over there on the shelf, that green one, I, I figured all that out a few years ago. Go, go check that out. And he, like, he pulls the green book out, and it's calculus. It is, it, it's calculus for the first time ever. Uh, so, so, like, in his private study, guys, he didn't he, create. He just out. kept it in a book on his shelf. Yeah, and didn't he? He but, but made it and wasn't smart he enough didn't to want, be like, he, I should publish. No, this. no, he, he, no. It was the, it was what had happened to him before. He didn't want to go forward with publishing this oh, and announcing to okay. the world that I've created calculus because of the way he was disgraced uh, improperly the first time. But was he, like, he able well, to do like a proper victory dance and like rub it in everybody's face? I don't know. It, it, you know. That's the best part of being right about something. <laughs> well, we're talking about him right now, so I guess so, right? In the he just end, face everybody washes him with his open suit. calculus book. Oh, how you like those ellipses, idiot. Oh, I can't figure it out. Everything probably revolves around me. Oh, I couldn't figure out calculus. I couldn't invent calculus. You know, just to make fun of a scientist. Uh, I hope he was a petty prick about it. Oh, well, you guys couldn't figure it out with your little numbers, and so I had to go make big boy math. And so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm holding seminars, you know, like, oh, oh. But he yeah. probably wasn't he like a lifelong virgin, or was that Tesla? I know a couple of them were very odd. That's odd Elon ducks. Musk. You're thinking of? Yeah. Subsidize a girlfriend. A lot of dick. Okay, <laughs> is that where you're headed? That's what I said. <laughs> Is he gay? Um, uh, I don't know. I was just teasing. I no. have no idea of any of these men's personal lives. I, I um, you know, I was just, just thought I. that little anecdote about Newton was interesting. That it he created was calculus, more interesting. But yeah. was also an alchemist at the same time. I think he was. He probably wasn't even an alchemist, and I'm just talking out of my ass. I looked up alchemy, but, uh, and you're right. It's uh, it's like the precursor to chemistry. Uh, they were particularly interested in turning base metals into gold and discovering a universal cure for disease. And indefinitely prolonging life, which uh, is also X Charles's thing. Like X oh, there you go. That's what he trying trying to make gold yeah, out of lead. He's trying to make he's, he's forever. A, he's just a modern day alchemist. Homeopath, homeopathy, right? All those like pills where you can buy them at some stores, where it's like not at all proven in any way, shape, or form. You know, but it's got six grains of hair hair and a bunch of, you know, uh, newt eyes or whatever. And it's going to raise your or lower your bad cholesterol, raise like the good cholesterol. <clears throat> that word isn't pronounced homeopathy. Homeopathy. It's homeopathy. Homeopathy. I think so. I don't think it's homeopathy. Homeopathy. I've never purchased anything. I've never had to ask, hey, where's your homeopathic section? <laughs> homeopathic. Homeopathic section. That's what it would be, right? I don't well, where's your wizards and warlocks aisle? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to need that word uh, like ever. So, yeah, I'll, no. just, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just go along uh, the way I am. So the base word is homeo, homeopath, like the upside down e homeopath. So homeopathy. I don't know. I don't know. That's someone who's only attracted to supplements. The last one you listed. Yes. No, yes. Well, they're only a... Homeosexual. No. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, uh, early to right. throw that bad out. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was bad. All right, so where, where do you want to go to first? There's so many places we could. There was all that terror, of course, terror across the world. You had the German attack. You had the ambassador shot. We touched on those things pretty well in PK, PKN, mm -hmm. though. Um, since then, I saw you had the, the nine-year-old trans girl on the cover of that magazine. That was a bit of a, a conversation. Um, today you got Trump talking about uh, tweeting about uh, the United States needs more nukes until quote the world 
figure, uh, stops being crazy about nukes or something like that. He, he said the U.S. needs more nukes and better nukes. His uh, his um, you know his team quickly put the fires out and said, "Oh, he's talking about modernization of our current infrastructure. Don't don't be alarmed." But we know what nu- he's talking about. He's like, "We need bigger bombs, bigger." Bigger. He's like, can show I... me the hole that our current bomb makes. <laughs> ah, it's, it's it's I could do that in six weeks with a Kamatsu. Let's <laughs> yeah. get it bigger. <laughs> I, I, um, <laughs> I did not see that, but... I, is Trump just fucking with people on Twitter sometimes? Like, it makes Are you me talking want... about the madman strategy that, that that they're discussing a bit? That you know, and a bit like Nixon, where he's trying to be so erratic and and indeterminably uh, set. That his enemies is will be afraid to deal with him. They'll be afraid that yeah he Reagan can go did nuclear. That. Did you know Reagan did that? Well, yeah. the Cold War, yeah. Well, yeah, so it, it, for people that don't know, Reagan would fly off the cuff like that. The Star Wars thing was meant to be just a head fake. It was. Did yeah. you really think he could do that? When Reagan asked for his like disarmament deal, his critics said that he wasn't serious because his deal was so aggressive. It had so much disarmament that. Um, that they were like, Reagan's not serious about doing this because he's he's proposed a plan that's so extreme that people won't do it. And he got what he wanted. It turned out to be a, a really big win for Reagan. I'm not a Reagan fan, but that's just how it went. That down. was with Russia. Because like he, he worked with yes. Gorbachev there on Yeah, I think quite that's a bit. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Trump is working a madman strategy. Maybe he's a madman. It, it, it's hard to tell. Sometimes I feel like, like he, he just doesn't have a filter, you know? And, and like the, the shit that he does, like... Oh, yeah, so you hired the guy from Exxon, you put a climate denier in, t- in charge of the EPA, you, you put a guy who retweets fake news Let's in charge honest. of Let's be honest, we could take four years of pollution, right? Like, like I think that, that four years of pollution might be better than a trillion-dollar stimulus, right? Like, like, and what damage could we really do? I heard the pandas are on the rise again. They're no longer endangered. What are we worried about? Oil yeah, kills bacteria. Pandas as the global barometer. You know, <laughs> that's what I use. Say that's that's an old Chinese proverb. If the pandas are fucking, you know, keep on fracking. <laughs> that's, <All> right. Right. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. <laughs> the pandas, like, the pandas are pandas, fucking pandas, keep on fracking. Yeah, pandas are fucking for the first time in a long time. I. <laughs> I don't have any evidence, but Kyle maybe all this time it was just too cold, right? Maybe all this time pandas <laughs> are like, are I'm not doing weather. shit. Get off of me, woman. And, all and the male happens. pandas are very sensitive. Well, you know, let's just wait for the climate to change a little bit more you know? <laughs> <laughs> before we bust yeah. this thing out. You know? <laughs> Some of those picks are definitely a bit troubling, especially the EPA one in particular. That you know, but um, when I see the Treasury guy, that didn't bother me at all. Like, like, yeah, put a billionaire banker in charge of the of the Treasury, regardless of his morals. Now he's our immoral fucking billionaire banker, right? Like, like, isn't that the guy you want in there? And, oh, um, you know what I don't like, um, and I, you can't blame Trump for this. He's not the president yet, but China just took our drone. Like, we had an underwater drone, right? I think of drones as aerial, but this one was like a submarine drone. Yeah, imagine mm-hmm. a long tube with, uh, with they look like wings, but they're fins because it's in the water. Yeah, and China just caught it and stole it. And they're like, oh, by the way, it was in international waters. It was very clearly in international waters. Uh, China makes South this, China Sea. Well, China makes this claim to, the, like, an unusually large, like all of this shit is ours and it's way more than they're actually entitled to under international law and it was outside of that claim right so this thing was like undeniably in open water and china just fucking scooped it up and and i guarantee this uh this thing that was studying the oceans 
was studying the Chinese fleet. <laughs> like, that's what it was doing. Yeah, they're being very aggressive in the South China Sea. I, I'm sure you probably know, but for the audience's sake, they've been building artificial islands out there I and arming them. They have an island that they built in the fucking middle of the ocean that's now a runway. They can launch every single aircraft in their entire arsenal from it. It is an unsinkable aircraft carrier. Though, I gotta imagine, we got a bomb big enough, right? Like, hey, we'll sink oh, that, an island. That's Do not my know? strategy. No, mine is like, oh, okay. Fire. No. Like, one of our first priorities, make that our island, right? Because that, <laughs> right? We would roll in there with tons of, like, aircraft carriers, and we can do, I've read about what would happen if the U.S. went to war. You haven't watched the videos? Yeah. Oh, there's an oh, excellent I, I, I YouTube said, video where I, they go, like, I think I think really we saw the depth. same one, right? And they explain like how long. It Is would there take a for frog America. puppet at the beginning of the video? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah that's it the throws one. you off a little. It's a very like, good that channel. Like, I've watched. I think serious. every video he's made. They're very good. Very and good. Um, the bottom line is like, so now that you now that we know we've seen the same video. Don't you think the U.S. comes in there and uses that as our base to launch attacks from? I think we do whatever the fuck we want with that island. We could turn that thing into glass. We could make it ours. We could build another island next to it while we fought them off, probably. like Yeah, we should build our own better island. island. <laughs> with hookers and beer. Just, we need it's to be the Joneses. Bender. We're going to build a bigger, better island just close enough that if you're standing on the Chinese island, they can see our island. And we have a false front with like a Baskin Robbins and a Red Robin. We should Some get our sand from their and island. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> and then they'll be jealous. When I was a kid, um, they rebuilt Ocean City's beaches, right? So they have this giant barge with a big pump, and it sucks up sandy water, pushes the sandy water on the beach, and the water drains away, and the sand stays. We should totally do that. Just, like, suck their beach with a giant hose and make an island next to it that's ours. Like, what? You know what? What's it? <laughs> it's like, like I, they, they took it from us, but you also have to wonder, like, if there was a Chinese sea drone slithering around and there was a u.s ship out there just like the chinese one get it took, get it they get would be like no, they're, just, they're just looking <laughs> that's what for it would be that's a that's the chinese barnacle research vessel they're just looking at you know the way mollusks develop <laughs> in the central seas like no i, I bet we'd kind of take a peek you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know I'd scoop that fucker right up. I'd scoop it up if I was out there fishing. Like, well, right? Well, us, yeah, well, we're idiots, though. Like, you know, yeah. the, the SSM, YouTube we, money. We'd be, we be posing with it on the internet. Like, <laughs> you got you drone. We'd all be pissing on it and shit. <laughs> but it, so, like, Trump has been poking at China, right? So now China's poked back. They just scooped the drone out of the water. Well, they and gave it back. They, did they give it back already? Oh, I'm out of date then. Gave it back, or they're giving it back according to the State Department. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm not like tell them to give it back or address it or. I hope there's uh, nothing good about it. I uh, hope it's just like a remote control car with a couple GoPros yeah, in it, I, I don't and think that they don't so. like you know have some great U.S. tech or anything. No, I don't. I don't think that that was like <laughs> it would have gotten caught if it was that great, right? Like if if, if they caught it, then it's all right if they caught it. Yeah, this is a bullshit drone. If we caught this is a decoy drone. It looked with like a big, false information. Like a big metal pipe anyway. If if they caught a drone that looked like a fucking shark and it was all mechanized and shit with blinking eyes and flopping <laughs> around and like trying to bite the Chinese with like glowing red eyes, they'd be like, shit, they caught our shark bot. Oh God, they're gonna be swarming Florida anytime now. They'll make their own <laughs> shark bots. I wish but... the US got caught shark for more bots. shit because I feel like we're not doing anything, right? Like, so the Russians fucked with our election, right? They literally hacked the DNC and the RNC computers, according to our intelligence. And they only released the DNC shit, and Hillary lost, right? So that that's 
I mean, 17 intelligence agencies that agree on this at this point. And what are we doing to Russia? Either we're really good at whatever we're doing and like there's no trace left behind or we're not doing anything. In either case, I don't get the sense of satisfaction. I feel like we're just losing shit all the time. So, so I, I, I've been watching the news a lot about this and I heard a bunch of like national security experts and global affairs okay. uh, guys talk about this. And what they say is that there's a few things we could do back to Russia. You could do something like release secrets. You, you, um, um, Putin has has all these underlings under him who are who aren't your classic underlings. You know these are billionaires in their own right, uh, titans of Russian industry. They hide their money overseas outside of Russia though, because Putin is wanting to just grab your money and take it if you, if you rub him a foul. So that we could release something like that. We could say, hey, look, all, here's where, where all of your ministers keep their money in England and France. We could release that publicly. Not only does that drive a wedge within the uh, the, the Russian uh, hierarchy, but, you know, it's embarrassing. We could also we could, we could release embarrassing secrets. The problem with attacking their infrastructure publicly, uh, Chiz suggested, you know, turn off all, all of the power in Moscow you know, as the ball is going down in St. Petersburg Square on New Year's Eve, like like make it the biggest public spectacle of us turning off your power uh, that you can. But then you make every single Russian mad at you. There's no need to incense the Russian population and, and turn them against the U.S. in any way, any more than they already are or aren't. Um, I, I think they should definitely target Vladimir Putin. The problem with yeah, attacking his infrastructure. The problem with the, the problem with attacking him, his military or something like that, turning the navigation off on his fighters or turning his missile, making his missile defense think something crazy is you give away a card that you can never use again. You know, you're burning these these uh, mm -hmm, with, with mm -hmm. cyber warfare. You're burning a card when you play it. You, you don't get it back because then they they see the technique you used, the vulnerability that you used, and they fix it. They, they immediately make a shield for that bullet. When we catch a real bad guy, like a terrorist, and I'm really talking about Russia now, oftentimes they give you no insight as to how it went down. Like, how did you know he was in that house? How did you know that? We don't tell you. We just got him. That's all you need to know. Because they don't want, like you said, you know, they don't want to close the, the avenues of, of information or they don't want to ruin their secret. Like they it's interesting. They don't want to expose, yeah. The whole global landscape is pretty nuts right now. You've you've got Egypt coming out of nowhere with this resolution to to go against the uh, the construction that Israel's doing in in uh, in, in the disputed areas. Mm -hmm. uh, that coming out of Cairo out of nowhere, and then it seemed that the United States was not going to veto this thing, was going to let it happen, which is unheard of because Obama's not very tight with the Israelis. And then you got Trump tweeting, "Uh uh uh, don't fucking do that." I don't like it, and 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 Egypt says, uh, let's put a hold on these proceedings because it, it, it it's ridiculous that this president elect is has the UN fucking like rethinking their strategy. So on Twitter, and, he I don't basically think it is ridiculous. Of like a rug, and then they had to be like, well, I mean, uh, it is shit. Interesting he is going to be the president. <laughs> I don't know another president that sort of started his term before his term. They asked. This is this is, this is kind of important here. Uh, they asked Obama about uh, a substantive issue when he was president-elect and George Bush was still the president. And he said, "This country has one commander in chief at a time," uh, which might be a good mindset. However, Trump is so opposed. Trump huh. is so opposed <laughs> to it. Might be Trump is so opposed to to Obama in in so many ways that you almost, if you're a world power, you can't take us seriously right now. I bet Obama was. 
nearly as opposed to W, right? Like, you know, he kind of ran on an anti-W platform in the same way that Trump ran an anti-W. Not internationally, though, you know? He was going to continue. He wasn't, it wasn't like, as soon as he was elected, he was like, all right, all the troops back right fucking now. He continued all of those policies for a while and slowly drew back. He did slowly draw back, but he ran on, like, one of his big things was, I didn't vote for Iraq, and she did. You know, that was, like, a a central (laughs) thing. Like, I had the... I don't think he was a senator at the time, so it was easy no. to vote for Iraq. Yeah, that was really easy. I, I was not in that job at the time, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I haven't yeah, made I any mistakes. In the I had, that wasn't one of my responsibilities then. As a matter of fact, I haven't had very many responsibilities ever. <laughs> yeah. so, it's funny. I live in this world where Obama like was a great president, of- right? Like Obama, like unquestionably, we all agree that Obama was great, right? And I'm biased that way. You know, if you told me that Obama. I don't know, had a new plan dealing with Mexico. I think, oh, like, I bet it's good. What is it? Tell me more. If you told me Trump had a new plan with dealing with Mexico, I'd be like, oh, shit. Tell me more. Does it involve snipers? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, uh, you know, but my my opinion will change over time. We'll see how Trump leads. So, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Trojan horse shaped like a burrito. (laughs) It really bothers me that we always seem to be losing our interactions with China. And Trump is at least willing to fight back. So I'm interested in seeing how this goes. He's talking 10% tariff right <laughs> off the bat when he's president on all international goods. I'll he's tell you a what. Man. That it, it's not, that's not a good idea at all. The stock market <laughs> thinks he's full of shit. Right? I, here, let me lay this out there. There is no way that our market rallied like it did after he won if they thought his plan was actually to tariff all the goods from outside, all the cheap stuff, and to force companies to hire expensive American employees and, and like insource their jobs again, if that's even a word. There's no way that Wall Street is hitting, the Dow is hitting 20,000 because they thought they were gonna make Apple start building shit inside the US instead of taking advantage of their cheap, profitable uh, system that they have now. Like, I no. mean, maybe they think that his tax plan will go into effect and they, think more people will start small businesses or something or that you know business as a whole is going to hit an upswing i don't know it's, because it's, you're right his they deregulation do of his deregulation of small banks is definitely going to help a lot of small banks it just is you know like 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 they're going to do they're going to make a lot of money so there's definitely sectors there are trump sectors now and trump stocks that are that that are mm-hmm. uh, i heard that i can't remember the term that they used but basically what they meant was the, uh, these stocks are rising to the levels that they expect to be under a Trump presidency. So the, the, guys, the point the guy was making as far as investment opportunities was they're already anticipating where they're going to be, and that's what it is. It's not like we're going to start here and then when he gets in, go boom, because of the policies, we're already there. And, and they're sort of anticip- these are, this is an anticipatory uh, rally is, is what is the way they they explained it. But I don't one know thing I'm excited about with Trump, and I, I mentioned this before, but you know, like it, they can't do it anymore. But senators used to be able to silently hold up bills, right? The, the the Democrats got rid of it. It was called the nuclear option. But anyway, they used to be able to do like a silent, um, not veto, filibuster that no one knew they did, and no one called them out on it. Like you know, people would know who it was, but you never saw Obama use the bully pulpit, bully pulpit, and be like, you know what? Jim Webb over here is the reason that this isn't going through. The whole nation is behind this idea. And, you know, if you wonder why, whatever, you could get 20 years to life for smoking a joint in your own living room, it's this dude. Like, I've never heard a politician do that ever. But I think Trump will. I think if Trump is pissed off, he'll hit Twitter and be like, hey, 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 you know who we're hating today? 
<laughs> it's Jim Burr over his here. Beautiful Twitter on you. Mm-hmm. That's what Nancy he told Megan Pelosi Kelly. or whoever it is. <laughs> yeah, he, he. God, I hope Nancy Pelosi is who it is. I hope the Democrats keep Might be. keep putting like right, like like if it, it before this election, it seemed to me that the Democrats were on the verge of taking the fuck over and the Republican Party might literally die and wither and go away. And, and it's, it, I was worried because we don't need to be a one-party system. The only thing worse than a two-party system is a one-party system, mm-hmm. all right? And we don't fucking want that. <laughs> That's what we have here in North Carolina. <laughs> I, uh, I, you guys were in the news today, too. Yeah, uh, we fucked embarrassments. up. You guys are the worst. <laughs> oh, we're terrible. We're such idiots. Oh, man, I watched that shit live. <laughs> um, so uh, the, the only thing worse than a two-party system is a one-party system. And I was like, shit, the Democrats are going to have so much power when Clinton comes in. And somehow Hillary, like, she's like that football player who's almost in the end zone and starts fucking doing a silly dance. And I wish I could, right now, that tape of her doing the, uh, what, the, doing the dab, <laughs> the dab doing the yeah, dab yeah. on the Ellen Show is playing in my head. Like, oh. she's doing that when she should, when she should be <laughs> so head awesome. down, ball fucking tucked, in Wisconsin cheese country fucking milking cows, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what happened there. Apparently, there was a decision. They were like, huh, do we stretch our lead? Should we go for Texas a little bit? You know, like, hey, we've got this giant but thin lead, right? She had a small majority in a ton of states. It's seen. Now we don't trust the polls. But, you know, that's what it seemed like at the time. So she's like, well, let's go for these stretch states. Let's spend some time in South Carolina, see if we can't run up the score instead of securing a win. And uh, sure enough, like, Trump won every yeah. tie. You know? Why the hell did she go to, like, South Carolina and just, com- like, she completely ignored, like, she had to be sitting there with Bill Clinton sitting next to her on the couch watching her her husband and wife watching fucking lose Michigan and Wisconsin him being like I told you you needed to go the Rust Belt loser you know <laughs> <laughs> then she's like shut up Bill it's cause I'm a chick it's cause I've got a vagina Fuck, fuck that. I, I, I was watching some uh, now. Pussy Pass Denied videos <laughs> recently and uh, you know a, a typical Pussy Pass Denied if you guys know that uh, subreddit there's a guy and there's a girl, she comes up to him, and I guess he texted her something really rude, like he called her a bitch or something like that. And uh, she drove to his house, and she starts screaming at him. And he's like, I don't want to do this. Would you please leave my property? And rather than do that, she starts hitting him. And re- and he doesn't, like, hit her back or anything. He kind of defends himself. He walks away. She tries to kick him in the balls. And then she tries again, but this time he's prepared and he blocks it. And eventually, I think she might have hit him in the face, like, got through to it. So he tackled her. Like, not tackled her like a football player, but he kind of, like... Are you like, talking about the guy who hip throw? Yeah, he like, hip threw her. Hip threw the and then he landed on, on her. Concrete. So it was a good hit. And everybody, the whole reaction was like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. You know, he's... What did you want? Like... She was the, on the a, reason like, that you only times. see those. Did you mostly see those comments in those videos? I think because all the people who see that and go like, "Yeah, stupid bitch got what was coming." You know, that's one for all the chicks out there that overstepped their bounds and didn't get and got away with it. You know, there's got people. <laughs> those things are only thought. It, they're not real. Those people don't. Yeah, they're thought. They're like, <laughs> oh, now I'm gonna go on and watch a video about a guy handling snakes and getting bit or whatever. The people only people comment if they're really pissed. I, about it you shouldn't do that to a woman women are are just as good as men the same even which is why you need to handle them with kid gloves uh, dude she 
She got away with like three transgressions that a dude would not have gotten away with before he decided that enough was enough and gave her a good old tackle. And then there was another girl who came after him and I'm like, give it to her too. What is she like? You know, the second girl, they were, all the girls were hot by the way. But, uh, See, this is where you're gonna lose people if he just like well, he was gets jerking off own. during this. I could tell now. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> no, no. The uh, the the second girl was like scratching at him or something. Like she came at. She was on the attack as well. And I'm like, you know, I got more. I can do this all day. You know, if, if, if the second girl was a really on slow the other learner. hand, I saw. I don't know if you caught the uh, the footage of that college football player. Yes, knocked out oh, the blonde girl. See, Do you want to find it? I think other, I bookmarked it. That is that is the antithesis of what Woody just described. In that scenario, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what fucking happened because I, I like nobody even talks about it, but I can read between the lines and I can watch the video, which the newscasters apparently can't. This blonde, very pretty blonde girl, gets in this argument with this college football player outside the bar. She blows smoke in his face, cigarette smoke, and then he comes inside and, and she sort of like it looked oh, like she like this is like a different a sort of, thing blew Carry more on. smoke at him like when she comes in and they get into sort of a, a, a like an altercation yelling at each other and she hits him at, let's see she sort of like moves toward him and he sort of like bucks at her like he's gonna like hit her or something and she punches him in the face now this is the girliest girl punch of all time and he is a college fucking athlete he hits her like a fucking UFC fucking right hook <laughs> that knocks her unconscious and then her unconscious head hits a fucking hard wooden table. Lots of broken bones in her face. And uh, this was two years ago. They Too only much. now released the video of this. He got probation, nothing. Uh, they only And they released the video of him talking to the detectives with, with his like family and stuff. And he's like, she hit me so hard like a dude. Wait, I, it was just she blasted me in the face and I swear to God you watch this video and it's just a love tap that that, that like this right. professional athlete it definitely should have just walked the fuck away but he he fucked her up he he beat the shit out of her yeah I am um, I maybe I'm a bad person for thinking this and I just I, in that situation I like the trip right she tries to punch him in the face and then she finds herself on her ass. A lot of people would say that's too much. Maybe you need to walk away. Maybe you just need to let her beat the fuck out of you. I don't know. But I don't see why you have to lose every situation because you're a dude. Like, you're allowed to fucking win. If, if she hits you in the face. No, you're not. You're, you're not allowed to win. You are wrong. Win. You are allowed to win. I've just defined the rules. And No, but the fact that you're having to defend it right now shows that you're not allowed to win. Like, there's no nowhere in the world. Will you knock the girl? Will you get picked on and then finally push back and have a girl fall to the ground and people will come on your side? The reason that doesn't happen at bars and that girls can slap a guy or whatever at a bar is because if you push a girl at a bar, you're about to get your ass beat by six losers who think that she's going to notice, you know, their white knightery. Like that, you don't do that, and it's not that women are like you know, a cabal of of I, like chain wielding whores or like, hey, you're going to be mad you messed with the vulva broads or whatever. Like, no, it's guys enforcing this like you know oh i'm a fucking you know i'm the man like you don't touch a girl like that maybe i'd think differently if i hung out in bars full of brain dead guys but like in my world if, if i see some guy like a girl hits a guy a girl finds herself on her ass like how did i get here clap clap that i'm i'm fine with that i'm completely fine with that don't don't like hit people don't hit people and and think that you'll get a pass those are not the rules. Did you see the link I gave you? 
Um, yes, I saw it. Um, <laughs> I didn't click it though. Is it something special? Is it going to do things? You've seen it before. There, you have to go to ah, the yeah, media. Yeah. This thing is fantastic. <laughs> Let's watch this as a group. All right. All right. Let's see. So this is, of course, the San Diego Chargers uh, security guard masturbating furiously in his pants to the San Diego cheerleading squad. Now, I got to look at these girls. I might pull it out myself, okay? They, they, they were very nice looking. They're like eight feet away and bouncing up and down. But this guy's got to be an exhibitionist. He's got to be getting off on the fact that people are clearly seeing this. I, I, let, let, I'm going to hit play. Ready? Ready, set, play. See, it, I have a whole bunch of thoughts on this. At first, I thought it was going to be fake. I thought it was going to be like, oh yeah, I do see how it kind of looks like he's masturbating. No, he is clearly masturbating. Like, he's milking it. His dick is in that hand. Un like, I, like, anyone who has a dick knows what's happening here. Yeah, you can see his knuckles wrapped around his dick, rubbing through his thin little pants. <laughs> That, you? you can see he's gonna blow a load in there and like just, just go with it this, I, this, he's gonna have like cum on his leg and thigh and just be like yeah I, I don't know <laughs> yeah, four hours here at Chargers Stadium I don't know what his scoop is but dude, like <laughs> he did it he really did it like there's I, I I can't get past that I really 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 thought that it was going to be one of those, like, yeah, LOL. Like, it does kind of look, oh, if you shake it more than twice, you're jerking it at the urinal. Or, like, like one of those dumb things. He is, he is pleasuring himself furiously right in the end zone virtually. He's like, he's like eight feet away from the end zone. It's mm -hmm. right behind him. There are millions of eyes on him right now, at least two million, right? Like, although right now, there are tens of millions on him specifically. <laughs> yeah, that guy just lost knuckles. a real cool job. Oh, yeah, just, just fucking... Just uh, what was he thinking? Uh, do you think what do you, what is he thinking right now? He Let's talk about have, that. Have what you, is he going through you, right now in his living room? Is like, he like, worried? You remember about... when you were like five years old and you'd play hide and go seek with your parents and you'd sit in the corner and you'd cover your eyes because you thought because your ability to perceive yourself was contingent on your own eyes seeing mm -hmm. yourself and so and because you don't have self awareness. This guy's masturbating like a three year old would. He can't see his dick being jacked off and so he thinks everybody else is just so distracted by the football which doesn't have frequent breaks where people wander <laughs> you know it, it oh it's unreal and if you look at the video he's like 10 feet from chicks who are having to dance and they're chicks and so they're clearly they're, they're gonna notice a guy masturbating nearby yeah, they got a lot of maybe, minds maybe that's true but good god this guy deserves to get fired but i kind of feel bad that he's getting can, can I just on. say though, like, like if I saw a female, if I was working, right? Like, let, let's let's flip the script here. I'm a construction worker, right? I'm over here with my hammer wrench doing whatever, and uh, and I look over there, and there's a female security guard just, oh, yeah. just like beam. staring at mm -hmm. me as I like do this job. I'm just like. Yeah, that's right. All right. <laughs> yeah. like, like, so I, I think these cheerleaders have a similar thing. They're, they're like, we're really putting us show, on a show today. Backy, look at him. He's he's fur I bet he's got blisters on the back of his hand. Yeah. I like. Yeah. You liking that, kid? You know. <laughs> here's what we haven't talked about yet. Is he in criminal problem? Like, does he have? Because you can. I've seen, not seen, but I've heard of issues where 
in public urination, people have to register for as a sexual offender now, right? Because he's it. good, he can take it out. Well, but he's masturbating. I mean, you you can get yeah, that's a sexual being thing. Being a peeping tom. Prove it. Prove it. He had an itch. That's true. A continuous <laughs> itch. He must have had a rash. rash. First, <laughs> first of all, Your Honor, let me just say that my penis is incredibly hairy. Now, second of all, the night before, I slept with an unclean woman who gave me crabs. The, you see, Your Honor, the entire length of my penis was covered with these hitchy crabs, but I was so committed to my job of keeping the San Diego Chargers safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I came in. And sure, I itched a little. I scratched a bit more, but I kept my eyes, if you've watched that video, on the crab. The Chargers almost got shot with a load of jizz. Yeah. <laughs> I Except my tyrant fetishes, none of your concern. Yeah. Rubbing them on my cock, he getting it. In a, a good excuse, like right now, like his phone. He looks at his phone. One hundred and seventeen new messages. Eight hundred forty new calls. He's like, shit. I better start thinking about this. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna tell him. Dude, I, I don't yeah, know. yeah. He, he, there's no explanation. I can't think of a good explanation because clearly, a, I it's, it's, it's the only gonna, one that works. Gonna... That's the Have only you one that works. Your dick with your hand wrapped around it. What? Like, like if your hand's wrapped around your dick, you're not itching. You know, if you're itching, you're doing, like, no, a twist on your no, neck, getting a good twist and pull a little bit. Well, I would hope that in court they wouldn't, like, bring in, like, a, a video specialist with a with a laser pointer to be like, <laughs> you see, uh, you can tell by the angular uh, position of his wrist and the bulge of the thoracic muscle. <laughs> like, but I don't you, can. <laughs> you can. I'll ask you I, to uh, freeze on 34 seconds, 34.5 seconds. Here you can see the glands of the penis below the final knuckle here located <laughs> on this graph. I printed it all out, handing it out to the jury now. And here is an artist's rendition of what could be beneath the pants. You know? <laughs> so, like, I, I get that he did some inappropriate public behavior. I hope, though, that he's not registering as a sexual offender for the rest of his life. I, I feel like he's harmless. Have you ever masturbated? No. Registered than a public urinator. Oh, in a public place? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever masturbated in a semi-public place, like in a car, like in the parking lot, something like that? What? What should be worse? If I find somebody in the middle of the night drunk peeing on a tree in the park, or if I find somebody drunk at night masturbating at a tree in the park? There's one that I'm pretty okay with, and there's one that's going to make me very uncomfortable. I want to know what park you go into. Well, this is a fictitious park. I'm just saying, oh. you know, maybe a Tuesday and a Wednesday, the guy, you know, one day's pee day, one day's jack-off day in the same tree, and you just happen to see it. One, you'd say, that that's a guy peeing. I've peed on trees. Yeah. That's okay. That shouldn't be a sex if crime. If I see a guy jerking off and there's no stimuli that's appropriate, then I've got a real issue with that. Because I didn't go looking for him. If I just stumble upon him like 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 like, like this guy... Or, or like you're at Subway just watching the chick make cold cuts, wanking in the fucking, like, uh, booth. That's just inappropriate. But, yeah, if you go to the park and, and somebody's peeing, yeah, that's no big deal. I don't. I, I got no problem with public ur urination. I think it should be, well, I guess you can't make it legal because then you have the hobos just peeing everywhere, huh? I don't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, it's with something it. like, that should be like a shake of the head and a frown. But that's yeah. about it. Like, hey, come on. Like, I, maybe I, you get a I, if I were president, I would institute a new law. It would be it would be called the when you gotta go, you gotta go law. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go. Don't ask. Don't smell. You know. <laughs> I, I can't define why I want this guy to get off. Right? If I saw some guy jerking off like in the privacy of his car, I wouldn't care. You know, if I saw some guy jerking off the children at the school, I would. You know, if I saw some guy jerking off at a restaurant where there were like a mixed company and stuff, then I don't really like that. Like, that seems like too far. 
Um, but like, if you stumble upon him in a place where he might have thought he could get away with it, strip club. Okay, I almost want to give him a pass. You know, like let that go. This guy, yeah. real public. I get that, but somehow I don't want him the rest of his life ruined. You know why I have a similar thought to this? It's because like. There's two things. There's there's only like I guess there's three scenarios. One is he's completely deranged, right? And this is like habitual, like uncontrollable masturbation. That's that's one thing. That's very unlikely. The other one is the other thing is maybe this guy is an exhibitionist, and this is the ultimate fucking jerk off session for him. Get a load of this world. Like like he's like he like looked at the 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 ratings on the last Chargers home game. He's like oh 1.8 million. He's just digging it. And then the other is that. I don't know. He's just, just, just really, really horny that day. He just, he just really needed to to release some pressure so that he could, he could, he could jar, he could guard I, the I San think, Diego Chargers. I think you're correct in your first one about the exhibitionism thing. That oh, yeah. might Do be you? true because you, you can picture it? this guy laying asleep at night the night before this and just like unable to sleep because he's so excited. Like tomorrow's the day that you masturbate at the Orange Bowl. Like millions. But we'll have the opportunity to see you. Most of them won't even know you're masturbating I unless think, you get caught on Twitter and millions find out. I think you know, the cheerleaders are part of it too because he's right there next to and, and like I don't, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw those cheerleaders. They're they're really smoking hot and they're jumping up and down. Titties are going everywhere and they're I, like eight, ten feet away. I think he just got too horny. I, I think I think the launch sequence was triggered and there was no stop on it. And and that's just he's like I don't know. I know I shouldn't be doing this, but oh my god, I can't not do this. I, I, that that to me is the headspace that he. I wish in. the video kept going until he finished, and then you got to see the look of shame come on his face. <laughs> How and then in the dark spot, as that fucking clam crawled down his leg, yeah, just, all cold uh, and that, sticky, that oyster, whatever you would call it. Yeah, uh, oh, I don't like that. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> there's really no like. If he were wearing some Carhartts, he'd be able to beat off in there, and no one would be the wiser. But I mean, they're gonna notice in these some Adidas track pants, pants. Yeah, track that pants. you know people are gonna be hearing that boop 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 boop. Except it'll be a little sloshier, a little stickier. I bet it rubbed his knuckles raw, like on the back, from just going back and forth on that material like that for God knows how long. I bet he pulls out, and it's just like ah, I need some Neosporin on there. <sighs> yeah, or maybe he's got like two. tape. <laughs> this is only the first quarter. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I figured I could get Woo! in a quick three. And I hope I can <laughs> save some of this for the fourth quarter. <sighs> Keep it up, girls. Yeah, what a what a what a fucked up guy. This is and he's got to be so embarrassed right now. This has got to be so embarrassing. There's so he's just the he's the butt of every joke. He's the punchline of everyone who like watches internet videos right now. Yeah, I mean the good thing about the internet is it'll be they'll find the new person. To hate pretty not hate, but the new person to mock pretty soon. Sure. But yeah. There's always this, somebody. This is the thing you want on your, like, yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's a damn shame. He should have thought that through. I've got some updates. So he was fired. Uh, he masturbated more than once. If you, I guess you can call it that. He masturbated more than once without finishing. More than once? Yeah, he did it, I guess, early in the game and then again after halftime or during it's halftime. The shoes sound like Velcro when he takes that first step back towards the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> the, the woman who videotaped it didn't notice until other people started yelling at him to get his hands out. Like, get your hands out of your pockets. So that made her catch notice. Now, I don't know if he could hear him yelling at him or what, but that happened. Um, the don't you wish are... they got him on the Jumbotron? 
Yeah. The police are investigating it, but it doesn't look that bad. Uh, the man could face charges of committing a lewd act in public, a misdemeanor punishable by up to six months in jail and a $1,000 fine. So one would guess... what there is to be investigated by the police. Like, right, probation, and I, the police are still looking at it. I, I think there's plenty of evidence. It's all over Twitter. So he, he masturbated multiple times, but you think that just means he was he kind of got himself up to like... You know, up to speed a couple times. And he, was like, oh, this, this. he was edging it. He was edging it. He was edging it. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. He, he, he was waiting on the Chargers to score a, a fucking touchdown. He was going to blow his load right there in the end zone. <sighs> he was timing. He was going to blow it, like, right in the darkest part of the tunnel when running off the field so no one would know. And he'd get off on walking out the other side of the tunnel and be like, nobody knows. It just came on the floor. That's probably what he was thinking. Maybe he comes on his hand and, like, high-fives every player as they go past. Oh, no, that should be bad. Maybe that's his game. He's been doing it fucking fun. Always good luck for us, you know? Sticky Steve! Oh, yeah! He got fired. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, imagine like he high fives everyone, then the receivers don't drop the ball for the rest of the night. (laughs) They're just one handed grabs. They're like, ah, pull that shit in. Pre-game ritual. You caught you caught more passes last week than any wide receiver in NFL history. Well, Mm -hmm. I just go to my player Sticky Steve here. Wanna wanna do our pre-game patty (laughs) cake patty cake ritual? (laughs) (laughs) Sticky stuff. It's not pine tar. Smells like bleach though. (laughs) It's pungent. (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's not sugar. It's not sugar. <laughs> <laughs> sticky though. Uh, yeah, uh, I hope he doesn't get in too much trouble. I don't yeah, know why I've got yeah, such it, a soft it's not spot like for him. It out. If he pulled it out, I, 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 I would be a little bit harder. Yeah, right. Yeah. If, if he actually just like ah, like blew angry ropes right there in the, <laughs> on the side of the field, I'd. I'd be a little you more just, concerned. You know, sometimes the launch sequence gets initiated. And... Oops. That's never happened to me. Look, look, I, I definitely have never been so fucking horny that it's like, all right, right here, right now. It's got to happen. There's always been a way to like, all right, you got to focus on some other stuff right now. You know what I mean? Like, like you're just not always in a place to fucking jerk off. So yeah. that guy should have taken note of that. I, I think you got to look into his history for sure. We need to see if this is a serial offender yeah. here. Look at him under a, 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 a microscope a bit. That's but I don't want him on probation. Life. I don't want to ruin his life now. I just want him to know, do it again in a year, and your life is ruined. Yeah, yeah. I think the reason we're, right we're feeling sorry for him and, and, and kind of want to give him this second chance is because this has been such a public humiliation already. He, he, he seems punished enough, right? Yes. Yeah, there's no one who ever met him yeah. who doesn't know about this. They probably already do. They're like, oh, yeah, look at him go. If that guy was two yeah. years younger than me in my high school, I would be like, oh, I know that guy. That's the guy. You know? He's, he's, going into, he's looking at himself in his bathroom mirror, just willing a beard to grow. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> as fast as possible. <laughs> Come on, I, got, I already shaved my head. Got glasses. Head. You know? <laughs> I use a cane now. I think he's, I got him off the trail. He's, he's trying to put on 50 pounds as fast as possible, just milkshakes all day. <laughs> Oh, speaking of losing weight, so Oprah um, bought weight, bought a substantial uh, portion of Weight Watchers, and mm. Oprah's fucking smart. Oprah will not lose weight to save her own fucking congested heart, but she will to make a little bit more money, that billionaires. <laughs> she bought her chunk of Weight Watchers and then immediately goes on the fucking Weight Watchers plan, loses 40 pounds, and is, a now, is about to go on a whole ad campaign for them. So their, their, uh, their stock is uh, doing really well today. It seems Oprah's like, like her like chance to be the motivating factor for losing weight is should be up by now since right? it's like 
she's she's gone up and down that roller coaster so many times at this point it almost seems like a career move we're like oh the coffers are getting a little light bit time to pack on the pounds oprah <laughs> and then you know she endeavors into the or maybe actually that probably helps now that i'm thinking about it because most people who are heavy and lose weight bounce back up and so they might see themselves in oprah and be like oh she's losing weight again it's not too late for me <laughs> you know like that that kind of attitude mm. but that's what it is I thought that was cool, though, and, and I thought it was cool that she's not only losing the weight, but she found a way to make herself tens of tens of millions of dollars easily. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. more. She's a um, great businesswoman. On she, the other hand, thing. if Bill Gates woke up with Oprah money tomorrow, he'd jump out a window. Yeah, yeah, he would. Um, but he would nah, land. He'd just say he a, gave it all. He would land Africa. in his big pile of money he keeps in his backyard, though, so it would be okay. <laughs> um, so <rich. laughs> I forgot about the reserves. <laughs> so, Woody, do you know what Yeezys are? Yeezys. Um, is this clothing by Kanye? Are they shoes by Kanye? These are shoes by Kanye, okay? Um, these are, uh, the, the, there's this particular shoe. It's called the, the Yeezy Boost 350. Um, it, it, it's like $2,000. I don't know what the MSRP is, but because of the like supply and demand and everything, um, like two grand. Um, I ordered my pair uh, a couple days ago. Wait, uh, Paul, hold. You bought them? Yes, but but but, but wait. Uh, Chiz also got. Uh, I think Chiz might have gotten two pair. So we we found the the bootleg Yeezys for twenty fucking dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Norton was on his radio show, and he he's he's like he's about to film a big comedy special. So he uh um he, he's like yeah I bought I just bought four pairs of these Yeezys. I don't know why everybody's paying two grand a pop. I have 20 bucks a piece. <laughs> look at these. And he's like pulls them out and they look eh, pretty close. You know, they're not they're not up to uh, they're not exactly like those, but but yeah, I totally ordered myself a Chinese pair of Yeezys for like $20 shipped from China, including shipping. Can't get a better wow. deal than that. How so you haven't gotten them yet though. No, any day now. I expect them um any day now uh but it's Chinese shipping, so there's like a 2-week window. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that, that poor little Bangladeshi child is getting an extra whipping to get that order done in time <laughs> for the holidays. I hope so. I hope <laughs> These so. Americans they... need their shoes, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's not like they celebrate Christmas. Let's get it going. They might. You know, or probably They're not, not allowed. They no. probably are forbidden, verboten from celebrating Christmas. Those people have fucking suicide nets outside their factories, so you can't jump How off. How crazy uh, is that? <laughs> like, oh, we're getting too much bad PR from the suicides, so we're going to put nets around the windows so that when you yeah. fools jump, it won't now work. Now we're getting bad PR for our suicide nets. I thought <laughs> being cool people had to add a pool down there. You don't see yeah. those dumbass American companies with suicide nets. We're, the, we're really the people who are kind. We wrote those off as a humanitarian donation, you know, <laughs> putting those nets up. Yeah, that... Uh, that's pretty uh, fucked up. It's good we don't have anybody, to my knowledge, who's jumping out of buildings because they hate their job so much here, right? That doesn't uh, that doesn't really happen. No, I, I, you always hear about the, the the Wall Street guys, or you see that sort of cliche in, in film and media of like the Wall Street guy who like sees everything going out of the tank and then opens the window and just steps out, uh, you know, of the high rise building. But I don't pan. Oh well, Japan's a whole other story. Those guys have all kinds of problems. They're fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder Japan. Like, I'd like to go someday. I know you've been there, Woody. Like, it, mm -hmm. everything you see online makes you think it would just be like constantly bananas. 
stuff going around. Maybe just Tokyo is what oh. you see. Like, everything's crazy, and it's like, oh, I'm going to go buy used panties in a fucking vending machine for the fuck of it, because it's just weird in Tokyo. Like, is it like that, or is it way more just normal city with a bunch of Asians? The the takeaway I had is somehow everyone seemed like sort of rich in personality while also being very orderly. Like if that could like that that was sort of my general impression. Like oh look they they don't fuck up the landscape when someone does something nice. Like if there's landscaping and mulch and flowers and whatever, no one's walking on it. I think that's kind of nice. At the the subways, like you know it's people walk down this way and up that way on the so if there's an escalator going down. Slow traffic on the right, fast traffic on the left, and everybody obeys that rule. And they, like, they've got that system down. Oh, because our airports, nobody can fucking figure it out. No, no. I hate people who fucking text on the rolling fucking thing. I, 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 I with, lose with my like shit. their legs at like a third of the way, two thirds of the way through. Yeah, so they're just the blocking legs, the whole thing. They, they're so fat, they take up the whole walkway. You can't squeeze around them. They're so fucking wider than the fucking walkway. If you, you want to stand on the walkway or even text, I don't care. Just you got to stay to the right half. Like that's, that's, that, I think that's cool. In Japan, you can smell burning rubber from the mechanism because you want you stand. You can hear the screeching. <laughs> on the other, so I took a lot of pictures in Japan. Like I guess I were kind of roll reverse there, but I must have taken like two thousand pictures or something like that. And uh, there were a lot of people like posing, getting in my pictures, like doing silly things, picking their nose, and. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was funny. I was like, look at this. These guys are like mugging it up for me. Uh, they were really nice whenever we needed directions or like help operating the ticket machines. Because we took a subway pretty much everywhere, a train. And uh, there are people there to like help you do it. And um, I don't know. Everyone was just this. It was a really, yeah. it, it's, it felt like a safe, orderly country. Yet we somehow were, they weren't robots. We were talking about Japan the other day as a as a cool destination, or maybe I was more than anyone. It's it. I, I just see, that seems like a place where like nobody's gonna carry you off and cut your fingers off for ransom or anything, and and there's no diseases to worry about. But there's also like all kinds of cultural stuff and all sort of historical stuff with the World War II sort of thing, and uh, and it's a beautiful fucking place too. Uh, I, I, I you know you can walk to the to the top of Mount Fuji. I thought that would be fucking cool, but um. I like going places that are different, and Japan qualifies, but, like, mm-hmm. Australia, you know? I'm sure Australia is a beautiful place with neat things and good times to be had, but it strikes me as, like, America South, you know? Like, it's roughly a very similar culture to our own. I'd say that about Canada, right? That's just America North, you know? Um, mm-hmm. UK, yeah, it's America East. You know, that, that, like, it's, it's just, these are all places. Everything is just a subset of America. <laughs> yeah, right, right. In Woody's mind. <laughs> but if I go to India, if I go to Dominican Republic, if I go to Brazil, if I go to Chile, like, these are not just, like, versions of America. You these know what it is? Different it, it's cultures. the United States is winning the culture victory so fucking hard right now that you got to get pretty fucking far away from us before it doesn't seem like home. You got to you, you, you you stretch your legs a little bit. I, but, I watched this uh, clip about how our culture war is winning it was this clip maybe you linked i don't think you linked it to me kyle it was this tribe in africa uh it wasn't the pygmy thing you linked me that was interesting it was this tribe like the special was like the british broadcasting channel like the most secluded peoples on earth and they went and talked to these people and all the elders of the tribe knew nothing at all about the outside world and the guy was asking questions and he said like uh to all the males in the tribe including the younger ones do you know who Michael Jackson is? And all of the young kids in the tribe knew exactly 
exactly who Michael Jackson was. And we're like humming some of his songs. It's like this person hasn't ever had running water and hunts to survive every day. And they know Thriller. Like that's, <laughs> that's unreal. It's crazy how shit like that travels. That's so interesting. Like where, yeah, did, they, where did they see it? Some other white person showed up with they, an iPhone? They said they would go into town. They, they would go into town. I think they were in South America. They would go into town and they would see it there on, on, like, so, on like a communal TV I mean, that like you could gather around. What? Um, when I was a kid, Africa was the place with the untouched indigenous people. Like, like that's what we thought of. Now it seems like Africa does, that Africa doesn't exist anymore, right? All of Africa has somehow been, uh, I don't know, exposed to, to the West. Now Brazil and South America somewhere is the place, is like the last remaining refuge of... And some islands, of course. There's yeah. that one uh, indigenous people on that island where like every time you try to go, they just kill you. You know they don't want any white people there. Um, yeah, it's there's a whole YouTube about video about it. It takes too long, but all I know Dude, about the them British is should go there. Like that's kind of their thing. It always has been just like <laughs> going random places and that's turning it cool. into British. <laughs> we should show up with like a little group of guys and then saving Private Ryan quickly conquer it and then give it back and be like, we just wanted to let you know anytime we want, <laughs> anytime we've left this DVD with you. <laughs> and the TV and this battery. You get two viewings. Don't waste it. And then <laughs> put it in. You know, this, is, this is what happens when you put it I think you up. just give them a copy of Predator and tell them that Schwarzenegger <laughs> is the president of the United States and you leave. And from then on out, we're good. We're, we're, yeah, we're there's been fine. reports of this creature having moved into your forest. Have you seen it? Sometimes you don't see it until mm. it's too late. They're, oh, Jesus. No. You know? <laughs> Well, we can protect oh, you from that. We just need all those green stones that are in your rivers. Just bring all yeah. those in baskets. <laughs> Clear ones in the <laughs> caves. Because we use bring those, those to fight the bad men. <laughs> those weird yellow rocks that you poop on. You know, we need those. <laughs> I love the idea of, of bilking those indigenous peoples out of their their uh, their natural resources. It just see they're not doing anything with them. Like like what? They're not doing anything with them. I really need all that gold and. All those diamonds for we should go in there and and scoop that up and then make their lives better, right? I think we could turn it into a win-win. That would be a better scenario, right? Like, hey, you know what? Can eh. we get? We'll split the profits. You give us the rocks. We'll. Oh, what are they gonna do get with eight billion dollars worth of diamond money? They live in huts. Well, what they're gonna do is immediately spend it on American goods because it's the only currency they're aware of. So you go, here's a billion dollars. What do you want? All those houses and water that you have is great. Oh, we got a lot of American contractors gonna hook you right up. You know, you want a hot tub? Have two. You know, more just give seriously, us more seriously though, I, I feel bad for those people because they they talk about you know their culture and fearing that they'll lose their culture and what makes them them to the outside world and all the illegal logging that happens down there and over logging uh, um, is uh, is you know ruining their lives and they can't do the things they they used to be able to do. It was interesting when they showed them the video of the moon landing and the elder was like, "This is very bad." Uh, you know, God put the moon far away so we could not touch it. We think you may have messed something up when you went there because the cool the cool breeze doesn't come like it used to, and the summers are much hotter now. You you may have messed something up very bad when you did this. No. And we sent like, up an hey, envoy close. and he's fine. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way you explain that. Yeah, I mean, it is sad because it's kind of like watching like the extinction of a part of humanity that can't ever really be recovered. Mm -hmm. Like there's oh, people can. who can practice it, like the prehistoric YouTube channel where that guy just makes shit that's super neat, where you can relearn those trades, but there's nobody who actually uses that to survive, survive anymore after these people are gone. About Africa, like, like Africa is just 
lost that. Like the, the the idea that there's a place in Africa that's untouched, indigenous, etc. I, I think, think I think I think I'm sure there is. Yeah, I think in like what is it, the Virunga jungle in Congo or in places like Central that, like Africa. up in the up in the mountains uh, where they where they where they poach the gorillas and such, like. Uh, you know that that's where. Remember back that movie. Uh, what is it? Congo? Is that the movie? Yeah, where they go in looking for the the the, the city of Zinge, the lost diamond mines, and all that stuff. So yeah, I, there, there's. I could be wrong. Every time I feel like we go to these like you know untouched places in Africa, they're wearing those reject shirts like Buffalo <laughs> Bills Super Bowl champions, right? Hillary, when they don't win. Hillary, 20, <laughs> Hillary. Yeah, right. Buffalo Hillary. Bill four years in a row. You know. <laughs> yeah, Hillary twenty sixteen t shirts like you know our next res <laughs> congratulations Hillary shirts. And, like, <laughs> that's where they go. Is really it the uh, who's the guy? The Democratic guy? Maybe he's the governor of New York, Cuomo. Cuomo bought 200 fucking rooms uh, for the inauguration months and months ago at like mm. a steal of a price, oh. and he had to he had to contact the fucking Republicans to to to, to buy them off of him. <laughs> is that hey, bad so, though? Or did he, really is he making money? Myself in this. This That's is embarrassing. It's a ton of money. He bought 200 rooms for all of his like yeah. friends, family, everyone. I feel like all right. It sucks because he thought that was going to be his friends and family, but now he's like, all right, Republicans, pay up. You know, you might have won, but I had the foresight to get all the hotel rooms. Yeah. So make me richer. He's already <laughs> super rich, Cuomo, by the way. Yeah, he's all good. I, I think he has aspirations of uh, of a presidential race, but though I don't think we'll, they'll put another billionaire in after after this one. They 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 uh, maybe. Not, I just don't think they will. Not because this may go bad, but because it'll just be uh, the same flavor again. They don't, they won't want chocolate twice in a row. No, no, they have to hit up a new. So it'll it'll still be a woman next time, not Hillary though. I think. You know what's really interesting about Trump winning the presidency? I think that his election is more historical than Obama's, and in a way, will overshadow. The first I, like, openly like, asshole president. No, the, 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 <laughs> just like not even hide yeah, it. Just yeah, like you yeah, know, yeah. hey, fuck all you guys. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. I, I'm just an outsider, you know, a, a, a populist, yeah. a, 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 a corporation owning non-general, non-politician yeah. to, to be Not elected a like government guy. A, a former reality show host. You could classify him that way. There, there are, everything that is him, it's the first time that one of those things has become the president. So it, I, I think it's more historical than, the, than Obama getting in there because he's only half black. It's not a full win for them. They got to get another half black guy in before there's been a black president. Hey, you know, you want know to be funny? Is it like, like Obama, Obama is a younger guy, <laughs> and so he's going to be around for a long time as the last president. Uh -huh. So when they finally do nominate like a Wesley Snipes, like 100% black guy, he's going to be like, well, I don't, I, I think we've already stormed this beach, and that uh, <laughs> he wouldn't really be the first black president. I think that I already have that honor, and thank you, Wesley, for continuing this. But it's always going to be me with that in my Wikipedia. You know, God or whatever he would say. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> I'm kidding you. You think he's blacker than me? Yeah, <laughs> Guy's American. Oh, so funny. My yeah. daddy had a spear. <laughs> my dad. That's true. And he shows the picture of it, you know. <laughs> he was just in the Blade movies, you know. <laughs> Not a lot of black guys in vampire films, let me tell you now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, me to question. <laughs> it's much difficult. It's because of, of the sickle cell. Is it? <laughs> oh, no! I was thinking about that with the uh, sickle cell 
vampires, yeah. you know? That that does oh. seem like a, a, a silly little stupid thing they would put in a dumb horror movie. Like, why hasn't it taken a bite out of Tyrone? Well, it, he has sickle it cell. And it came, you know, <laughs> yeah, he saw his friend, you know, Count Orlock try that once. and very that quickly. in school? That was a legit thing we learned that, like, that sickle cell. Black yeah. people have sickle cell. They do. That's Is... true, and it's adaptive. It's in in Africa. It has something to do with Ebola. I think it's Ebola that because their red blood cells are sickle shaped instead of round, they are not susceptible to Ebola in the same way. I'm sure someone will comment with the correct disease, but it's an adaptive thing in Africa. Yeah. Like it makes okay. sense in a lot of areas. So that's why that's true. Yeah, I just mm. know that it's 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 a black. You see it more in black people, much, much more. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a black people problem. Whenever it's brought up, no, there's never a white guy on TV. Let me talk to you today about sickle cell anemia. It's always like Morgan Freeman and Lawrence Fishburne are on there, like gonna give us that talk about sickle cell anemia. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. We learned about it, just how like even people can have like adaptive traits, and it develops because like obviously that's like it wouldn't have developed and been passed along unless it was beneficial. You know, yeah, things like lactose intolerance, you know, all, all yeah. those things, you know, you know, are your fear of heights, your fear of snakes. You know, these aren't it's it's not just that, you know, a snake is bad for you. There's there's a genetic fucking switch that flips that makes you terrified of that snake because your ancestors that lived in fucking trees, the only ones that survived the fucking snakes that were alive back then were the ones that were so goddamn scared that when they saw one, they got the fuck up out of there. There were some curious cats in our genetic history. They didn't fucking yeah. make it. They were the ones who wanted to touch the the bright red animals, the animals that like, like, Look at like the did cute, that. Teeny colorful frog. They yeah. like the cobras, like, and he's like, ooh, interesting. Like those people died the fuck out. It was the guys who were terrified of snakes, terrified of spiders, and willing to rape and pillage who who carried Bobo. on their genetic uh, formula onto us. Bobo the brave isn't remembered. Because no. he was the first one to run up to a cobra and smack it and then mysteriously die a little yeah. later after he was bit and all the other monkeys had to figure it out. You he know, tried was... to fuck it, as yeah. he did. You know, <laughs> after, after every of Bobo's kills, he would fuck the, the animal. He, he, he killed the cobra instantly with that That's sling. A... But, but when he stuck his dick in the mouth, we all learned something about cobras that we'd never seen before. And that's don't stick your dick in their mouth because they'll, they'll, they'll <laughs> do not. They will die a very painful death right after. As as Bobo the screamer, as he became known, yeah. <laughs> found Bobo out. the loud. You know, because <laughs> they don't have very good descriptives yet. They're very primitive. Yeah. <laughs> but like, oh. yeah, they. they I kind of like Easy's. I just saw the link. I, I'm seeing Kyle's links way late. My apologies. Like I watched that football player hit a girl like 20 minutes after the topic ended. <laughs> and now here come the shoes. I like the shoes. I don't know that I like them $2,000 worth, but... Uh, no, but did you like them $20 worth delivered? Because yeah. I know a guy who knows a guy. Ooh. These don't even come in my size. Really? On e no, no, they do on eBay. On eBay, they go to 15 because Chiz was able to get some. Uh, All right, let me tell they, everyone they don't a bit have about... 11. Oh, that's lame. Let me tell everyone a bit about Smart Mouth. This episode of Painkiller Already is being brought to you by Smart Mouth because bad breath is an embarrassing problem faced by the majority of people on a daily basis. It's caused by naturally occurring oral bacteria consuming protein particles and releasing foul-smelling volatile sulfur compounds, masking the smell of gum or mint juice-style mouthwashes that can actually make your breath worse. Since it can provide a new source of oral back, uh, a new source for oral bacteria to produce sulfur gas, you're just feeding your bad breath with those silly mouthwashes. Uh, to solve a real problem, you need real science. 
That's why every bottle of Smart Mouth actually contains two different liquids, a green zinc activator and a clear oxidizer. The oxidizer instantly eliminates existing bad breath, while the activator releases billions of zinc ions that naturally bond to the bacteria in your mouth. The bonded zinc ions prevent bacteria from eating protein and producing sulfur gas, keeping bad breath from coming back for up to 12 hours. So go to SmartMouth.com and read about the science and how it's able to deliver such an incredible result. Visit SmartMouth.com by clicking the link in the description down below. And uh, be sure to use our coupon code PAINKILLER for free shipping. Once again, that's SmartMouth.com, coupon code PAINKILLER for free shipping. Or pick it up at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Target, Amazon, or your favorite store. Yeah, we always talk about how uh, wonderful this stuff is. Um, they mentioned that it's science, and it just popped. Like, I like the idea that there's like a half a dozen men in lab coats trying to figure out how to get me laid. Like, all right, <laughs> yeah, this was the show's topper last time. We I got to solve gen- this. Can we give like them a binary compound full of mouthwash? <laughs> I imagine like, like, like one of the scientists just couldn't get laid. He was just had the stinkiest breath of all time. He just, he's like, I got to go to the laboratory to solve this, like if I'm ever going to get any. And he's just in there with beakers and test tubes till he solved his like, poop breath problem but um i i I get bad breaths um every morning when i wake up i mean it is putrid Uh, like like i don't want anyone near me but before i get in there and brush my teeth and hit it with a smart uh the the smart mouth and uh if i ever if i eat anything with onions then there's this like onion after glow that's internal and it it has it almost i guess it's what they're describing where, where it continues to come back even if you like knock it out with some sort of like minty thing because mm-hmm. it's, it's just continuing to produce that gas, yeah. I guess. But Smart Mouth gets rid of that onion, gross taste and feel in the back of your tongue. Uh, it's great stuff. Yeah. It's something like you, you'll be surprised when you use it because you're not used to products like this actually doing everything it says it's going to do. And, and it doesn't burn. It is actually real. Yeah, it doesn't burn, and there's not a gross taste or anything like that. And, and that means that you can actually put it in your mouth and like swish it around and rinse it for like a full minute or something. They sp- I think you're supposed to do like Listerine for 60 seconds. My tongue is numb after that from that putrid stuff. But uh, with this stuff, I'm able to swish it around in there and gargle and like get all yeah. the nooks and crannies and crevices of my dirty and mouth. Alcohol is the worst possible thing to be rinsing your mouth with. And this Dries is alcohol free. Out, leads, to lin- yeah. leads to all sort of gum diseases. So check this out. Go to their website. They got all the actual science and clinical explanations there. Um, I know you'll like it, and it will get you laid more. I promise you. You're walking around with breath that you think is okay, but that's because your nose blind to it. Lick a spoon or your hand, (coughs) let it dry, and then smell it. And when you go, oh, no, that's not me. That's you. When, when, when When that cute girl walked up to ask if she could borrow a pencil for the quiz or whatever, when you talk to her right then, that's what she smelled. Well, you know, I you don't feel want like that. we're reliving Taylor's childhood. <laughs> like, we're reliving lots of things, Woody. You know? We need more scientists <laughs> on the task of getting us laid. Like, I need a smart hair gel. I need, like, some sort of smart clothing picker in my closet. I need a... Yeah. Uh... All of that is on the way. You know? <laughs> right, right. They <laughs> solved the breath gel. thing, yeah. right? Check. <laughs> Let's take, take yeah. the profits from that and reinvest it into some yeah. sort of, you know, deodorant or hair gel or whatever. We've got to get this guy laid. This is only, <laughs> this is only half the battle. Yeah. So check All right. Well, I'm at it. Let me, uh, let me tell you about Casper. Mm. I sleep Speaking of Casper getting every laid. Night. Yeah. I <laughs> sleep, on, sleep on a Casper mattress every single night <laughs> because Casper mattresses are obsessively engineered American-made mattresses. 
at a shockingly fair price. And now you can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash PKA and using code PKA. Listen, you spend about one-third of your life sleeping. Let's make sure you're doing it on a good mattress. Casper brings together two comfy technologies, latex foam and memory foam. So they've got just the right sink, just the right balance, no matter how you sleep. They've got a risk-free trial and return policy. They'll deliver it straight to your door. You can try for 100 days, and if you're not happy, they'll pick it right back up. At the store, maybe you'll get a minute to try. <laughs> to try. Uh, I don't know. At the store, you'll uh, you'll get a minute to try their mattress with Casper. You'll actually get to sleep on it. It's five hundred dollars for a twin size mattress, nine hundred fifty dollars for a king size mattress. That's what I've got. And uh, comparing that to industry averages, that is an outstanding price point. So, to uh, to get fifty dollars toward any mattress purchase, go to Casper.com/pka and use code PKA. Check Casper them out. Mattress. Check them out. Richard Ryan bought one too. Yeah, yeah, they're nice mattresses. Oh, I got a link from Richard Ryan's account I today. I was just about to tell you that because I clicked I it. it. Am I in trouble now? I, I don't know. It. I didn't click it. I knew. I, I didn't. Fuck! Click it, but I, I got a message from because I it was clearly a spam thing because every once in a while someone on your Skype chats it'll pop up and say, mm -hmm. "This you gotta see this hot chick," or like, "You gotta see this," and it's some dubious looking link. It's like, and, "Hey um, girls, like check out minutes this." Later, Richard is such a nice guy. That he actually wrote and said, "Don't click the link. I'm so sorry. I changed something and I don't know why it sent I didn't me this." Get that. Oh, I blocked him. Uh, like, like, <laughs> I, uh, that's why I didn't get it. Because here's what here I'll tell you what the link is. I click that fucking link and it's, it immediately goes to a porn site and it's like, which do you like, girl on the left or girl on the right? And both of them are like gifts of girls sucking cock in like different ways or something like that. Maybe <laughs> one's getting fucked in the butt, the other one's like getting like gagging on dick. And I was immediately like, no, and like killed the link. And I was just like, ah, now I got to like. Which one did you like? Which, <laughs> yeah, inquiring minds want to know. Was it I didn't the, click anything because was I was it the, afraid. Well, I mean, but you must have way. made some sort of analysis on the situation. No, I immediately realized I'd made a folly yeah. and closed it and, and made plans to reset my laptop to factory settings because I'm almost positive that's malware now that I have. So that's what's coming next. That it's was definitely so malware. I mean, like, they didn't just send you that to get your honest opinion well, about maybe, it. Like, maybe it's malware <laughs> one more click in, you know? Maybe if I chose girl one or two, then I, get, I start downloading something. But, uh, but Usually just, you can't get malware just by loading a web page. They have to trick you to John Podesta. Yeah. It puts uh, a bunch of weird pizza and napkin puns in your email outbox. <laughs> usually you have to install, like, you know, oh, do you want to play this video file? Install this video player. And, and that's what it takes. Oh, I did. Yet. I installed the player. That's the only way I could watch the porn. <laughs> it linked me to some slightly off-looking YouTube and asked me to sign in. And so I just hammered <laughs> it in there. And <laughs> now, that is what happened to John Podesta. He got uh, he, he got a reset uh, link into his email. That's hey, right. it, it said someone has your password. Click here. He clicked it. It asked him to sign in. He signed in. But in fact, he was saying, here's my information to yeah. someone else. I get know? that from PayPal a lot. Like, they're constantly saying, like, hey, your account's been compromised. Click here to change your stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, click here to suck a dick. I'm not falling for yeah. that. Yeah, well, I didn't get a text about it, so you're going to have to fuck right off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this works in 2016. Yeah. Uh, so I bought a motorcycle. Yeah. I saw that. I really like. I'm shocked that you didn't somehow get it into the room there behind you and have it parked there. That would have been so cool. Here? You could have got on it and fired it up. And... That would be hard to pull off upstairs. Um, right, right up the stairs. It's... <laughs> the carpet was like two thousand dollars on the stairs. I'm not gonna ruin it. Ramp? I, I really think you're asking a lot for me on the, getting the motorcycle upstairs. I don't, 
I would have had my motorcycle upstairs. I'm just saying. I I wouldn't doubt you. You do some cool shit for the show sometimes. Like, hey, I set up my whole office here outside so I could show the flamethrower. Oh, yeah, like, that was fun. Yeah, like I right, your shit very like red face afterward. That was oh, really it funny. was so it was burnt. All right, so I didn't want to diminish your story at all. You got a motorcycle and it's beautiful. Um, I want to know more. Tell tell us, tell us, tell us. So uh, I picked it because it's kind of a mid-sized motorcycle. I've got a lot of motorcycle experience. I, I have nine years riding, and for like a third of that, uh, half of that maybe, I um, I only had a motorcycle. So I drove it every single day through the rain, snow, sleet, etc. Um, but I'm like in aviation. There's this concept of like how many hours you have and how many of them are current. I haven't ridden a motorcycle for 15 years, so I didn't want to like hop right back on a leader bike because none of my hours are current. And, uh, well, now about six of them are. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited. I, 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 the, the dream, the, the, the GS, the, the BMW GS is what it is, a 650 GS. Um, people watch Long Way Down and Long Way Around. Have you, are you familiar with these shows at all? So Ewan McGregor, no. Obi-Wan Kenobi, and a guy you probably don't know, Charlie Borman, he's a lesser-known actor, ride their motorcycle around the world. Like, they start in England... They take a boat, like, to France, and then they go east through Russia, through, like, Kazakhstan and Mongolia, and all the way up to, like, the northeastern part of Russia when they take a small boat ride to Alaska, and then they ride it across America to New York, and then, of course, a bigger flight home. And that's the long way around. They start in England and go east until they pretty much circumnavigate the globe on motorcycles. And then they did a similar thing where they went to Scotland and then rode down to South Africa. And uh, the motorcycle they used is in the same like family as mine. And uh, I guess the, the joke is that people buy it and then never do anything cool like that. But <clears throat> we'll see. I would love to like go up to Alaska, ride the Dalton Highway, and, and like do some neat shit. I don't even and, think you have to do anything too crazy to enjoy it. Like you're going to have a ton of fun just riding that around on the regular road and doing stuff. Like you don't have to turn everything into an excursion to enjoy your motorcycle, you know? Thank you. Yeah, good point. Who, who am I doing this for? But so yeah, I, for you. <laughs> my <laughs> brother wants to meet in like there's like a town in West Virginia that's ATV friendly and you can ride it on all the roads and go through the tra trails and stuff like that. I'm like that'd be great. I'll hop on my bike and head up to West Virginia and party with Pat. I think I'm, I'm down for that. Um, but yeah, I'm totally excited to have a motorcycle again. I got Jackie to say yes. Everyone knew that was going to happen except me somehow. And um, you had a flying machine. It was a no-brainer. Yeah. It, this is so much of a step back. Yeah, like <laughs> technically, it it's not. All, all you had to do was say, "Look, I'm gonna every minute I'm on that bike, I'm not in the air." <laughs> yeah. Woody, it's great motorcycle weather today. You don't have to fly. You know, just <laughs> get out there, get up high. I know you can go real quick on the thing. <laughs> you know, <I> just, <laughs> just, yeah. just, you only get injured on the motorcycle. You die in the paramotor. Yeah. But, no, you're out of you're out of paramotor fuel. It's no, not Jackie. It's in the dryer. Oh, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I I am really 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 excited about the motorcycle. I I did I'm pretty much constantly wishing I was riding it. Today I was at I was playing with model airplanes. By the way, remember that cool model airplane or like you know RC airplane? I destroyed it today. I was temporarily sad. I was like, well. Fuck me. <laughs> you know, I'm learning to fly. There's a... I could go on, but I, I handled the controls wrong and crashed it poorly. <laughs> crashed it spectacularly. It's in, like, 
20 pieces like it, it's it, awesome ah it, uh, it's <laughs> we were picking it it's up not for a awesome while problem. <laughs> yeah i was like colin can you get the golf cart <laughs> like it, this is several trips worth of shit it's like <laughs> yard sailed everywhere i really broke the fuck out of it um <laughs> did you ever yard sail when you were skiing like first learning to ski um yeah where sure. you fall like kyle you don't ski because like you, you said you'd rather snowboard if you ever tried it. But basically, a yard scale when you ski is you fall and you lose everything. Both of your skis come off, and because they're skis and it's just you're on a torpedo, you're on a mountain, it just foof, foof. Like you just got to know, like, well, I hope those rentals are pretty cheap because they're on my tab. <laughs> they and have brakes, but if it's icy. Sides. If you don't have like a friend with you who's, if the first time I went down a hill, skiing i didn't have a friend with me to help me pick up all my shit i would still be on that hill trying to get down and that was, that was a decade ago like it was <laughs> it's, it's skis so have breaks but if it's icy they don't really work they just keep going yeah i ski a lot of ice but the, the motor, dude I, I looked at the comments on my video and around and so everyone's talking about midlife crisis I want to be like, bitch, first of all, this is my fourth motorcycle. It's not fair to call it a midlife crisis. Second, I've been playing this game on midlife crisis since I was 17. Like, I, it, this is not the first cool thing I've done. Uh, it just sucks that when you're 40-something, like, that's all anyone has to say. Yeah, it's just that in comparison that their dad's lives kind of suck. Like, like their dad's got one motorcycle, and it was when he was 40. But, but you know, you've had a whole, whole fleet of motorcycles and flying contraptions and and interesting, fun things. This is just another chapter in a in a book of cool things that Woody is writing. That's what I'm and getting I think at. A lot, of, yeah. a lot of guys who raise families and take the responsible route like you did of making sure everybody's provided for, you got to get home, you got all this stuff all segmented away. This is that age for a lot of people who are successful where they're finally like, hey, all this money I've been making, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend some on my own. I can... Who's going to tell me I can't fly? Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. I'm not going to fly. Like, and then you're just like, I'm going to start spending some money. Like, it's 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 daddy's turn now for getting some stuff. I don't know. That's that's kind of like when I, so when like my dad makes a big purchase, he's in his 50s. So when he like made a couple of big purchases in his 40s, he got the, you know, midlife crisis thing. But he kind of had that same opinion of like, no, it's just, you know, it's our turn now. Like, we've been living for all the rest of you for a long time. And it's time for us to get some fun shit. Yeah, like I hope, yeah, hope's got college still left to pay for. But that, what is four years of college like? One hundred and sixty grand, something like that. Oh man, if she goes to a private school, if she goes to a school in the state that's public, it's going to be way uh, cheaper than that. I would think. Oh yeah, well, I don't. I got that. I uh, uh, I told her her deal. I was like, look, I pay for UNC, right? UNC that that school. However much money that is, that's your budget, right? If you want to go to like fucking. I don't know, Elon or something like that, then you borrow the difference between the cost of UNC and that. That's your deal. Or get scholar. Like it, she's mostly getting scholarships everywhere. There's a place now she's applying for a free ride. If I were her, I'd be like, all right, so your base is, is you know, this uh, take UNC. Oh, so $150,000. So every scholarship I get that takes out of that, I get to keep that cash. <laughs> I feel like I feel that's like, not <laughs> properly defined. How much is University of Phoenix? You know? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, well, that's only 60 bucks a semester, so I get to pocket 40 grand? You know? <laughs> yeah. She, yeah that means she's been accepted to every school she's applied for so far. Now, some of the, like, stretch schools and stuff, they haven't replied back yet. But, um, yeah, so far she's gotten into all of them. She's, she's... I have, like, speaking to exactly the option you just gave her, I have a lot of friends who, when going to college, had that exact same option from their parents where they'd be like, hey, Mizzou, 
this is the amount that is for four years. We will pay for you to go to Mizzou or mm-hmm. you know Missouri State somewhere in Missouri, but if you want to go to Auburn or Clemson or you know Vanderbilt or something, you're paying the difference there. And a hundred percent of the people I've talked to who decided to take out loans so they could go to another school regret it. One hundred percent of them. All of them are like, I had all of this paid for. I had all of it paid for, and instead I took out an extra six grand a year, and now I'm $24,000 in debt, and I didn't have to be. Because when I go and get a job, they go, hey, do you have a degree? Yeah, it's from, fuck off. Is it a four-year college? Yeah, because this is the new high school. Thanks for participating. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what she, yeah. I've hired a lot of people, and um, typically my view on four-year schools is there are some that are different. If you went to Harvard or MIT or in the comp sci world, Carnegie Mellon belongs Depends there. Studying. Yeah, yeah. Like there are some schools where you set them aside. Like, oh, you're an MIT grad. Like, no shit. I'm surprised you're even talking to me. Like, I'm not an MIT grad. But for the most part, like, there's a huge barrel of like also good schools. UNC, NC State, Clemson, Mizzou, University of Chicago, Ohio State, like all Penn State, like 80% of schools fit in like that bucket. And then there's Mm -hmm. another bucket, which is like, oh oh, yeah, that's where the C students went to. You're ranking material. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. like, ah, did you go to William Patterson? You You know, like, did you go to University of Phoenix? Like there there is a level that's below. I guess there's schools where, like, if you if you're trying to specialize in something, like maybe you go to a school that ha- if it's anthropology or, or whatever it is, like like maybe mm-hmm. maybe UGA has a I think UGA does have a a genetics uh, lab there or something like that that's really state of the art. I don't mm-hmm. know. I guess I guess that could be a factor. Yeah, too. yeah. Like Carnegie Mellon yeah. is, I think, in comp science, particular Harvey Mudd for most engineering disciplines is like an especially good one. I think I have that name right. Um, like there's some there's some really good schools, but by and large, like what, what I agree with Taylor said completely, like the overwhelming majority of schools. I don't care if you went to Texas, University of Texas, or Clemson, or UNC or GIT. Like they're all the same. Yeah, they're all and not Ivy League, but good. Unless you're in a specialist position, like an engineer or something, where you they obviously are gonna be like, are you an accountant? No. Okay, well then you can't have this job. Like they aren't even going to look at your college after your first real job like once you have that first foot in the door in whatever industry you're going to subsequent job interviews are going to be 95 percent talking about that job and then a little bit just to make sure you actually went to school like oh so you went here and did this tell me about that make sure you're not lying okay now down to brass tacks we're going to talk about what you did and your responsibilities at this job so really it's like you're getting that that name on the paper for that one foot in the door interview mm-hmm. unless of course like i said you're a vet or a doctor or a lawyer or something one thing but, Hope has, like, um, she gets into, like, University of Texas, for example, right? So if you live in Texas, that's a state school and it's cheap. If you don't live in Texas, they offer the state school tuition to people who aren't get their way into the honors college. And, like, you know, she's got a bunch of those doors open. Like, I don't know if she's in them yet or whatever, but, like, she'll get into the school and then she has to apply to the honors college and see if she can get into that. And then that lowers the tuition a ton. So, and then she's one forget the school like her current top choice among the ones she's been accepted to she's looking at a full ride uh it's like they asked her they basically they they accepted her and then they invited her to apply for this full ride scholarship so i don't know if that maybe they invite everyone or maybe they invite some people i don't know but that's i had a friend who got quite a few scholarships to mit 
but got a full ride to Rala, which is uh, uh, the technical institute here in Missouri. Uh-huh. It's in R O L L A, Rala, here. And he, the deal he had with his parents, you know, his parents were like, you know, if you you can go to MIT and take out those loans, or you can go to Rala. And because we're saving so much money and we already have it put away, we'll get you a car with this amount of money. And he's such a like he's a, he's a computer scientist kind of guy, and he's so logical that like he went with Rala. And then when I was like I was talking to him because we're really good friends, I was like, dude, what are you gonna get like for the car? Like you're gonna get like a Mustang or something or something like this? And he was like, actually, I was really looking into the Hyundai Elantra. It gets excellent gas mileage, and it's very rare to have it break down. And in the case it does, parts are very replaceable. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, we're, we're 18. <laughs> like, like, you know, but looking back, it's like, yeah. And he still has that Elantra now, makes a great living for himself. And when you ask him about this is the same uh, magic card kind of guy who, you know, he knows what he likes. He does that. And I have a lot of respect for people like that who, you know, aren't swayed. But you know what I would have loved to have seen? If the story went, oh, yeah, I got a used Honda Civic, and then I took the other ten grand or 15 grand that was budgeted, put that on a down payment on my house, and now I have either a better home or a lower payment for the next 30 years of my lifetime. Like that's Yeah, I don't think his parents or anybody's parents would be cool with like, all right, I'm going to get a, you know, a 71 Ford Pinto for $60, and then you can just get $19,940 in cash. Like, <laughs> uh, my dad would have gone for it. He would have been like, I like that decision. You know, you're going to put it towards a, a non-depreciating asset. And, yeah. 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 But uh, Well, Kyle, um, I, I have to ask, who's your favorite player on the Blackhawks? Mm, I don't know any of the players. <laughs> uh, Proudfoot. Proudfoot. Uh, looking strong this year. Um, <laughs> the, uh, there's some brace, brace girl, hard bot. Uh, what is the gorse, grace blade? I'm losing it now. Um, yeah, I don't know any of the players on, on that team. No, not a one. Uh-uh. But they are going to win. If you were going to make up some Russian name, just mm. on the chance, because, you know, I, I sent you that picture where it's like a. That Igor Petrosinko. Like, where it's like, uh, Igor Petrosinko, that's a good made-up one. Thanks. Uh, I sent you the thing where it was like, did you know that Bolby Stroganovsky scored three goals last night? And some guy texts back like, yeah, and Bolby Stroganovsky is the guy from Jimmy Neutron. That little <laughs> weird Russian foreign exchange student. <laughs> Bolby Stroganovsky. Sounds like a Russian name, though. But, um, yeah, Kyle, you have to watch a few games at you least know, to kind of to appreciate I, the score. Uh, there was a... There was a game on the other day, and I almost watched it, but um, but I, I think I watched the UFC fights instead. Um, I, I I might catch a game. Is Columbus uh, what, the what, best team in the league right now? Like who? Columbus. Uh, yeah, but as far as win percentage, Columbus right. is the best right now. They're beating Pittsburgh right now, which yeah, is surprising. As we speak, they're, they're beating wins. They're in a 10-game yeah. win streak. They're beating the, the defending champions 3-1 to one right now. Uh, they, they're like, what do they have, 46? They nearly have the most points in the NHL, but they have like five points fewer, or sorry, five games fewer than most of the other teams. They, they're, yeah. they're doing outrageously well, and people thought they were going to be the worst team in the league. They're like the Hurricanes of 2005 or something, like whatever year they won the, the Cup. Like no one thought they were yeah. going to be anything. I, the year that the Hurricanes won the Cup... I was frustrated. I was like, you know, the cool thing about being a Flyers fan is like when a big free agent comes around, they either get that free agent or they're in the game. 
You know, like, like, oh, you know, is Cujo is a, a good goalie at the time, like up for free agency. The Flyers are making a run at him, and he's considering them. Whereas when you're a Carolina fan, like, I don't know, you, you just don't get those people. And sure enough, they won the cup that, that year. I'm the worst general manager in the history of ever. But um, yeah, you're like, this is bullshit. You're throwing the team away. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're not even trying. I, I was in the preseason like Carolina doesn't even try. They're not even trying to win. Like there's great goalies. There's these free agents. There's these moves you could be making. And you're not making any of those moves. And they win the cup. But uh, um, where was I headed with that? I don't know. Oh, the, the, About they were outstanding. Or and, but Columbus Carol- this year was a similar. Like everyone thought they'd be a cellar dweller. Everyone thought that they like, – you know, all the preseason picks and stuff. And here they are, like, not just doing well, literally the best team in the NHL at the moment. Yeah, it's – I'm baffled that the Blue Jackets are playing so well. They have 21 wins, soon to be 22 if they beat the Penguins, and five losses and four overtime losses. So if I – they have three fewer losses than the defending Stanley Cup champions right now in the same number of wins. So that's pretty crazy. And Crosby is – out of control with goal scoring right now. He has 23 goals in 28 games. He scores. That's unreal. Score. Oh, you think so? You know, I would, I would take Crosby on my team in a second. Oh, anybody on the team for Crosby. Your estrogen level too low on over there in in St. Louis. Now I just want the, 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 the estrogen level too low. Oh, we need more estrogen. Oh yeah. I said it right. Yeah. Yeah. You were low on estrogen over there. So you need to bring in Crosby. See you Kyle. You know, but (laughs) (laughs) poor Kyle. But um, yeah, that, uh, the thing about the Carolina hurricanes winning the cup that year is don't, it was like one of the first years that that Eric Stahl (laughs) was playing one of the first years that Cam Ward was playing and they both played like, you know, like lights out incredible for like the whole season and then the entire playoffs, especially Cam Ward. If I recall, Everybody he like, like they were... stole that fucking series from um, the Oilers. I guess it was the Oilers you guys were playing in the Stanley Cup, right? I think I think the Oilers the might have been. Now in the Cup, uh, I don't recall yeah, for it had sure. To... Was it the Oilers? Or, I, I remember I'm, the I'm other the... team, their goalie like sprained his ACL and was out for the rest of the series and after just... game <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, is your goalie broken? Well... That's one of the things nice about our goalie. <laughs> he's yeah, not he broken. Broken. <laughs> yeah, he, he's right, like, right after that Stanley Cup season, it was like Eric Stahl and Cam Ward were like, I feel like we've already proven everything we came to prove. We won the Stanley Cup with the fucking Carolina Hurricanes. Like, you, you win it with the Blackhawks, Detroit. Like, yeah, they've won a lot. You won it with the Hurricanes? How in God's name did you pull that <laughs> off? Like, that's ridiculous. Dude, like, and so then they just kind of coasted. One of the players, time. I forget who it was, uh, I, I'm not going to remember, but he called into this radio talk show. And at the time, like people still listen to radio. It's like 2005. And uh, <laughs> he's there calling from bed. There's a random chick in his bed with him. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, won the cup. Scored, you know, with this girl. You know, there she is. And she's like giggling in the background. And it was really him. And uh, he's like... <laughs> I made her call my dick Lord Stanley all night long. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and the, the DJ's like, what, really? And uh, he's like, yeah, she didn't care. She was down with it. Like, we called it Lord Stanley. And uh, she's confirming his story. Like, she wasn't on the phone, but, like, she's, like, next to him confirming the story. Like, yeah, Lord Stanley did work. And it, it was fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could find that interview again. But I, I, I freaking love like, like, at first I was... Nearly offended. It was so raunchy. 
But um, now I just feel like it was a really great celebration. Like that guy's going to remember winning the Stanley Cup and the the how great that night was. There was a cherry on top, right? It, it was a grand slam to win the cup. It was, oh, I said it wrong. It was a home run to win the cup. It was a grand slam to get the girl and have her call your dick Lord Stanley throughout the, the session. Yeah, that's, that's, that really is the icing on that cake. Yes. Yeah, it, it really is. Getting, <laughs> getting her to call your dick Lord Stanley. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked it. It was a great, I, I don't know, it's cool. I've heard the Hurricanes might leave the city, which would be a bummer. Like the owner's looking for a sale. I don't, I don't know where it would go. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, I've I've heard like Quebec City moving it up into, I guess Montreal around Montreal. I don't know how far away Quebec City is from Montreal, but I mean, if it's anything like every other Canadian city, it can support a team. Like six hundred thousand people lose a team all the time. Like how did Winnipeg uh, lose Winnipeg its team? Winnipeg lost its team twice, but now I'm pretty sure they sell out most games, and they only have like six hundred thousand people in that entire town. Like all the cities they put it in in Canada are teeny tiny compared to the cities in the U.S., except for Toronto. Toronto is like 5 million people or something, metro area. It's like close to Chicago, I think. Or not as big as Chicago. I don't know. But, yeah, I hope they don't move Carolina. The reason they have teams there is because they try and expand it into new markets. But Mm -hmm. who knows? I mean, Atlanta failed twice. The challenge with Carolina is is that they're not winning. Like, they've been one of the lower teams in the NHL. Like, bottom third, right? Not the worst, but like bottom third for a while now. And it's just, dude, when they were winning the cup, they made two cup runs. Uh, they lost the cup, I think, two years before they won it. People were really excited. Like, the the, the whole, it, for people who've been in a town that's, like, you know, making a run at a championship, it doesn't matter the sport, there's a, a like, don't you feel it? Like, don't you know? Like, yeah, there's I, a lot of excitement. Yeah, I, I remember uh, Philadelphia was, I don't know if, they were doing well in the playoffs, right? And Philadelphia's not really a baseball city. But when they're in the playoffs, it is. Like, I, I swear, like, a, a, I don't know, maybe an inning would end. And five people in the parking lot all get out of their cars at the same time. They were sitting there listening to it. Like, there's, a, there's something in the air that I, I, I can't really describe. But when your sports team is, is kicking ass like that, it's awesome. But it's hard You feel like to get... you're in it together with a lot of other people. So it's like a communal, like, we're all on the same side with this. Like, it feels good to be on the same team with everybody. It's exciting, and you care for some reason, because they don't care about my job, I'm sure. But uh, but I care about theirs, and and we all care about theirs, and that's a thing. And I, I mean, I've told this before, but I, uh, I met Ron Francis after he was – so the, he won the cup. Ron Francis was the captain of the team at the time. And uh, the Hall of Famer won a couple of cups. He's a very good player. And um, – uh, I, I was at I was buying like hockey gear or something, and he was buying gear for his kids, and like I had a cold, and I like I just couldn't. I was like, oh, like I, I was I was I, I was starstruck by Ron Francis. His wife saw me; she was giggling at me, and uh, I wanted to shake his hand, but I had a cold, and I felt this like responsibility to the city not to get Ron Francis sick, you know. So I yeah. just I just admired him very creepy from a distance, you know, <laughs> instead of uh, passing my germs on to him. Like Meanwhile, they... you'd be like, oh, oh, shit, Jeff. <laughs> 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 Fuck Crosby. Oh my god. He's not even a hockey player. He's a fucking soccer player on skates. Best hockey player in the world. <laughs> a large margin. It's funny you hate him so much. <laughs> He's so gay. It's the same reason I don't like Patrick Kane. 
for the Blackhawks, but he's undeniably a great player. And then when it comes around to the Olympics and whatnot, it's like, hey, USA, Patrick Kane, an American, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's back to Chicago. Oh, you bitch, you know? Uh, never Crosby, man. But... You'd love him if he was on Philly. I'd have to see it. I don't know, man. Philly hates Crosby, but if you put a secret ballot in every single room in Philadelphia and it said, check this box and put it in your mailbox, and tomorrow Claude Giroux and Sidney Crosby will trade places and they will be on your team. Every It would be like Fuck a Brexit-style They'd be like, "Oh no, I didn't vote for him. I always want Giroux around." No, 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 no I'm, I'm really not with you. I, I wouldn't vote for him. I wouldn't because, like, it, I was having a hard time deciding what I wanted Crosby in exchange for nothing. Like, do I really want to? If we have to give up our best player to get him, fuck a Crosby. Let's kick Crosby's ass in the playoffs. Like, let's do that I instead. Give away this Ferrari, and in return, you get you know Trump's airplane. To fly around and do it like you're, he is like Giroux's a great player. I take Giroux over any center on the Blues. Drop of a hat, no questions asked. You know, fuck Crosby. Game over. But cry like I I bet it would be a fun little social experiment to see everybody in Philly be like, well, we're not gonna not pick Crosby. Like you know, that, but like, I can tell you he what is done because he's the best player in the league on our so, rival. So Chelios, you know, it, people don't know he's a Hall yeah. of Famer defenseman. Played Philly was like forty-seven or something. Like still good, and. Uh, Anyway, I guess Philly was going to get him or almost get him or whatever. And the whole city was like, fuck that guy. Fuck that Hall of Famer. We want nothing. We haven't forgiven him for the run he took. Run he took it like Roanoke or Renick or something like that. And uh, <laughs> I can't say his name. What's his name? Roanick. Roanick. Um, yeah. So, so, and he was, yeah, I guess you could say Crosby level. You'd say Chelios is somewhere yeah, up very, there. Yeah, very, very good player. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you hear uh, Yarmir Yager? Tied, tied Mark Messier. Messier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Points. Although he will not catch uh, Gretzky unless he plays until he's sixty. Yeah, but, if he, like I was reading, some, dude, Gretzky stats are annoying because I go to the hockey Reddit and so many posts are like, you know, the same difference between, um, you know, this is actually an interesting one. The same difference between Gretzky and Yager is the distance in points from Yager to the hundred and fourth place in the points list. Like he's so like the the big thing now is will Yager get enough points before the end of his career to get more total points than Gretzky had assists? <laughs> like that's that's the thing. Like and he he probably won't. Yeah. Like, well, you wonder how many points. Or no, he he might. Yager actually. played more seasons where they were lockout shortened, and he spent two years in the KHL, and I think three years in the KHL even. Oh, I could maybe be wrong. three yeah. seasons. It was like a long time he spent there. Yeah, yeah. So you know, there's there's a. He's kind of got a what if career going on, but still a great one. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But fuck Crosby. I think we can all agree on that, right? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do we, do we need a new topic? Either after winning the cup for the Penguins, but uh, yeah, Kyle is back, <laughs> and don't let that jersey fool you. He has no interest. None. <laughs> Not a bit. I saw when you walked away. Does it have a hood in the back? Yeah, it's a hoodie. It's, a, it's like a giant hooded sweatshirt oh. thing. It's not like an official jersey or anything. It's 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 like their, uh, it's like a giant like uh, it's a giant hooded sweatshirt. And that's like yeah. their classic looking, it's like their like, old style logo. Because that's yeah, they that's back when they wrote Black Hawks instead of Black Hawks. Yeah, it's mm. that, and uh, I think this is this might be their alternate cut. This is either their alternate or away jersey. 
because like I, I was gonna, I was pick, gonna pick one or one or the other, and I think the alternate jersey just looked like a hate crime. Like the yeah, Indian on it, the Indian on it was not respectful at all, and I mean this was not that great. Um, so uh, I, I thought this one was the was the nicer of the uh, the ones, the one that I might actually wear again after tonight. So I got this one. Oh, you'll wear I that again. It looks comfortable. I'm sorry, I got excited. Kyle, no, go. Chris Cyborg, you know Cyborg, the women 145 pounder, busted for steroids, again. Shocking. I, I don't know. Like I, I thought she was clean now. What? I must. What does she I, look like? I no longer think that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, like, I, I literally talked to her. I was talking to my dad yesterday about UFC, and I, I was like, "There's this one." man that they got fighting named chris cyborg <laughs> man, that's great and 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 he's he's somehow found a loophole because he doesn't have an actual penis to fight in the women's league and they actually made a 145 pound weight class for this man but he can't make it because he's on so much steroids yeah fucking vanderlei silva in a dress Wait, well, let's take a look no it's a this... woman with a real vagina that she was born with she just takes a lot of steroids um she's unfortunate looking which i i, I won't mock but uh, no. she's definitely a cheater. She, it's I think like, that she's face, got the same head it, thing going as Joe Rogan, almost. I, I think that face is somewhat steroid driven. I, I'm outside my expertise a little bit, but this look—I'm looking at a picture of her now. If you can see, she has a spray painted car in the background. If, if you follow that link, it's. Uh, let me see. One, two, three, four. It's the fifth row down. She's got long red hair and a car, a white car in the background. That face reeks of human growth hormone to me. Like, it does a particular thing to that elongated jaw, the big, like, that is what a woman on HGH looks like. And I don't know. How long does it take? I just don't know enough about the science. I think this is all, I don't think this was a pretty dainty girl uh, eight years ago. Um, I, am I wrong? Like, I wish I could find some old pictures of her. Was yeah, was right? she uh, was she busted for this before, or is this the first time this has happened for her? This is the second time she's been busted for steroids. Look at this guy. This guy is another no. He has a um, he he did get busted for steroids, but in addition to steroids, he has like a birth defect of some sort that gives gigantism. Him, like, yeah, it gives, his name is. He's Big got Blood. uh, he's got Tyler Perry. Uh, this like. <laughs> The way that his face is kind of not normal human face um, yeah. is related like to too much HGH. That's like kind of a thing he's got going on. And when I flip over to her, I feel like she has a similar, like a girl's version of it. Undeniably, this woman's been on steroids. She's done a lot of roids. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if her face is a product of that or if she was just unfortunate looking always, but her body is a clear enough indicator that, that she's cheating. Um, you know, I, I like that Ronda Rousey interview where they're like, so when are you going to fight Chris Cyborg? And she's literally like, whenever she stops fucking taking steroids. And they're like, yeah. you think she's on steroids? And she's like, look at her. Like, like. Look at, because I know what Rhonda's thinking. I assume that Rhonda's clean. She, I, I would imagine she's thinking, I, but I'm, and this is a, spe- this is when she was at a, at the top of her uh, career. Yeah, yeah. I'm working so goddamn hard with the best people in the world. I'm working so goddamn hard, and I don't look nothing like that man they've got over there that they want me to 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 step up and fight at 145 pounds. Like I wouldn't want to fight her ass either. There's a Rhonda pic yeah. I saw here. This. Look at this picture of Ronda Rousey. She looks like a girl in that mm-hmm. picture. Like that, 
That is what a human female looks like. An in-shape one. Like, if you see her arms and her deltoids and stuff, like, this is a woman who's lifted and wrestled and done a lot of, like, shit. But it's still a woman. Yeah. Right? You know, this this is a professional female athlete. What Chris Cyborg has going on, like, with this shit, that's that's not what a professional female athlete even It's unnatural. Like. It's unnatural. It would be like if all of a sudden you had a football player out there that had, like, a horse's legs. You're like, well, those don't look like people legs, like like other men yeah. have. They they look You've like horse legs. <laughs> yeah. I, Did you just shy? He he lost his fucking shoe. Is is that a is that a horseshoe? That's running back is mid run. You know. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's I, I can, it's, I can it's imagine how cheating. frustrated she is. The you know, Ronda would be like having to dodge her her whole career. But you know, on, on Ronda's defense, she's like, I'll fight her. She just has to make one thirty five, mm-hmm. which is a code for. You know, she has to get off those ridiculous steroids to make 135. And there's a mental addiction to these things. Like, it it happens on, on two sides, right? One of it is, like, they just, it's what they look like, etc. And when they come off it, even if their performance is still good, they just feel like, man, you know, I'm I'm not what I was before. It, it gets in their head. They lose their confidence. And they when, lose that energy, too. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just like, it, it, it's not like you could go on the steroids and get all this muscle mass and everything and then go off the roids and you're able to power that muscle mass like it's your own necessarily you don't have the hormones you're, you're, you're you didn't get there the right way and your, your your body testosterone is much lower than it should be for someone that looks like you i don't know it's i really hate cheating in, in mma I, I i know you've said you said it long before i did but i it, it really has been hammered home over time after watching a lot of rough fights where guys get hurt mm-hmm. and uh and and uh i really don't like that that that, that sucks I'm glad that she got caught. I hope that she can't fight anymore. I don't ever want to see her fight. I don't care. Because any woman they put against her is woefully mismatched. Like, like let her go fight Demetrius Johnson or whatever his name is, Mighty Mouse. Like, go, go fight a man if you want to look like that. That guy That's fights absurd. 20 pounds lower than her. Let her yep. fight um, Dominic. No, Cruz Yeah, but he's a man. Yeah, yeah. But no, I want This is what I want to do. Like, it, I always have this same idea. It's like, oh, did you know, this new fighter who can barely defend himself, get caught for whatever, let's give him a title shot. Like, let's feed him to John Jones, who will consume him like a lion on the Serengeti, right? You'll Let, blind him. Yeah. <laughs> let's give John Jones a bonus for stretching it out to the fourth round and just, like, elbow the fuck out of this guy, you know, and, until he wishes that you would just give him the, the, the what he needs to get out of this fight, you know? Like, it... That, you can't do that to Cyborg though. You got there's no one else. There's no one else to fight her. Not in, the female, not in the women's division, but no. she fights at 145. So why can't I remember the champ, Connor, Connor and uh, Aldo? Jose Aldo. Yeah, yeah. Those are the current champs. Let them fight her. They will fuck her up. <laughs> you know? they, they will have a field day. Like all right, the, if you got to have that much tea, that is, go to the men's division. The funny thing about that is, I bet if you gave Connor seven six seven weeks from right now he'd hit 145 and he'd show up and fight she couldn't she can't fucking make the weight that, that, that's another thing whenever i heard all of that that, that that she wanted all that time and stuff it's like no it's not about making the weight it's about getting the steroids out of her system so what is it usada or whatever doesn't yeah. doesn't get her i saw all those fucking demetrius johnson fans boo-hooing because he got tested while he was like out on a date or at a at a convenience oh, store yeah, it, yeah. Oh, okay. it, it, it was like, no, fucking piss in your cup, asshole. Like, like, like if you want to fight and make $350,000 to show, then let's make sure you're clean. 
You know, I, you're um, going to dominate usually, a division, clean it out. I don't know what his fans said, but I, I usually interpret it differently. Like when, I, when he's like, hey, look, I got tested, I got tested. All the fighters brag about getting tested because it's like an, it's, it's a, sort of bragging about being clean. Yeah. You know, when they say, look how often I'm tested and stuff. Weidman does it too. DJ did. Um, you know, Demetrius Johnson is a Twitch streamer. He streams lots of video games. And uh, he's been tested. Like, he's had USADA knock on the door during live streams and, uh, and oh. test him right on the spot. So, yeah, I think in this case, he was, like, out on a date, and they called him. And mm-hmm. he was like, well, I'm at, like, a, you know, a gas station. You can come meet me here, and we'll do it. And I think that may have been what happened. He may have, like, uploaded some of the footage of it all going down or whatever. But I didn't, didn't dig too deep, but I just saw that his fans were like, that's bullshit, hassling you while you're on your date. I'm like, no, it's a perfect time. Yeah, Fuck no, it. What I they like ought to do now is, like, test him the next day right after in case he's, like, cra- you know, if, if I'm him, I'm walking around with some piss all the time. You know, I got, I, I've got, I've got a I'm like that guy in Gattaca, right? I'm trying to live this lie. I, I got think he's faith. clean. Most people feel like Demetrius Johnson is clean. I don't believe that anybody's clean until I, until it, until they, they test him and test him and test him again, and then we wait five years and we test him some more. Like, like there's always a shadow of a doubt. I think when you're, especially if they're that top tier, that it, it, it's, it, yeah. it's like, okay, so this guy's the best in the world at what he does. He probably has the best performance-enhancing drugs in the world for what he does. He's probably not taking that same Deanabol cocktail that I can order off the internet. You know, he's not taking the same shit uh, Schwarzenegger was. He's got some designer cocktail Balk that came out of somewhere like Balco that that you'll have to have some grand jury testimony in in 15 years before you even know about it. Um, Balco were the the people who were like uh, making the drugs for Barry Bonds. Hunting for shit. It's hard. It's not organized like I want it to be. There are people who've been tested a lot. Josh Barnett's been tested 13 times this year. Um, Demetrius Johnson. Let's look up him. See how many Johnsons there are. He's been tested eight times in 2016. So that's that's towards the high end. If they're suspected, then they get tested more often. Christine Justito, that's Cyborg, right? She's been tested 11 times this year, and they finally caught her. Hmm. See, that, that, that's what I'm talking about right there, right? You know, mm-hmm. they, they test her 11 times before they catch her. Um, You're right. Uh, Connor's been tested are there ways, times, Are too. there ways to cheat those Yes, tests? absolutely. Yeah, that they found people cheating them? I, Oh, well, you're talking about actually cheating the test, not just using a chemical to remove traces of evidence from your system and or cycling and doing micro doses. What you're describing is like having a fake penis, which is totally a thing. They make this whole kit with a fake dick, with a bag of urine, a tube that goes to it. You pull out an actual... believable on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's always there. How did you know that that Chris Cyborg was cheating her, uh, her drug test? Well, when she pulled her cock out, I could tell it didn't look like a real cock. You know, it just, it looked rubber. <laughs> it's, it's a peakclean.com on the side. Yeah, when, so we, we, we looked she, beneath the rubber cock and found her real cock, which was much, much larger, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's right. The, the, one of the things they do is microdoses, right? So these things, I forget which ones. I'm, I'm not an expert expert on this, but um, like I think it's HGH. It wipes out of your system in like a day. So people might do like microdoses like, I don't even think they have a test for HGH. Am I messing it up? I forget which one it is, but some of them, yeah, clean out really quickly. And uh, they take tiny doses so that they clean out in, like, even less time than that. But they get the benefit of, like, a 
improved healing cycle after their workout or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge uh, thing because because like <clears throat> I, I worked out the other day and afterwards I was crippled. I was just mm. crippled. Mm. I was like, oh my god, my entire chest is is like if I were to get into a tussle right now, someone a half my size would just kick my ass. I I feel like my my everything is just not working right. And I know when leg day comes, it's gonna be crippled on that end, <laughs> and, and it lasts for like four or five days. And I, I use yeah, that. And you're only thirty. Roller. Yeah. Yeah. I use that muscle roller to like get all the lactic mm-hmm, acid out mm-hmm. excruciating. And even then, you know, there's mm-hmm. this recovery uh, period. If that was like just not a thing, if you could if you could work out hard and the next day your muscles have fully recovered and like made that new muscle fiber, made those new connections that that protein has done its thing, the lactic acid is gone. Man, that's a massive massive deal. You know, yeah. it's I, I was like 3 years older than you, 5 years older than you, something like that when I realized like, wow, like recovery is a very different thing at like 35 than it was at 17 like you know fuck <laughs> you know, like Especially if you are like an in and out worker outer where you like don't sustain it because if you stick at it for a couple months you know obviously yeah, I wasn't as at the time as you yeah. were if you like what kyle's talking about like going back into it mm-hmm. like you always just feel like like trembly almost and like if you pick up like a cup of water afterward you're like <laughs> oh my god like it, it steering feels- wheels hard you know? Like like two minutes after you work out, like it's weird because you pick it up and it's so light, and then like two hours afterward you pick it up and it's like this is a lot of water. Like <laughs> I don't know water. if I'm that thirsty. <laughs> I'm so glad Cyborg. Yeah. <sighs> like Kyle said, man, I think that when she turned down a title shot because it was only eight weeks notice, I'm like she's just trying to avoid USADA attention because they would you know really ramp up the testing. But I guess they they busted her, man. Good, ah. good. I, I have no interest in watching that fucking machine fight. You know, Cyborg's a good name for her. I don't want to watch... It, it, I want to watch her fight a woman as much as I want to watch an actual Cyborg fight a woman. It's just as fair. It's, it's the same playing field. I don't want to see it. She is not a natural human being. She shouldn't be in the sport with the other natural human beings who, are, who rise to the top because of, like, unnaturally un- skill, who work mm-hmm. hard at, at being accurate punchers, who working on yeah. their footwork and their head movement. Like, like those are the people I want to rise to the top. That's why Ronda Rousey's going to get her ass kicked because Amanda Nunez that is going to fucking knock her out and choke her yeah. out. It's going to be great. I can't wait. I can't it wait. It really Did you is make it shitty. Yet? I haven't. I, I meant to do that last night. I was just talking to my dad about it um, yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about putting more on her because the more I described this, the situation to my dad, the more I convinced myself that it was a good bet. I just don't think – I think Ronda's scared. I, I don't think her mind is right, and I think that's really important going into that cage because I just put my myself into those fighters' shoes sometimes, mm-hmm. and just try to imagine what my body language would even be like. If I, I, I just feel like it, in my head would be like, what position are my shoulders in right now? Not when I'm fighting. When we're standing in the ring before the fight, I'd be like, my hands feel weird. What do I do with my hands? I just feel like I'd be so nervous and out of place and scared. It'd just be like, you'd have to master that before you can even think about being a top-level fighter. And I feel like Ronda's coming in there just shaken and broken mentally. And Amanda Nunez is just a tougher, more accurate striker with a, with great jiu-jitsu. She's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, right? Uh, black or brown? I think she might be a it's, black belt. Uh, she, she's a Brazilian yeah. black belt. A, a Brazilian, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or she's Portuguese, maybe. Um, she's, she's, she's not... She's not going to fuck around here. I think she's going to, if it goes to the ground, she submits Ronda. If it stays up the whole time, she's the more accurate, harder hitting striker. Belt. How much yeah. do you think you're going to bet? Like just, just a for fun kind of bet? Or you... I would never bet 500 or mm-hmm. more than 500 
Um, but I'm definitely betting over a hundred. I don't mm. know, probably. So you're invested, you know. Two fifty, split it. Yeah, yeah, I might ish. do that. I, I, I think she's. I, I really do think she's going to win. We'll see. It'll be a fun fight to watch. I don't know. All my when betting is confidence one? is gone. Thirtieth. After I proudly 30th. predicted Hillary Clinton and uh, Eddie Alvarez wins. I don't know shit anymore. <laughs> Maybe you you just call it quits until the new year begins. New year, new you. Yeah, you know, new I like the way you're thinking. I want to see a tag team fight. I, I that's what the UFC needs. They need a tag team fight where they get Ronda and Connor to fight together against another male female uh, thing, and they alternate rounds or something like that. And they, and, and and like Connor's Ronda's like corner man. He's like he's like he's he's giving her the pep talks and everything. Do you, have you, you ever seen the Spartacus? How, have you ever seen the Spartacus TV show? Yes. Yeah, I've watched it on good, HBO. Ended okay. poorly. Where, where eventually they like, you know, they're all fighting and they, you know, they get in the good graces of the magistrate or whatever it is who runs the place. And then eventually they're like, you know, we need to have you go fight in the pits, which is like the the underbelly of, you know, cage fighting, like very dirty. Like even when they show the crowd there, they're all like toothless, like <laughs> rabble, rabble kind of people like putting their, you know, gold inserts on the on the line or whatever they do. And before every fight, it's the two guys standing there in the dirt patch, just their little loincloth on, and then a guy with a big scary helmet gives them like a choice of like dye or little balls in a bowl, and then they pull it out, and it determines a weapon that they get. And so a guy will reach in, and they'll be like, oh, the brass knuckles, ah! And then they give him like brass knuckles with spikes on it, and then the other guy will be like, oh, uh, you know, trident! And they give him the trident, and the guy with the brass knuckles is like, this is bullshit like, <laughs> you gave him a rage no weapon <laughs> yeah, yeah. you see that's what it was like in the show i even watched it then i'm like oh man like this this would suck you could go into this fight knowing you're better and they're gonna be like for this guy a piece of clay <laughs> and for this guy you know yeah. a roman gladius like, <laughs> uh -huh. a piece of clay i need to quickly form it into something sharp on, does, anyone have a, does anyone have a kiln <laughs> 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 the oh, with confidence, right? We're talking about confidence and Ronda Rousey. Yeah. In all my years of, of different sports I've played, right? I did swimming at a fairly high level. I did hockey at a fairly low level. Um, I never felt like confidence played a big role in my performance. Everybody well, else says it does because that doesn't exist in many sports the way it does in the UFC or in, or in combat sports. That's it's true. so humiliating for someone like Ronda to have lost that first time around. You know, they 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 build her mm -hmm. up like she's a cartoon character. We mm -hmm. all did. We all we all we all drank the Kool Aid, mm -hmm. right? And maybe the Kool Aid it works. Maybe I mean, maybe Holly Holmes got got a lucky punch. We'll see. She might tear Amanda Nunez apart, go on another five fight spree with a total fight time of three minutes or something like that. But I don't think it's gonna happen. I think she's done. I think she's gonna a, lose this, and that's but it. Y like the you. confidence plays a part in every sport. I think in that like I mean even with like hockey. As a goalie, like if I let in a really soft goal that I knew I should have stopped, both teams knew I should have stopped, and everybody in the stands knows I should have stopped, right. standing there afterwards with people just looking at you like, look at that idiot. Look at that idiot. Your only job is to keep the puck out of the net, and that's one that you should have kept out of the net. Like you feel like, and then like if your confidence is down, you do play worse because you start to think like, you know, I could come out and play a little aggressively. No, that's what a good goalie would do. I'm not good now. I'm just going to get beat on my left side. Oh, now I'm beat again, just like I knew would happen. Like, that's with fighting, me. I can obviously see it. Oh, you, not at all? Like, no. Kyle, you were like that when you played baseball, I'm sure, right? Where if you threw a... Where, did you pitch, or what did you... 
So if you threw a couple bad pitches, it'd kind of get in your head, right? Where you're like, God, if it goes in that same spot again, I'm just off today. And then it does. And you're like, well, irredeemable. It's an off day. No, it no. was more about arm fatigue. There was a point where the arm just wouldn't work anymore, no matter how bad you wanted it to go there. Um, that was just my experience, though. I just think combat sports is different than that because it, when you're on the pitcher's mound, like, your whole team's with you. You know, you're setting the pace of the game. It all goes at your speed. You can take as much time as you want, literally. You can call time, but, but I just feel like that fighter in there, it's all on them. You can't blame a coach. You can't blame... The guy in the corner back behind you, the trainer, the the boxing guy, the yeah. wrestling coach. Like it's Can't just you. Russians. For it's fighting, I've never done more than spar. You know, the FBI. Is, so I haven't really done that hardcore. But um, for the other things, it was always like, well, this is how good I am. You know, however this works out, it works out. But I, you know, like I, I will give my full effort when I do this. And there were times when it was like, oh, this guy about the same as me. And there was never like a confident shake. It was like, well, well, we'll see, you know? I know what I can do, we'll see what he can do. And whether it was Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or ice hockey or, or swimming or whatever, it was always like that. Like, all right, you know, I'll spot my opportunities and I'll execute when I can. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It never had to be, oh, I'm gonna fuck this guy. I, I think this guy is not on my level. Watch me, you know, prance and dance around him. No, it was, it was like, all right. You know, let's see if this works. Let's give this a go. And it, like I never had to think that I was better than some guy. I just sort of executed as you know as good as I can be. And so when I hear all this talk about confidence and how people get shaken and don't perform like they could, I think, man, I was just never really wired like that. I always performed as well yeah, but, as I could. But CNN wasn't. But but Sports Center wasn't covering you. You know, there weren't going to be like Sports thirty Center writers covering me. Like, it, like like writing about how how poorly you did at your job. I hear you, and you're right. You know, and I'm sure that's a higher level of pressure. But like when I did sports, especially like the swimming stuff, it was the center of my world, right? Like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe CNN's not covering me, but when I get back on campus, it's going to be in the paper. When I uh, the, the campus paper you know and uh <laughs> and, but there are people that they'll care. both read it <laughs> my, my coach and my team like everybody will know it like my universe revolved around this thing i get it you know it's the internet's not revolving around it like it does the next conor mcgregor fight. it's not like you jerked off at a chargers game right but but for <laughs> me it was my everything it was my sense of self-worth my personal identity you know the thing that i spend I don't even know how many, it's three times five, 15, maybe 20 hours a week uh, practicing. Um, that's a lot. And, um, you know, so, so yeah, it's not in sports center, but it's the center of my world. And when it comes to competing and whatnot, it was always like, well, I'm going to go a hundred percent and we'll see where the chips fall. It, it really wasn't about me knowing I was better than some guy. So Call of Duty released a whole bunch of new content this week. Um, all those camos and melee weapons and Christmas Crash and all of that stuff. Taylor, how many melee weapons do you have, and what's your favorite one at this point? I've got the brawler bottle that's just a broken bottle that you stab people with. Uh, I've got the scimitar one. I don't know what it's called, but it looks like what goblins wield in Moria, and you slice people with it. Um, I've got the Omsk hammer. Omsk hammer, which is just a hammer, 
but it looks cool. It's a very brutal looking hammer. Do like if you saw this hammer, same? you wouldn't think, you know, there are things to nail. You'd think, oh, there are heads to cave. Like that kind are of hammer. Are they all the same and then I've got the, performing? It's all, it's all it's, they're all the same one hit kill, I think. I haven't killed someone with every one of them. Range? But um, I, I, think, I think they're all the same range as well. I, I like the hammer the most just because if you put on UAV jammer, uh, extreme conditioning, and then whatever other one you want, and then just at the very beginning of the game, hold Y, it's not that just when you melee, you hold the gun and the hammer comes out. If you hold Y, you'll just have the hammer out and be a maniac running around with a hammer who gets all their kills like that. And so it doesn't do well in a game based on guns, but it's pretty <laughs> satisfying to sneak yeah. up behind someone and bludgeon them to death with the ump's hammer and then know that they watched it like, God damn it, guy beat me to death with a hammer in Call of Duty. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm digging it. I, uh, I've got the ice axe. I've got the, uh, no, the sort of yeah. machete-looking device, and I've got the beer bottle as well. The neat thing about the beer bottle, you, you hold Y or triangle if you're on, P on PlayStation, and he like pulls out a beer bottle, smashes the end of it, and then like flips it and catches it, and he's like, yeah, now I'm ready. You know, he starts with a regular beer bottle. Um, I, I, I've got so, so many of the camos unlocked now and all of the, uh, the kits and stuff. I, I like it. You know, every, every, now when you play Team Deathmatch or whatever, everybody's running around with some fantastic-looking gun that's covered in diamonds or something, which maybe some purists won't like. But shit, it's a 9- it's a or 10-year-old game. I, I'm okay with a little oh. bit of... Yeah, it's fun. Kyle, right? It's not changing the actual damage. Purely cosmetic, the melee items. They're not faster. The range isn't different. Like I, I couldn't get Correct. all that question. Okay, I'm pretty sure totally. they're just cosmetic. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, everything they did is cosmetic, and uh, everything they did, there's a way to do without spending real-world money. You know, you can still you still unlock those get get keys for crates and, and or tokens to unlock crates and you get ten tokens you unlock oh. you get a crate. Did you buy the stuff we're talking yeah. about, like these weapon the melee weapons? No, you just you just play a lot and you get a lot of tokens and you unlock a lot of boxes and then you get given it randomly. And if you get um, the deal is if you get a duplicate, it grinds that up into gears or something like that. And then you stockpile those gears and you use them to manufacture other things or unlock other things. It's yeah. it's a whole big money making like slot machine that they turned Call of Duty into but I'm not feeding it money so it's fun. Once you've got all the stuff that you want you kind of just get a ton of duplicates every time you roll it and so it just becomes a game of alright just keep rolling until my gears tick up to the right amount and then I'll just outright buy whatever emblem I want but yeah I like it. All the emblems are infinitely cooler than any of those stock ones that came with the game which was obviously on purpose to get you to buy uh, COD points. CP, not a great abbreviation. Someone should have thought that through. You know, uh, buying What does it stand CP. for in game? I don't, uh, it, COD points. I was oh. going to tweet, like, need, I'm uh, you know, going to buy $20 of CP, and I was like, yeah, probably not. That didn't get <laughs> you very far. <laughs> yeah. What? That didn't get you very far. That's some high-dollar stuff. High, uh, I'm sure some... CP. None of it takes that long to work it. up to with the uh, the gear. No, I get it. So I'm just saying with the CP faster than that. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, I like I don't know, I like all of it. I think it's awesome. I like how every gun can be gold now. Um Kyle, do you have the assassin kit for snipers yet? No, I don't have any uh any sniper kits. I got some cool like uh camo that's white papyrus with like uh, you know, like etchings all over it. I don't know. I I've got I think I got a couple of kits, maybe for the the submachine guns. I've got like a whiteout kit or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that one That's looks pretty... really neat on the mini Uzi, especially because it's just yeah. whited out. Yeah, I, I'm digging it. I, I like what they've done uh, so far. We'll see and if they can make changes. 
Gun Game is great! Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, Gun Game is really fun, although, of course, it doesn't take into account stopping power on the M40. That, that, I, that gets annoying to me. I get stuck there often. Uh, if I can't quickly get a headshot, if I'm trying to quick scope people at close range on on Showdown or something like that, and, and they've got Uzis, and, or they've got whatever they've got, anything but an M40, it's, it's, it's a real fucking bad day. Yeah, that that's the only aggravating thing about gun game is you can tell when you're actually having like objectively bad luck in that like, like you'll run out in the open with your pistol and if like three times in a row you just run into the sniper guy so straight from the spawn you just get fucked like that's aggravating yeah and there's no game type to jump into late that's worse than gun game because you're basically hobbled with that starting pistol and oh you start stabbing off. start stabbing right away just to piss people off I'm, I'm a terrible stabber i miss most of my stabs my guy gets mm. way too vehement and then overshoots it and then the other guy looks at me laughs and caps me i i, I rarely risk knives it that was that was the third to last boot camp that i completed knifing people just because i i always think i'm gonna miss the melee because this isn't Modern Warfare 2. You get spoiled in Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 3 with melees because you just kind of hit it when you're in the vicinity of someone and boom, like, okay, yeah, they're dead. This one, it's like if you're, you're not exactly commando? squared up, even without Commando, the knifing okay. in Modern Warfare was way tactical easier. The tactical knife gave you a higher rate of fire for your knife, if you will. It was boom, yeah, boom, just... boom, instead of that... You know, a quarter second is a huge deal if it's about how fast can I swing a knife in a crowded room of people in Call of Duty. Yeah. So, oh, speaking Especially of gun camos, let me show off these these guns that oh, I got yeah. back. I, yeah. I got all these guns these coded. Awesome. Um, these are cool. This is my M1A1 stuck in a Juggernaut Rogue chassis. It's it's uh, it's chrome. Um, this is a pretty cool thing. It's really cool. Look at that. I'm moving around trying to get in the reflection. I was it literally had my picture in it earlier. <laughs> like it reflected me. It's putting a national match M1A1 uh, sniper rifle, uh, 308 semi-auto inside of this bullpup chassis, and so the whole thing is very short. You know, this flash hider is what four inches long. So I mean, the rifle is is really really shortened by this thing, and and. I don't know. You can shoot this thing out of your car now. It, it's pretty badass. The magazine goes down here. I got some, a big 50-round drum magazine that goes in it. <laughs> of 308s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drum mag. That's a lot of For when you're deer power. hunting, right? Yeah. yeah it's Sometimes they fight back. Them. Yeah, in case the deer, you know, retreat and reform an assault. <laughs> and, and even then you would be on the winning end of that battle oh yeah know? oh yeah we're better armed than the deer militia they, they, <laughs> if you don't have antlers just pick up the ones left behind by your <laughs> friend in front of you <laughs> it's a battle you know <laughs> this is uh this is my acr this is my acr i really like the camo job because it's like a standard just sort of wilderness camo tree leaf kind of thing um I really like this thing. I, I've had this thing for a long time. I like that uh, that muzzle brake too. It's uh, you, it looks it and it is really sharp on the end. You could really poke the fuck out of somebody with this if you if you yes. wanted to. You could scratch them. Give them a wicked scratch. <laughs> yeah, triple Show scratch. Them what's, what's up next if they take one more step? Well, Kyle attacks him with their ACR and they're in a vicious hunt for aloe vera. Yeah. <laughs> this next one is just in case Kyle ever has to infiltrate a Home Depot. <laughs> no, no, this is the. This is oh, the oh no, not that one. 
Alt one, yeah. <laughs> no infiltration mode. If we if we go to to fight Eskimos or something, I guess uh, this is my FNFS two thousand. Uh, I like that gun. I I have yeah, two, but in black, and uh, I that's it's it's my favorite. People won't like calling an assault rifle. It's my favorite tactical gun. I don't know, call it what you will, but uh, I, I don't know why. But I seem to hit what I'm aiming at with that gun. Like if I miss a target once or twice, I break out that one, and I seem to hit it all the time. It just fits me. Uh, this is my. Uh, this is the Dewalt 12 gauge. This was my <laughs> idea. Um, I think I may have seen one on the internet like this. Um, so they really DeWalt branded this uh, this 12 gauge up big time. Nice. That's so cool. I have a hard that, time like, picking uh, a favorite. I like that one a lot. I like the Chrome one a lot. I like the FN 2000 a lot. I like the ACR is nice. I, I, they look really cool. What kind, what kind of shotgun is that, Kyle? It's an MKA 1919 semi-automatic uh, magazine fed. I don't think you can get these magazines on the market anywhere. I had these custom made and machined from aluminum. As you do, um, yeah. You yeah. know, um, usually they. I these little some order at BK. You could pick up a lot of karma on uh, Gunnit for those. Just saying. Yeah, I may do that. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, that one's. Uh, I'm gonna load that one up with slugs. I think because it's got that cool optic that it, that that's the same color and everything. Yeah, I thought they did a, a decent job. I had a dispute with the coding company for like two years, uh, and, and we finally like sorted it all out. It took forever. I think they've still got some of my shit. Uh, I had to get lawyers involved. It was a whole thing. So fuck them. You know, if those people are listening, fuck you. You know, but did a good job, and they got them back. I am. I guess you can't say uh, you, you're not. Buster otherwise, Beaver you would. Was have. the company's name? <laughs> but what was the dis or the core of the dispute? Can you say it or? Um, they changed. It. I think part of it was that we had a miscommunication. I was dealing with the father that owned the business and the son that owned the business. Mm -hmm. And uh, the idea was that they would coat. I don't remember how many guns there were initially that I sent off. But it was like, you coat all these guns, and then I make one video on my second channel of these guns. Just like, hey, look at these guns. I shoot each of them and talk about that they got coated by these guys. And, uh, and that was the deal. And then they change their mind at some point. They're like, oh, at, like halfway through. They do like four or five guns, send them back. And they're like, all right, so make some videos of those guns, and, and then we'll move forward. And I'm like, no, no, no. There, there's one video. It, it's all the guns. Hurry up and finish my guns and get them back. And, uh, and then just started a long legal dispute where, like, they were threatening to sell the guns to make up, like, the, their cost um, and, and just going back and forth with thousands of dollars back and forth. And finally, I feel like I got a good deal out of it because they were, they were quite rusty when I sent them off. They did need a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Um I don't like all the work they did. I like these ones in particular. These are the ones I got back today. But uh, oh, and I got one more. My suitcase gun. I got it. I got it done, and uh, it's got a whole huge design on the side of like a Spartan helmet. It's pretty neat. Yeah, sometimes so. I feel like companies don't appreciate how important like creative control is. You know, they before I made YouTube videos, and I'm gonna act like I'm some sort of you know prima donna creator. But before I made videos, like. It was like, oh, creative control. Oh, my God. You know, would you relax on that, et cetera? But then it's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, subs turn on you. Uh, you're just not proud of what you're doing. Like, like this is – like, you really have to own what you're up to. They can't just be like, all right, all right, yeah, yeah. Now we're going to make your channel devoted to pimping my shit. Like, no, 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 no. No, like, unacceptable. 
unacceptable. You know, I, I can do that one time. And uh, it, if you do it two times, it changes from, hey, like, check out a cool thing that, you know, that I know about to, like, you know, watch me sell out for this or that. It's, yeah, it needed to be something organic, and it makes sense. Like, I, I, I it's, uh, you know, if you coat 15 of my guns or whatever it is, I want to show them off, you know, and mm -hmm. I still will mm -hmm. show them off. I just won't in any way advertise those people because they, they didn't do a good job, for one thing, on some of the guns, uh, not just aesthetically, but mechanically, like, um, oh, at I least remember one... you got some back and it didn't. Yeah. My desert Eagle, uh, doesn't cycle because they coated the, in the, uh, some of the internals and now they have this, this coating on them and it, it doesn't work now. So I'll have to have someone else, a real gunsmith and coder, like go back and fix my 50 cal desert Polish Eagle it or something. Yeah. I don't really know. You know, and, Are they supposed definitely... to be doing anything other than just finding it. Yeah. They or... needed, they needed some refurbishing. They had gotten rusty, uh, in a, in a, in a wet basement. And uh, and so they all needed like a de-rusting, decoding, and then a recoding, and that's what those people do. So seemed like a real win-win, okay. uh, and it did well, turn those out ones that look way. Really good. Yeah, these ones in particular are excellent. I think. Um, Wonder if uh, they're getting better, like as a company. Like, are they getting more experience? Like, if they coded the wrong parts on the Deagle that made it not cycle, then maybe they don't have much Deagle experience. Like, I, now uh, they have some more. Seems I, like I don't know I, anything about Desert Eagle, but it seems like that would just be like a handgun knowledge thing, more than a specific Desert Eagle thing, right? Yeah. Kyle, is that wrong? I, I would think so. I, I I'm not even exactly sure which part they coded on the. I don't recall right now. Oh, I, it's the feed ramp. Yeah, yeah, I got. They uh, they coded the feed ramp on the Desert Eagle, and I think that that is preventing the bullets from uh, being you know being guided into the and chamber. They stick on it. That's what. The feed ramp is the transitional thing between the top of the, the magazine holding the ammunition and the chamber of the weapon, you know, that's right behind the barrel. So it's sort of a ramp that the bullet rides along to get in there. It, it, and Desert Eagles are kind of notorious for having magazines get a little floppy and, and not want to get the, the ammunition pointed in the right direction. So could be a little bit of that, too, but definitely a problem that wasn't there until they worked on it. Hmm. Whatever. Fuck them. Got my guns back. Uh, <laughs> Some <laughs> of them. Some of them, you know. And I, I think are I'm you still making? Do you still have to make the video? No, no, fuck them. Making no. out like a bandit. No, no video. Oh, I, I, I paid them. I gave them. I gave them money to get my shit back, uh -huh. and we just and we called it square. Yeah, but I gave them far less money than uh, than would have originally cost to get the guns coded and fixed, and far less than the guns are worth by a long fucking shot. Um, this gun right here, the rifle on the inside was yeah. Shit, it might have been two thousand for the just for the rifle. I think. I, I hope I'm not getting that that wrong because it's been five years since I bought that rifle. That, it's like that, a, it's like, that it's rifle. An M, it's a National Match M1A1. Um, was it used in World War II? That kind of rifle, the M1. The M1 no, that's it. That that that's the Grand. That's the one with, that uh, that you you know the the clips where you you push them in and carefully don't cut your chain. thumb off and it makes the and ping it out. when it's done. Right. Um, this is an M14. This is sort oh, of the the box you... mag stick. They're this it, they're analogous. It's 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 two different companies making them. The, the, but the M1A1 here um, was like two grand, I think. And then mm -hmm. the chassis it's stuck in, I think, is another grand. But then this is like my special edition chrome chassis, so it's like. Another nine hundred or something. So I was happy to spend what I spent and get my shit back. I mean, that ACR was twenty three hundred, I think. The F two thousand is a two thousand dollar gun. Um, you know, all, all of that stuff. It's just the suitcase gun is six thousand dollars. You know, it's just, it, it was expensive shit that I wanted back. Hmm. Well, yeah, I don't blame you. That. A lot. 
it's a lot of money in firearms. Yeah, yeah. isn't it? Did I mean, they do a good job on the suitcase gun? Did yeah, you like I let me one? grab the suitcase gun because it's so fucking cool. They, it's actually the yeah. more impressive of them, but I'll have to assemble it, which will take 30 seconds. Yeah, I have full confidence that Kyle knows how to assemble every gun in there. Like it, he's got like AR-15s and AK-47s by the living room couch. And he like mindlessly assembles and deassembles weapons while watching television. Like that's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, everybody that, needs a hobby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got into it too. Like there was a time that I I could do either one, the AK or the the Area 15. Like you just bust it apart. I don't know if I could do it right now, but you spend a few is, days is at Kyle's AK house. An easier one to break down. Yeah. I feel like I've watched videos I, of people doing it, and I was surprised at like really that's it. Like that's all the parts. Like it, it didn't seem as much as like, I don't know. A, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm realizing right now I haven't watched enough taking apart gun videos to know how many parts there should be. So the, uh, <laughs> I, I want to say they. I don't know that one was that much harder than the other. The um the thing about the AK is that it has a spring in there that's usually real oily and stuff. So it's easy to get that like particular stripe tattoo on like whatever. Like you grab a spring and you're like, yeah, that happens. Grease all over. Yeah, like you get it on your jeans. Like, well, fuck that. That's where I touched myself with that stupid spring. But, uh, um, yeah, anyway, so I'm sure Kyle will put this gun back together just fine. It's, you know, it won't be an yeah. issue. Well, that sucks. He had to deal with so much shit at first, but now that it all worked out, it seems like he won that transaction. Like, but these are some super over. cool guns. They have more guns <sighs> yeah, than his, maybe. Yeah. So it's in a pelican. Kyle's walked over with a pelican case. I don't think that will, whole thing will turn into a gun. It will. The whole... No, it's not going to transform itself into a gun. <laughs> There's a gun inside the box. Robert Downey Jr. is in there. <laughs> He'll yeah. pop out. Uh, there is a gun in this uh, suitcase. Suitcase gun. Now going to watch him assemble it. Beautiful firearm. Keep going, Taylor. We're all engaged. Well, I, I can't. I, I have to see more of it before I can delight our listeners with details. You know? <laughs> He's closed the Let's suitcase. See. Yeah, suitcase closed. Mm. Oh, it's a great snap. It's a great snap sound. Not everybody likes sounds like that. This is like one of those uh, ASMR ridiculous watch people eat cereal and breathe videos <laughs> build gun <laughs> 60 minutes of me clanging my fork on my teeth while I eat pasta <laughs> 4 minute loop of me clipping my fingernails <laughs> oh, I talked him up for so long about being an expert in gun assembly Oh, with this thing, I've put this thing together like six times in my life. This is a little bit different. That one needs some time next to the television. Well, the evil dictator is waving at the crowd in his limo and quickly making his way yeah. to safe. So you quickly need to get this assembled. It's going to take me a minute. All right. Well, then thousands will die of starvation in their horrible, their horrible hellhole. So Kyle's the good guy in your scenario? Yeah, he's the spy who got into the evil despot's, you know, vicinity, mm-hmm. and he's he's preparing to assassinate him. That's what other purpose could this be for, if not some sort of well, you could assassinate good people tool. if you're a bad guy, right? You could, 
but I'm, I'm giving Kyle the benefit of the doubt here. He is wearing a Blackhawks jersey, so I don't have a lot of faith. <laughs> I am starting to believe he's doing this gun right, though. It's starting it's, to look it's, very rifle-ish. It's got all the telltale signs of a gun. Barrel, when he said trigger, it was a suitcase stop. rifle, I thought it was going to fold up into the shape of a suitcase. Oh. Like well, the flashlight rifle that we've seen. Let's see. Let's see this Spartan design. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Ah. Oh. Yeah. And then it completes the whole thing with the yeah, magazine. You got a Spartan uh, helmet there. And uh, on the other side, on the reverse, it says uh, Molan Labe. What does that mean? Uh, come and take them. Come and take them. So, that's pretty. I'm awesome. pretty happy with that as well. What's um, that gun called? Fuck, I don't know. What is this? Uh, a Paratus. It's a Paratus. Uh, I can't recall right at the moment. Hmm. I don't know. That's okay. I don't get asked a lot. Let's say it's a Paratus something or another. Ah, DRD. Yeah, real catchy. Forgot that part. Paratus ah, DRD. That is dirt. Yeah. Well, those are really neat. I want to get a cool designed gun like that someday. I want to get the Desert Eagle with the, the cool pistol kit from Modern Warfare Remastered, where it's all etched and engraved, looking like a, like a which, Venezuelan which dictator's is handgun. Is that the hardened it's, edition it's, or the premium edition that comes with a Deagle? It's, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's the one you have to roll your... Uh, goodie box and hope that you get or buy a lot of cp and then exchange it on the black market for for this cool camo but you know what i'm talking about kyle you have you've seen that one right with yeah, all the you got the commander desert eagle when you get to level 55 that's pretty pimp with the pearl grips and it's everything. even more detailed than that like it's got all the engraved like it really does look like like fidel castro's pistol like very yeah. gaudy cool yeah i've looking. seen that yeah it's it's one yeah. of the pistol kits Actually, I think I got a pistol kit that I never even applied. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking all the MWR added stuff. That's that's why I wanted to show those off when we were talking about gun camos. Let me do an ad read here. It seems like a good time. It's a good, great time. I um, think I'll tell everyone about Audible. This episode of PKA is being brought to you by Audible. Audible is a leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Audible's content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more. From the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazines, and newspaper publishers, as well as business information providers. You can download and listen anywhere on your iOS device, Android, Kindle Fire, Windows Phone, and over 500 other MP3 players. Are you still a fan of reading off, excuse me, are you still a fan of reading off your Kindle, but reading while driving to work is just too bumpy for you? No problem. Whisper Sync for Voice lets you switch back and forth between reading the book on Kindle or Kindle app, and listen to the audiobook without ever losing your place or missing a word. It works with your iPhone, Android, and Kindle Fire, like I said before. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of their choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Uh, just go to audible.com PKA and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Uh, download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com PKA. That's audible.com PKA. Now, Chiz has suggested here that we check out Trevor Noah's hot bestseller, Born a Crime. <laughs> I am instead... That's great. <laughs> I, I think Chiz... That's a move. That's funny. I think Chiz is fucking with Kyle. We're going <laughs> to test course, your DNA, Chiz, and we'll see if you even get to stay 
you curly-haired motherfucker. I suspect you're a mudblood anyway. Trump ain't going to have that. I don't think so. I, I, I got my DNA test the other day. We're going to find out. Make sure I'm pure. Did you really I'll, I'll do have a to DNA do, test? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to do something to myself if I come back, you know, a little miscegenation. A little uh, Irish. So maybe you yeah. suggest the art of the deal to counter uh, Cheese's suggestion? No, I will suggest the Cimmerillion, which is what, uh, what, what I bought the other day with my Audible. Um, I what thought it would that? be fun to... It is the uh, is the more boring Lord of the Rings. It's all the backstory <laughs> oh, <laughs> and all the minutia. Um, you know, we'll figure out why they got nine rods and eight wizards and six rings and and all that shit. So I, I wanted the Cimmerillion. So uh, it was either last <laughs> night or the night before when I ordered when I when I went ahead and you just gotta, did it. You gotta really really give a fuck about the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I do to enjoy. I know you do, which is why I think yeah. you'll like it because there are times when I listened to it or I, I didn't listen to it, I read it where I you know, you know how you mindlessly read sometimes and you realize a couple paragraphs down you're like, I don't really I didn't absorb much of that. Like that's so much of this book because it's uh, it's like a fever dream of of J.R.R. Tolkien living in this world. It's like, yeah, and then and then what really happened was the gods came down in the Valar and they did this and that. But oh wait, 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 no, no, but real quick, this other thing, this other crazy thing that happened, and then you're just like down this road into his his rabbit hole of the mind. Like he got so obsessed with the Lord of the Rings world that his family was like at the time being like, dude, you got to. You're living in Middle Earth. All you're doing is writing things in this elvish language that you meticulously invented and talking about fantasy dragons. Like, you, we need you to come outside, Mr. Tolkien. Kyle, I didn't and he's like, you what? Read... That's what... Kyle, no, you, what? you read Lord of the Rings, Kyle? No, I just you watched did. the movie a whole bunch of times. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've never read the books. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've should, read the that's, books. That's one series where the movie's better. Yeah, probably. The books because... sucked. They're so overrated. Taylor's gonna kill me. It, it the story but, is great, but it, it, it doesn't. It's the story. It's a hundred percent carried by how good the story is. But if you actually drill down into the writing itself, you realize like this guy is clearly indulging himself in all the areas that are tremendously interesting to him. Where it's like, okay, we're gonna spend a lot of time here talking about Tom Bombadil in this forest, you know, before we even make it, um, you know, anywhere in this story. And you could tell it's like he. Really, like that didn't come into play later in the book. Tom Bombadil didn't pop in later and go, "Ho ho, everyone! I'm here to save the day. I'm basically a, a superhero." Like, no, they, he just stopped in at Tom Bombadil's house. He gave him some soup and stuff. On your way, hobbits, and that is, is like, why? Why did we stop here? Like, you just wanted to write about Tom Bombadil, this this maniac who lives out in the woods. Was but he I can't the speak to Tom. Woods with the animals. No, that was uh, and... the brown. Redagast the brown is uh, is the, the very eccentric. Woodlands wizard. The, well, the, so if you're if you're the, the, the point at hand here is that you go to audible.com <laughs> slash PKA and, and the Cimmerillion would be a good one to start with if you're a big Lord of the Rings fan like we are around here. Mm. Get all the nitty just, gritty details. Lord of the Rings and you know, give it a go. You might like it. I bet listening to it's better than reading it. It definitely uh, is for like, it, Lord it of the Rings. will strongly depend on the reader. So uh, we we shall see. If Roy DeTrice read that shit, I'd listen to it twice. But uh, but you we'll like see. Roy so, I love Roy DeTrice. What do you love about Roy DeTrice? I love his many voices for each and every I character. I like that. Like um, I like that he can do that many voices, and I think it's impressive. The world record that he um he 
like they're consistent you know it, if they like are consistent 73 hours ago he voiced a character like that and now we're coming back to him you're like oh i know that guy's voice like that's this guy and i'm so yeah. terrible with names i almost know their voices better than i know their names like the, yep. the, the two of them combine to create an identity for me in my head on the other hand he is so old that like <laughs> all he really does is old white guy voices because he's an old white guy, and it, like, have you seen the cast of Lord of the Rings? Come on, there's a lot of old white guys in there. I, yeah, I, I, I just feel like he lacks a certain vibrancy or that I Thrones. want in my readers. Uh, like, I, I beg to differ. I like because okay. uh, I like the Planet Earth guy. Um, um, what's his name? Um, Sir David uh, Attenborough. Oh. David Attenborough. I love David Attenborough. I heard that mm -hmm. BBC is doing their best to get Planet Earth 3 out there before Attenborough dies. They want him on that. Mm -hmm. uh, Planet Earth 2 should be debuting for us Americans sometime in January. Um, you've you guys have probably seen clips of it on Reddit, like the lizard chase, which is just amazing. It's like a, it's really like cool. a holly... It's, it's, it's animals, oh, but it, it plays out that. like a Hollywood screenplay. It's so like the snakes wrap him up and, and the music goes, Dawn. and I, everybody's just like, oh, they got him. And then he's like, dun, 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 dun. And he, I like, want to see like, that. I've only seen it in GIF. I want to see watch the... it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I would I'll love to watch yeah, it. Yeah. No, yeah, that, it sounds thing. so much you know, better than the video it, only version I've seen. I can't wait for Planet Earth 2. Those <laughs> are such cool series. Yeah, I, don't I um, think David Attenborough does that, does he? Planet is he the yes, announcer? Yes, he does. It's 4K, right? He does. Planet Earth one. 4K, 8K. He I, does a really. He's gotten really far in the commentary business for someone with whistly s's. Usually thinking, a, a whistly s. If I'm thinking of the right thing, Planet Earth was one of like the first things Netflix got in 4K. So it, like, if you get 4K something, you watch that and you can show off your TV. And uh, it, it holds up really well. Did you? Oh, he found it. I'm gonna cue it up. Oh, this is gonna be great. I, yes. I still watch Planet Earth probably once a year, just because it's awesome. As, I love it. As soon as it's available, I'm going to purchase Planet Earth 2 on uh, Blu-ray so I can watch it in all of its 4K magnificence with my peasant internet. Ready? Yes. Ready, set, <laughs> go. I'm good to go. All right. This is so for listeners, we're going to give you the play-by-play. -play. Go ahead. All right. There's, there's a lizard looking around dubiously. You know, he knows there's there's trouble about. We're getting some shots of snakes. They've sensed the lizard. They know what's happening. The snake's eyes aren't very good. Tasting the ground with those slippery tongues. The snake's right Approaching the lizard. Lizard hasn't caught on yet. About a foot away. Oh, no, you get a pupil shot. The lizard is aware. He is yeah, aware yeah. of its presence. Yeah, so the deal is that the snake senses movement like the T-Rex from a Jurassic Park. So as long as the lizard holds his nerve, there won't be any trouble. Yes, the lizard is doing its best to hold its nerve. The snake is slithering by in the other direction like that blind guy in that spooky movie. Yeah. Just got to be quiet. Uh-oh, he must have must have burped or something because it's <laughs> got something. There was one coming it's right got a the lead. lizard. Oh, it touched right on top him. Of him. Run! And he is running. As soon as the lizard starts running, it's revealed that there are dozens of these snakes everywhere in the area, and they are all running after him. There's a panning shot here that I don't even know how they got, because they're so far away, and this lizard is hauling so much ass. Yeah. He's on two wheels. There, and it's, Kyle is not exaggerating when he says dozens of snakes. It's literally they got dozens. Him. So the snakes they grab him, wrapping him up. Four snakes have him. They're wrapping him up, but he's like, 
He's like the bulldozer in King of the Hill, just trudging <laughs> through it. The bulldozer. And he's loose. <laughs> he's loose. He's broken free from the crowd like a running back at the Rolls Bowl, and he's running for the rocks. But they're still after him, like eight of them. <laughs> and this is the best still... part coming up. He's, he's scaling the rocks as they hiss and strike at his butt. And but he's it's jumping. not like... Yeah, jumping from rock to rock, and the way the snakes chase him, it's almost like a video game of Skyrim, where they don't all come from the same nest. It's like as you run by all those, you know, Drugers or whatever in the bottom, like they're coming from new entrances, like they keep popping out. Man, if the snakes had any ability to organize, they would have had that lizard for dinner. They had every advantage. They had the angle on them, too. That's how fat linebackers catch running backs, but they didn't get it done. Yeah, you know they they played. So they they hunted the way that like third grade girls play soccer. They run to where Whoa. the ball is instead of where it's going to be. So it's just like a you know horde of children chasing. How are they gonna eat him? Like, cause snakes don't take bites. You know what I mean? Like, I I'm sus mm. I, I suspect that that lizard was never in any real danger, and this oh. is the BBC just putting on some good entertainment for us. If you think about it, if but what do they do then? They constrict it to death. Because it looks like they're constrictors, right? And then I, if they couldn't eat it, they'd just die, or one of them would eat it and they would bust out. I don't think any and, of them could eat that it. I don't think so any of them could even swallow it. But, uh, but that's have really cool. Seen, uh, have you ever seen those pictures of snakes the boas who eat and something the crocodiles. too big? And like the crocodile. There was one where a, a crocodile got eaten, and, and then it just showed like punctures from all the crocodile legs that like got out. And, and, and both of them just died. <laughs> yeah, they both where, die, yeah. I saw where a big constrictor ate a porcupine, and the and the and the 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 needles, whatever you call them, are sticking all the way through. You know, just just out of it, and the animal, and they're both dead there. Don't fuck That's with why porcupine. you don't eat porcupines. That's right. Yeah. Let me tell everyone about Lyft while we're here. Mm. Uh, I'd like to tell you about a smart way to earn extra money and get an extra five hundred dollar bonus all while driving for Lyft. Uh, looking to put away more money in your kid's college fund, or going back to school yourself to get another degree, or your first one. Or maybe you're just looking for some extra cash, then drive for Lyft, the ride-sharing app that lets you be your own boss, pick your own hours, and earn up to 1500 bucks a week driving your own car. There are other ride-sharing apps out there, but everyone likes driving for Lyft the best because they treat their drivers right. Lots of people started as customers and now drive for Lyft. It's a flexible way to earn extra money anytime from anywhere. All you need is a car. Driving for Lyft pays up to $35 an hour, and getting started is fast and easy. You can drive mornings, nights, or weekends. Just flip into driver mode and make and uh, start making money. Uh, plus, only Lyft drivers can earn tips from, from within the app. That's very, very important, those tips. That's the big differentiator out there. Those add up fast. And don't have you don't have to wait days or weeks to get paid. You can cash out instantly with Express Pay. Uh, it all adds up. It's super flexible. You keep your own tips, and you get paid when you need uh, when you need the extra cash. So sign up today at Lyft.com. That's L-Y-F-T.com slash P-K-A. And right now, Lyft has a special offer for our listeners. Get this, a $500 new driver bonus when you sign up using our show. Wow. So just go to Lyft.com, L-Y-F-T.com slash P-K-A today. So you can start making some extra money and, and... Get your $500 new driver bonus. That's a little better than an extra bag of candy, folks. That's lift.com slash PKA, lift.com slash PKA. That's amazing. Check them out. I often talk about our best coupon, like, you know, wow, check out this one, 50% off. That's no joke. Free, 
free, like the one with the food. I think it's is it smart food? I forget. Yeah, you get two free bags of food. Yeah. yeah. This one's negative five hundred. This one they give you five hundred dollars. Yeah. Lyft. What do you have to lose? Check out Lyft. Lyft.com slash PKA. Mm-hmm. All right. So it turns mm-hmm. out that, that terrorist in, in Germany was known to German authorities, known to Interpol, known to the United States authorities on a no-fly list, meaning he couldn't have even flown into our country. Um, he but under had, Hillary's plan, he'd be welcome. Absolutely. He was a Tunisian, a Tunisian uh, national mm. who had spent time in an Italian jail where it's believed he was radicalized because previously he drank alcohol, didn't pray, any of that, despite his brother and his father. They did do those things. Uh, it's believed that he was uh, radicalized in this Tunisian, uh, in this Italian prison. He didn't get into that Italian prison, prison for being a nice guy, though. This is an armed robbing bad guy, always. Mm-hmm. He's just found a new team to play for in ISIS. He, uh, for a long time, he was trying to contact ISIS and get them to get him into the fight in Iraq and Syria. They couldn't get him there. Uh, authorities know this, and they knew this beforehand. They had they had arrested this man and tried to deport him back to his home country of Tunisia. The thing that most of the world doesn't know, though, is that Tunisia has a huge problem with their citizens going into the, fa- into the fight in Iraq and Syria, joining the Islamic State, and then oftentimes wanting to come back. So they're, they're dealing with lots of immigration issues with that. And so when the Germans call them and say, and say that we've got a ISIS collaborating Tunisian man here that we want to send back to you, they're like, um, sorry, Germany, your documents aren't quite in order. You yeah. can't really prove he was a Tunisian man, can you? Not with, as they stack the papers, with these. So come back and try again later. So this is what the Germans do. They don't have cause to lock him up and incarcerate him because he hasn't done anything, despite the fact that he's been talking about wanting to commit terror acts. He's been in contact with ISIS and ISIS supporters. He has tried to acquire a firearm. He has tried to illegally uh, immigrate to Italy from Germany. Despite all that, they can't send him back to Tunisia, so they turn him loose. And him uh, then, of course, then of course, there you go. They just then turned him loose. He gets him. They turn no him loose. He gets himself. Required. You don't have to be guilty he, of anything. Carry on. He gets himself a firearm. He uh, he hijacks a truck. He kills the the poor Polish driver who was driving the truck. It's not known whether he killed him immediately that day or he killed him just previous to the uh, the dri- the uh, you know the him crashing the vehicle. I saw uh, there's some more video out there of the truck driving through. It's from a dash cam video, and it's off to the side. So you really just get a big black rectangle driving into somewhere it shouldn't go, and that's the that's the whole video. So it's really not even worth watching. But international manhunt now because, of course, Germany is like the size of a couple of our states. So he could easily be in Poland. He could have uh, he could he could be anywhere in Europe right now. And uh, it seems like. Uh, earlier in the week, another interesting thing, because I was talking to Chiz about this, and he's like, well, they let a million in, and they got one bad apple. And I was like, they had 200 anti-terror raids the week before this guy did this thing. That's now, how many w- fucking locations there are. Was he a, a Syrian refugee? Like, how did he get into... Did you tell us already? He was a Tunisian national who um, had immigrated from Italy to Germany. Um, so, so that's his background. He's a Tunisian citizen. Um, he had done jail time in Italy, and uh, he was in Germany. The Germans tried, like I said, to deport him back to his home country, but failed in doing so. Huh. Well, that's a really fucking. They situation. really dropped the ball, if you look at yeah. it. And, and it's very similar in a way. It, we all, of course, as Americans, we always want to be like, ha-ha, that wouldn't happen here. Look, the Boston bombings thing is almost the same thing, right? Wait, the, those the, weren't the, Americans? The, the Zarnaev brothers, who... Um, yeah. Uh, they were Ukrainian, weren't they? 
they're virtually the same thing. I, I because they had traveled, they had traveled overseas. They had trained in terror camps. They had come back over. Um, one of them had killed several homosexual men. I had cut their throats, and he had been investigated for those crimes. Uh, they were they were on all kinds of lists. They were being watched. The older one had been interviewed by the FBI, and yet these are the guys who then Kyrgyzstan. carry out this, this Kyrgyzstan. Okay, these are the guys who then go out and perpetrate that terror attack. Um, the biggest difference that I see in all of this between the United States and the the Boston bombing and Germany and this uh, this terrible uh, thing at Christmas is that we have so many closed circuit television cameras here. We are wired up here, and the Germans because of uh, you know the Nazis and we, we don't want the government to have too much power don't don't do that they, they have a lot of privacy concerns um, I'm all for privacy we all are here we usually seem to lean more toward let's protect privacy rights than we are let's get some overreaching power bot mm -hmm. that looks at everything and finds the baddies you know but this is a case where if the Germans did have as many cameras as there are say in a Boston, uh, that we'd have more footage of this guy and maybe more clues as to which direction he took, what he was wearing. Do you feel like we have that many government cameras? Like, I, I feel like a lot of times the cameras, like every business has surveillance cameras, and that's where they get it from. They say, all right, you know, Quickie Mart, like, can we look at your footage? It seems like your camera was pointed that way. Traffic cams, yeah. that sort of thing. I, I think there's mm -hmm. a big mix of like what, what they're pulling that data from. There's certainly government cameras. There's certainly like in the UK. State my understanding government is there's a ton of government cameras. Like if it's London, for example, like the whole thing is just coated with cameras. I in New York, there is too, though. I think it's oh. more just urban areas like that. Because I know, or I'm pretty sure someone will comment if I'm wrong, but I, I think that they put a lot of cameras up in New York just so they could always have like i think there's an, an angle to see every part of downtown new york hmm. i think but who I'm knows hey, sure. that, that'd probably be expensive but it seems like it makes sense <sighs> i uh yeah. in regard to this i the uh the whole witch hunting of this stuff the uh a lot of opie and anthony fans this is from like one of the uh terror i'll wait till kyle gets his fucking headset back on <laughs> There he is with his fucking dog. So uh, the Opie and Anthony fans, when all of like, you know, those sheets that'll show like all the most wanted terrorists and whatnot. And where they'll say like, this is the person suspected of doing X, Y, and Z. They posted so many pictures. I just, you know, if you just click that, Can one I of guess? the guy's name was Antoine Cumia. And they put tons of pictures of Anthony Cumia, who looks, yep. he's like Sicilian, so he looks a little Middle Eastern, and it's just pictures of all these real terrorists, and then Anthony Cumia mm -hmm. as Antoine Cumia. And of course, Anthony's a gun nut, so it's guy. easy to find a picture of him with a machine gun. Yeah. These are all Anthony Cumia. Yeah. Yeah. If you look up <laughs> Antoine Cumia, it comes all that comes up is Anthony Cumia. <laughs> And there's and one of the pictures there is a picture of him with a covering on his head, talking into a microphone with a hookah stick in there. Yeah, he is. I, he, I just he, got he, a giggle out of that. I thought that yeah, was really he funny. put enough content out there that it's easy to really make him look like a terror suspect. He better <laughs> hope he never gets caught in the middle of uh, of some kind of doings, and he and they like fucking biometric scan him real quick and get those results. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle laid that out real well. It, it, oh, by the way, that the Boston bomber, like, like um, Taylor said, he was from Kyrgyzstan, but it looks like he was American citizen as well. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Mm. So yeah, that, uh, yeah, but but like I said, the, 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 
they had killed those gay guys. The, the older brother had killed a couple of gay guys, slit their throats, and he had been investigated by that for the FBI, by mm-hmm. the FBI. And he was also on their radar because he traveled out of the country and went to that fucking terror camp where they trained him how to make the bombs. You know? It, it, but I don't want to offend anybody. Ah, oh, you see that YouTuber hmm. who faked the whole... That, that, the whole thing was fake. Yeah. And, was it confirmed? Had, I know he, that he had faked a lot yes, of other was, things. It was yep. confirmed that it was fake. He had faked other mm-hmm. uh he made the front page of reddit and the quit your on airplanes subreddit. before i can't believe that he did like if you're gonna do a really in bad taste prank like that if you get away with it once you'd think you're like Phew, okay not gonna double dip there that's risky especially since i'm leaving these videos on my channel and no one's gonna buy that this happens man just no matter what airline happens every they did time buy I it, though. On, that was a huge hurt. win for him see see he doesn't oh, need he- you to believe his lie for all time he didn't give a fuck he needs the fucking network news coverage that he got all from right, from left-leaning media sources. They, I didn't see his ass on Fox News. Uh, the, uh, you know, his Twitter blew up, get 60,000 followers. His YouTube blew up, got like 30,000 subs. Let's not say, right? Like, yeah, I, mean, I don't know his I name. See I, don't... His, I want to see his social blade stats. Yeah, I, I don't... I'll be I don't... able to look it up. Yeah, um, but, but he's, you know, he basically went on an airline and started scaring people on purpose by saying things and shouting things he shouldn't. He has a video where he does a countdown on an airplane. He starts fucking 10, 9, 8, 7. And he's an Arabic guy, and he speaks in Arabic. And it's all meant to be inflammatory and scare the people around him. In this case, we don't know exactly what he did, but 20 passengers around him all stood up and said, either he goes or we go. And you don't just get that on a random Delta flight, okay? Like, it's it's a fucking plane full of people. This is not, it's not like we were at a jockey lot. It's not like we were at the flea market. We weren't at the cattle sale. This was not the rodeo. 20 <laughs> regular people on an airplane stood up and said, he goes or we go. And it was because he did some inflammatory stuff to get attention, and he, he won yeah. for it. Nobody, do it again. It's not even who you are as much as nobody likes being on a plane or feels necessarily safe on a plane with someone who's acting erratically, and even if not erratically in a dangerous way, very uncomfortable and annoying and intentionally incendiary. Like, how in God's name, like, the amount of douchery to put on the veil of Muslim victimhood while you're going out there actively prodding and poking at people. Nobody who's not already on your side is going to join your side, and all you're going to do is take people who are on the fence about events they see like this in the news and make them go, oh, well, now I have a nice little rationale for when the first, or when the, the, the next real thing happens like this, and I'll just say, oh, it's probably overblown. Like, you're just. You want another less- one? You yeah, want another one that helps you do the nonsense. exact same thing? Do you remember a while back when someone sprayed, spray painted Trump 2016 on that black church and then burn it down? Mm-hmm. That, was, South that was a black that was a black man false flag operation. Mm. He burnt down that thing and spray painted that shit. So yeah, every time you hear something like that, you gotta take it well salted because there's well always gonna be people out there who are faking and trying to make something look worse. Just like, you know, back in the day when we were talking about people at the Trump rallies who would do these disgusting things, and then you'd find out, well, shit, that guy was, he came in on a Hillary bus, you know? He bust in here from Des Moines to make a scene. That's the yeah. same guy, you know, they put the pictures, like, this guy is in in two rallies across the country. Yeah. He is traveling the country trying to, like, start Provoke trouble at trouble. Trump rallies. Yeah. He's, got like, profession- he's got a business card that says professional bird dogger, or whatever it's called when they do that. Isn't that bird dogging? Like no. Where you try and start shit, you try no. and it, you push buttons to get something going. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know what that's called necessarily, I, I, but, I, but he... um, I looked at this guy's channel, 
And it looks like he took the video down or I found the wrong channel. I mean, there's a whole bunch of pranks. He's the guy, etc. Does he have a countdown, like, like like countdown on airplane or something like that? Because uh, I noticed that whenever I... He doesn't I... have any videos until three months ago. Oh, so, D- does he have two million or more subs? Uh, 1.7. Right, didn't he have two million subs? Dude. That's what CNN said, but, you know, they probably rounded up. Yeah, fake news. They're not, they're not known for their accurate for Sub their accurate reporting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little inflation here and there. He's got 2 million subscribers, and Hillary Clinton's oh. got 290 electoral votes. Yeah. Wait. Never mind. <laughs> it, he has a, the same guy has a vlog channel, and that one has yeah. 2 million subs. And cool. here it is, kicked off the plane for speaking Arabic. It, I, I, he has more than one channel. I found the right one now. And, uh... Duh. Uh, oh, let had, me look up. Yeah, with yeah, that's just... That's, wow. Which is such a shitty thing to do. Y'all, he laughed. Oh. So that guy's just a fake newsman. Fuck. So what I wanted to do is say... A propagandist. Like, now that he's been outed, everything's crashing for him. He's doing poorly, like, etc. Like, oh, now that everyone knows this was a fake story, he, he's coming No, bro, roost. he just pranked CNN. They love it. Dude, it, Okay, I guess that's the take. He gained 40,000 subs yesterday. He gained 50,000 subs today. This, his other channel, the wrong one that I found, growing at 9,000 subs a day each day. Like, those are, those are good numbers, right? Like, even the, like the, the, the shining stars of YouTube growing at 9,000 on a second channel and 50,000 on a main channel is an amazing day. I don't know, Pewdie, does PewDiePie grow at 50 grand a day? God knows, at fifty million, like like if he doesn't, then that you know what I mean, like yeah. like like yeah. he has to, like I I bet he. You only so got fast. eighty thousand subs today, Pootie Pie. What's happening? <laughs> uh, it's just a little bit of a slower day today. Wow, Pootie Pie didn't gross. scream at Slenderman. Um, on a slow day, he'll pick up thirty-one thousand. But I'm just looking, like if I were to grab an average number out of this, mm, over a hundred thousand subs a day. That is, that is bananas. That is bananas. Yeah, that is so yeah. good. I, I, yeah. Well, that sucks that someone can do something like this, something like that. have it proven <laughs> immediately almost that it is a fraud, and, and then succeed. have them get a success from it. He must yeah. have known it. He knows. He's done this in the past. He knows that he's invulnerable when he does this kind of shit in a way. Because if, if something would have come of it, it would have come of it during that countdown video, right? Uh, he'll get banned from fucking Delta. He won't be on there anymore. Y'all got Donald Trump hair. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> he needs um, he needs to be on a no-fly list. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because really, I mean, this guy's done multiple plane pranks. You know, this is a guy. He who, is endangering the safety of his fellow passengers. Yeah. He hasn't literally screamed bomb on a plane, but like he counts down from 10. He causes trouble. He should be on a no-fly list. That, he really belongs on one. He yeah. does. Yeah, he's taking, like, nobody, like, all those other people on the plane didn't get up that morning and go, I'm going to go make a big scene on public transport for laughs. Or to and get it's a not tent the time either. Like, victim. Like, no, those people all have shit to do. They have jobs. It, they it's have the to get day to after the terror attack, too. You know, it, it's, it's, the, it's the worst possible the time. Or if, you're, or if you're him, it's the best possible time. It's a very calculated move he made, and it's yeah. very smart on his part. It's a real business-savvy, tech-savvy, internet-savvy thing he's done. He's taking it's just a bit despicable for, for those on the outside looking in. 
he knows that in a lot of ways he's impervious to this because he's a member of a vic- uh, a victim class and nobody will call him on it the same way they would. I, if he was you know white. what? You know, Vitaly Z's done all kinds of real borderline stuff. I met Vitaly and hung out with him a good bit when I was in California. But, you know, whatever. He gets away with it, too. You know, he, he went streaking at the World Cup. God knows how many people that was that he offended in some way or another, you know? That's true, so, but that's definitely but a, a way different he walks, thing. He does the Russian hitman video. I think, I don't joking know. Joking running around is. naked is definitely different than joking that you are an imminent threat to everyone around you. He does that, too. You know, he goes to bus stops. He takes a briefcase. He says, what do you say? TN6. Life or death, you decide. There's something like that. Like, like he gives, an, like, like he makes that. it seem like. Yeah, yeah we watched that. We watched yeah. that. I did. I hated that because it was really. Sh- I, I thought that was shitty. Yeah, no. I, I don't know what to think about prank videos in, anymore. I think that the people who are, who like really vehemently hate them, you gotta take into account that a lot of these are set up, and it's it, it's. It, you shouldn't think that that's a terrible thing. It's you're watching a performance now, you know. You never you never got to the end of an episode in Seinfeld and like looked at the guy laughing with you and been like, but you know, ain't none of that real. They don't really. But live Seinfeld in that didn't pretend to be <laughs> like, real either. This is more like a reality. But it's show. about the entertainment. Yeah, you're right. It, it, they're he's pretending like it's real. Um, right. So maybe it, maybe it's more analogous to like pro wrestling or something. You should just know going in that most of this probably isn't real, especially the more fantastic things like. I don't know. There's one where the cop stops him. He's like, he's like, who are you? He's like Russian hitman. <laughs> he's like, I- I'm Russian hitman. He's like, I'm yeah. going to get in the car. He's like, Russian hitman has things to do. He's not getting in the car. <laughs> and I mean, he's got a briefcase. Right. See, like Ugh. cuffed to his hand. You know, he's like Russian. Hit- I got, I got, I- this is my boss's briefcase. No, you can't have it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty entertaining. And, and yeah. you start sweating a little like, Ugh. I mean, you know that am I being of, detained funny. shit? Yeah. What's to stop the cop from saying, Yes, I've decided to detain you. On like, what grounds? Is that is that because I don't know the next question? Well, like, well, I I, I think well, I would ask. To I, I, I would need to know on what grounds. And my mindset in that thing is okay. When we get to court, whether it's whether it's criminal or civil, this is going to be a big part of my argument about why you're holding me here right now. And my lawyer is going to be arguing as to whether or not you had probable cause to suspect that of me. So you need to tell me right now why it is you're holding me here. If you're holding me here, and if so, why? Because that's what will be argued later. It'll be what, what's going to be the, the, the point at hand is why did you hold him and what reason did you have to think that thing that, that you say? You know, because if he says, oh, he was in a suspicious manner, then my lawyer is going to start ar- talking about would you. So, so any, any white man standing on that street would have looked suspicious? Well, he had a briefcase. You've never seen a man with a briefcase before? Well, he had a suit on, too. You're not helping your case very much, officer. So any man with a briefcase and suit was likely to be detained on that alleyway? Well, you know? let, me, uh, let me clarify. Uh, he said, I'm a Russian hitman, and this suitcase <laughs> uh, that's handcuffed to my arm, as most businessmen are not one to do, uh, belongs to my uh, you know, senior officer or whatever. I'm and talking about go, what I would say. Like, I'm not oh. going to be saying I'm Russian hitman, and like, nothing's going to be handcuffed to me. Like, you could check all my shit, officer. Like, like come on, you'll like it. Like. <laughs> I'm just a regular hockey fan, you know. <laughs> I like yeah, all the Blackfeet Hawks. I, you know, I'm glad Kyle answered that. On what grounds? Because I really didn't know what the next step was. Like, I don't it, know if my answer is the appropriate, like gun guy, uh, litigious, uh, informed guy's answer. But it would be it would be my next step. I, I was watching a motorcycle vlog, right? <clears throat> and uh, you have to be okay. First of all, profiling these motorcyclists, they're on pretty much. Uh, sh- dirt bikes except that they're barely street legal they have some like 
token turn signals, the license plate is behind the back wheel, not above the back wheel like you might think, like literally through the center line, covered with mud, mounted vertically but, on yeah. the in. No, no, I think you're um, still thinking behind the wheel. Think of in front of the back wheel, towards the middle of the bike, even oh, with wow. the middle, right? But mounted vertically there with mud all over it, right? So yeah. apparently this in this state, it doesn't tell you how to mount the license plate. So they're like, well, I guess we put it on the inside of the bike, you know, up against the rear fender covered with mud. And uh, you have to have a mirror to see behind you. And the yeah. mirror is like folded down in a way that like you couldn't possibly use it. So this is a dirt bike with some token uh, enhancements to make it street worthy. These guys are known for tearing around the neighborhoods, doing wheelies and driving like idiots. And uh, that, that, that's like the thing. Okay, so they weren't being idiots at the time. They were just pulled over, like checking their equipment, making, I don't know what they were doing. And a cop like walks up to him and starts asking him like, hey, are you legal? He didn't see any license plates. So he was checking on that. Uh, he wanted to make sure that the bikes weren't stolen. They're common theft item. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, like, where's the am I being detained? Like, and, and can he just say yes? Like, how? Do, like, what's the next step on this? Because the cop is, they, they weren't caught red-handed. And, and, and look, I've watched their videos. They're guilty as fuck all the time. But they weren't guilty at that moment. So can't they, like, shouldn't they just be able to say, you know what? You got nothing to talk about here. I didn't do shit. I'm gone. Like, can you just drive away? Am I being detained? No, no. I just want to talk to you about this and just go. I guess that's what you do. If, if they, he says, if he if he says no, then you okay, leave. officer, we'll have a nice day, and you leave. You know, there's nothing to be said after that. Um, you know, but then there's a lot of protocol surrounding traffic stops, you know, and that sort of thing. A lot of that do not detain stuff I see used at like border crossing where mm -hmm. they'll try to ID you as an American. Like, let's see your ID. Make sure you're fucking American. It's like, nah, I'm in Texas, motherfucker. Like, I'm me. You ain't got no business asking who I am. Who are right. you? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like in America, currently, there are no like, show me your papers, like type. You know, what we think of as like Gestapo. Papers! Yeah, papers, please! Like, that's not a thing, you know? You, you, you just, like, you can't just stop me and ask me. Gotta, um, but yeah, I was wondering, like, if a cop pulls you over because he doesn't like what he sees, you just drive away? Am I being detained? You know, and I'm like, what happens if he says yes? I, I, there's some stuff that surrounds a traffic <laughs> stop. And they're allowed, yeah, they're allowed to lie to you and mm -hmm. say, like, like, no, you can't leave yet. And, and then what are you going to do? No, I'm going to risk it. And then if they do come and like, you can't oh. like, they can just, they can mislead you and they, say like, Oh, you need to wait right here. I don't here. have anywhere like to that. go. That's more important than keeping the officer and my relationship calm, cordial and happy. All right. Mm -hmm. If he wants I to hang out, we'll hang out. Hey, we're, just, hey, we're yeah. on your time, motherfucker. What do you got <laughs> to do today? Saying, I'm going to Chipotle. It's, <laughs> it's a dice roll to be like, I think you're fibbing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know lie about that. Like they can lie about whether or not you're being detained. I, I I feel like they can lie and say something like, even if they're not detaining you, they can be like, you need to wait right here, and then they can go do everything they were gonna do, run all your numbers, run all your papers. Right, right. You know, because they they don't they can pull you over for doing nothing and be like license registration, and then you you can't just say why. Oh, because I'm a a cop. 
give it to me. Like you have to give it to them. Like do I, they, do. They, they I don't think the, that's true. Because yeah, they need it. a good reason for pulling you over. Mm -hmm. They'll just they can make one up. I got pulled over it, uh, a couple of years that, ago. That will be the argument. A then. couple of years ago, when the guy goes, "Yeah, your headlights out," and I was under an overpass on the way home from work, and he pulled up behind me. It was raining really hard, and he just came up and was like, "Oh, I pulled you over because your headlights out." Because I knew I wasn't speeding. I was going slower because it was raining hard, and at the end of it, I was driving. He didn't give me a ticket, and I was just like, this is weird. Like, I can't see where the light isn't. Like, maybe my one headlight's just doing a bang-up job up there. <laughs> no, I got you home, gotten I really out. tried to fiddle-fuck around with my headlights. And I'm like, no, this was this is 100% fine. <laughs> he was just lying. He was just like, I'm above the law. Like, yeah, well, that, that's little, when little you want to... Like that. That's when you, if you like, you know, that's when you get your cell phone out and like, why did you pull me over, officer? I don't understand. He says, your headlight's out. And he's like, could we get out and inspect the headlight, please? And then you get out and show the headlights for say why did you pull me over, officer? It's working now, clearly. Well, it wasn't working a few minutes ago. I wanted to make sure you're safe. Goodbye. Well, we're all good now. Yeah. 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 I, I don't like that when cops abuse their power, but but you know, it, it, everything we talk about, there's it's a two way street, right? You know, everybody, it, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom power, uh, freedom fighter. There's some, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, 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 everything goes both ways. Let me uh, let me slip this last ad read in here, and then we'll talk about something fun. Oh, fun. Smart cars, smartphones, come on, Winston, calm down. Smart homes. Technology has, been, has made everything smart, but when you lose those smart things, it can make you feel really stupid. Tracker makes losing things a thing of the past. Tracker is a coin-sized device that locates misplaced keys, wallets, bags, computers, anything in seconds. Just pair a tracker to your smartphone and attach it to anything and find its precise location with the tap of a button. It's that easy. Lose your phone? Press the button on Tracker and your phone rings, even when it's on silent. With over 1.5 million devices, Tracker has the largest crowd GPS network in the world. So your lost item shows up on a map, even if it is miles away. Never lose anything again when you use Tracker. Listeners to our show here get a special discount of 30% off your entire order when you go to the, T-H-E, Tracker.com and enter promo code P-K-A. The hardest thing you'll ever have to find is their website. So go to the, T-H-E, tracker.com right now and enter offer code, uh, promo code P-K-A for 30% off your entire order. Again, that's tracker.com, promo code P-K-A. I show it off every week, but man, these things are tiny. These uh, these little tracker key fob things. Mm -hmm. It's it's so little. You you won't notice it at all. And like I, I lose things a lot. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I don't use mine often anymore. I got one in a, in a gear bag and I got one on my set of keys. And I lose my keys maybe once every two or three months. But they're like legitimately lost. And this th these things have saved me like, I guess twice now. Which doesn't, doesn't sound like a ton of times. But man, when you need your keys and you got somewhere to go. Well, yeah. When you think about it, you're not if you're losing something every single day, you need to reevaluate yourself. This isn't yeah. if you're losing something every day. Like This is if you're losing something where you're like, I always put this right here and it's not here. Like yep. your keys. Like that's when you need this thing. So... Highly recommend it. Check it out. Very cool. I love the things. What was the cool thing you wanted to chit chat about, Kyle? Or did you have not, didn't have anything in mind? Well, I was really hoping that you would produce the the fun thing while I did the ad read. That only made sense, right? Back on I mean, Cyborg, you seemed, you seemed so excited. I thought you might you might have something. Well, I wanted to keep the audience titillated. I didn't want them to leave while I was reading the ad, right? That's true. You know, if they're in I this lied. far, they're in for the long haul. I guess I lied. We have nothing fun to talk about. But <laughs> <laughs> You've all been bamboozled, misled, <clears throat> deceived. Oh, dude, I, I am very excited about the fact that Cyborg was called for steroids. I'm still looking at it. And it was her first random test of the year. Uh, 
Hmm. Apparently, I was. I say it was her eleventh test of the year earlier, but Maybe all the other time. ones were during a training camp, and this was the first one where she wasn't like in a training camp expecting testing and such. They just tested her randomly, and she's fucking pissing hot. Fuck her! Oh my god, I hate her so much. She's out there bullying all these other girls, clearly with like a man's body, and like she's, this is the second time she's been busted for steroids. You know she's been doing it her whole goddamn career. And uh, now she's out. Fucking done with her. Done with her. I've got a hypothetical question Mm. for you guys. Mm -hmm. So for... I'm going to up the money a little bit. For $40,000, would you go for three months without washing yourself, brushing your teeth, using any smart mouth? You you can't do that. (laughs) Or using deodorant? And you don't get the money till the end, and the entire duration of it, you're not allowed to explain to anyone the reason that you're so smelly. So you just you can't you just have to basically tell them like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it. Like you can't That's the tell God them I'm doing damn. this for money. God, until that, until that, it was like you know that's not a bad way to earn. That's 40 the grand. hard part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I can't the thing, do it. Yeah. I, I can't fucking do it, man. I just can't. My I I would have so much acne. Like I wouldn't be me anymore. <laughs> My I would be so greasy hmm. and acne ridden and, and just fucking gross. I might get a fucking infection or something, some sort of skin infection, folliculitis or dude. It's not. <laughs> I don't even know what that you is. <laughs> it, it, it's hot tub infection. You know, you, you're under your arms gets all itchy and red. It's from bacteria in the hot tub. Everyone on my it, hockey team got a hot tub folliculitis when this fucking asshole who had it on his foot got in without telling anyone. And so for a couple months, everybody on the team had hot tub folliculitis, like little painful bumps on yeah. them. It's yeah. I went to the doctor. Cleared oh, it right oh everybody hated that dude after that. Sorry. To, Good. Yeah, I've I've had it. Not so bad. Went to the doctor. Uh, got some got something for it. Fixed it right up. But but yeah, I I, I man, forty is a lot of money. It really is. It's it's the kind of money that you can do a real cool thing with. Like forty grand is the is, a, is the kind of chunk of money that you could buy a small house with forty grand. Two weeks you can in buy Vegas. A, oh, that's yeah. a, a year if you're good. Two <laughs> yeah. two good weeks in Vegas. <laughs> Five minutes if you're bad. <laughs> yeah, that the it, thing it all depends. depends. You don't. Like the thing with it is like at first I want to say definitely yes, but yeah, we all do. When you think about it, it's like every single aspect of your professional life is going to be over about I'd be a month. So gross. The, like sitting here, like my like, hair would be so yeah. nasty, like, like, like you, unwashed you and to these meetings smelling like a homeless person, all greasy in your hair. My hair would be awful. Like you would, you would sacrifice all the interpersonal relationships in your life because they'd be like, God, he's acting like a drug addict, but I don't think he's on drugs. He just, he will not clean. I tried to spritz him with a water bottle the like other day. Under your nails would, your under your nails would be all black and filthy. I, like, I, like I wonder if there's any yeah. like subtle way to clean, right? Like, like all right, no, 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 I'm not washing. I'm not washing. I'm just really into whitewater rafting. <laughs> what about a sand scrub? A good sand scrub. Like, that sounds like, so painful. The filth off of yourself. No, I think a sand scrub would be nice. You know, you, you fucking like, 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 not, not big, like, not like playground sand, but like really fine, like black beach sand or something. Maybe rub that in, exfoliate everything, take the dirt away. Like, yeah, but like, you're not allowed to rub that to rinse that dirt off afterward because you get wash yourself. Right. Yeah, and it'll stick because I will be filthy after three mm, months. Be it's, I'll be sticky. I'll be sticky, Steve. <laughs> like, like, You're gonna be Do you get acne like, if like, you don't? So bad, so bad. Like, really? like, like, like I'm a. Oh, I'm on the skincare addiction subreddit all the time. Like, it takes a lot to keep this shit together. Uh, like, <laughs> the acne is never gonna go away. Like, 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 I have very acne-prone skin. It's oily skin. 
I got like four products I use. It's a whole rigmarole. There's You're doing good there's, then. I wouldn't have guessed. There's toners and moisturizers and benzoyl peroxide and salicylic acid. It's a whole fucking mess. There's clay. I've got some fancy clay I wear once this a week. This is really interesting. I've, I've seen all those names and words in on Melissa's stuff in the bathroom. She does yeah. the skincare thing too. So Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Hawaiian mud mask, the the whole thing. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a real fucking ordeal to keep uh, from like just bra- breaking out. I, I break out all around my mouth, all over my forehead, all over my face, real bad. Um, so is just all the all the different kinds of pimples. Woody talks about acne, and he's like, yeah, you just scrub those whiteheads off with a rag. It's like, oh, that's that one kind of easy acne that some people <laughs> get. I don't get that. I get like deep blackheads that 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 you have to like pop and like they're explosive and bloody. Um, I get deep blackheads that are just like hard, um, like a seed almost that's in there when you finally get it out. Mm-hmm. Um, like they'll they'll pop up on like thin parts of skin, and you'll try to pop them, but seemingly it'll just like rupture the skin and tear it. And I have to go through this whole mm-hmm. treatment of using like alcohol four times a day to like da- keep the infection out, and like it's a real skincare addiction kind of thing that that keeps me from being covered and pockmarked. I'm right in the middle. Wow. I, I'm not where Kyle is, but unlike Taylor, I do occasionally get a, a pimple that pops up now and then. Sometimes on my forehead, but most usually because I'll like sleep sideways on a pillow and get like a drool-induced acne, you know, like a, a pimple, I'll say. Like, I think I have one. It's almost gone. But uh, yeah, that's what it is. I'm like, yeah, I totally drooled on the pillow, slept in that all night, and got that one pimple. And give it a day or two, it cleans up. But I, I yeah. get pimples so rarely that when I do get one, if it's poppable, it's almost like a treat where it's like, oh man, like look at this. But I can't even remember the last time I had one that was able to be popped. It's just, you squeeze it and then your skin gets all red and it's like, well, I'll just, I'm just, I'll, all right, just time to play the waiting game. And then that's I always get them, a short game. And I get them everywhere. I have had like a pimple or a blackhead, like on every surface of my body, I'm pretty sure. The worst <laughs> is my ass. The worst if you get one on your butt, Cause like that skin, like like there's no way to pinch that just right, and you can't get back there. Um, I so I use a whole, ex, I've got a whole exfoliation process for my ass to keep probably better up. than pinching it. Yeah, I've never thought yeah. about that. I'm not, I haven't had to deal with ass pimples, but that oh does seem like a very uncomfortable place to be popping. And, and I'll get them like right in the middle of my back on my spine, and I literally can't get back there. Like like I have to do this thing where I'm like all contorted, and I've got like two thumbs going toward each other, but the the angle is so awkward. For my joints, that they're like going past each other and like making it worse. Yeah. So you're I just making this... red marks on your back. So I have yeah. to do this thing where I like put toothpaste on it with a band aid to like make it real bad so it's poppable, and then it's just disgusting. Oh, that doesn't... I've I've, I've read I about that, that on the internet. I thought it dried it out. It makes mine real bad. It, it uh... makes them ready to pop. So and, and when I pop them, it's not just like <clears throat> there's a crunch. <laughs> There's like crunching noises Ugh. that are going on as, as like, and the consistency often isn't, I, I'm not exactly sure. It's definitely skin tearing as the, as the, the pore is, is like blown apart, like, like a blonde taking her first gigantic cock. Um, it, it's, it's just fucking tearing a hole through the pore. I like that she's but, blonde, like that matters. Yeah. Well, I was going to go with a big black <laughs> cock, but, but I, I contained myself and then the consistency will change mid pop. Like I'm squeezing slowly, and I, I and like I do this thing where like I get around it and like kind of shimmy back and forth because I don't want to tear the skin. I don't want to irritate things much. I want to gently ease this pus out, uh, and and it'll like at first it'll be like really thick, and then it'll turn thin, and then thick and thin, and it, so it's like, 
as it's like changing. It's disgusting. Sounds like a firework. <laughs> I've gotten them in my ears, like blackheads that seemingly, I don't know if they're deep or just there's just a big bulb of pus and it keeps getting fed through the, you know, the, the, the pore and it just looks like it's that long, but like ridiculously huge amounts of pus that would come out of the blackheads in my ears when I was like 15 because I guess I didn't wash my ears well enough. And those are so painful. The, the dermatologist, I remember being like 13 and this hot, like 25-year-old dermatologist, like putting all of her body weight seemingly on my ear, which is on an operating bed with this device in my ear, and just hearing, pop! And she go, oh, there we go. That's one. And it's like, how many are there? And just tears. 11. Yeah. Just <laughs> tears. Just tears. It was so painful. So, wow. yeah, acne is a terrible thing. I feel whenever I see someone suffering with it badly, I really feel for that person because I know what it's like. But I also have a part of me that's like, you need to do some research, bro. You can fix that shit right up. Like, there's no need for uh, for all that. You what can... if they're young? Like, because I, I mean, if you're... it's hormonal based acne, you've got to go to a doctor. Get uh -huh. out of that Walmart fucking shopping shelf and go to a doctor because you're not going to find anything that's over 10% benzoyl peroxide, and you got to look for that. You're not gonna, and salicylic acid just doesn't work on some people. Benzoyl is going to dry your skin the fuck out. Your moisturizer, nine times out of ten, if you don't know what you're doing, is just going to make things worse, and it'll burn when you put it on. That's how you know you got the wrong one. Um, it, it's a whole thing. You need to go to your doctor, and the doctor will have things that are like a combination between a moisturizer and an anti-acne medicine. So you're getting, you're fixing two problems at once. But any, but most of the things he's going to give you have side effects or pretty hardcore accutane's the way to go if you ask me if you've got it bad if you've got that yeah. shoulder acne that's going to end up with scarring or something um you got to go accutane if, if there's a chance of scarring i was going to uh, ask you about that like have you ever considered doing it or do you feel comfortable enough oh, in your yeah, regimen I, now i wanted it so bad i wanted it so bad growing up. i don't i don't need it now i don't think because I, yeah i would do it i it, i probably would do it actually but i but i you know i worried a bit about the liver thing and i really don't want to go in for repeated blood uh blood work I don't know. I guess and it your would make skin will will reach a level of dryness that you didn't know skin could reach. And like when you like open your mouth too it. much, like I remember the feeling of like you know when your mouth is dry and you open your mouth too much and it just splits. Cracked. Yep. Like the feeling isn't just in your lips or here when you do that in the corners on Accutane. It's, like it, if it's, it's winter on Accutane, it's here. Your whole skin is tight and it feels like a drum where you, when you open it, it's like am I, is my skin just gonna split? Like there's no right moisture here. anywhere. The skin right here is really thin, and it's important to moisturize that. You'll notice that that's one of the first parts to hurt, like when you smile in the cold dryness. So, yeah, I don't know. When I was um, in high school, there were um, people in Accutane. Now, I was in high school in the 90s at a beach town, so people would tan. And uh, Accutane people, they, just, they were like, it was a big deal. Like, they couldn't be exposed to sun. You got, have you heard that before? Am I right on this? Yes. yes. Yeah, you're, you get really, really sun-sensitive. A lot of acne medications are like that because of the, what they're doing to your skin. It, it, it strips it of a lot, a lot of its abilities to defend itself, whether it's cutting down on the sebaceous oil gland production, um, sebaceous gland oil production, or it's uh, it's just drying your skin. which is just drying your skin out. You know, it's trying to nuke yeah. all that stuff. And it does a hell of a job. You know, the like purpose you, of... You uh, can feel it killing the oil in your body. Like, mm. it's, it's great in yeah. that way. Acne's terrible, but yeah, it, it, if you're out there and a young guy, like like go to the doctor, go to the doctor, go to the doctor, get out of the Walmart aisle, uh, and and, uh, and stop mixing products, or or do a lot of research if you don't want to go to the doctor, because that's what it took. It took tons of research and reading forums and and trial and error to find a regimen that would even keep the acne at bay. Uh, I still how long? Break it. 
did you have to work at it and through so many different products before you kind of found something that works? I, or was figured, it kind it, of a, I figured it out about three years ago. You know, it took forever to, to, to and really. And now you have. Oh, I, I, I still you break just, out. Oh, I still break stuff. out. Yeah, I still break out. Um, probably get two or three pimples a week. Yeah. Mm. I, I probably get two or three a month. Yeah, I'm very good at treating and uh, and healing quickly. Neosporin is, of course, part of the process, as is alcohol. You know, I pop that thing really carefully, mm -hmm. alcohol it so that, you know, any, like, pus that was there is, like, not going to reinfect it. My fingers aren't going to reinfect it. And, uh, and, you know, I'll put Neosporin on a really bad pimple. I've had some terrible ones where, like, I thought I was going to get it, but my fingers slipped and my thumbnail, like, takes the top layer of skin off the pimple. So then the pimple gets further infected and you can't touch it now because it's just a scab on top of a pimple. So you got to just neosporin that bitch and wait until it's healed. When you pop that thing, not only is it ready to go, right? It's just like, mm. and it's, poof, but it's just a huge amount of disgusting pus. I could, I could have my own subreddit uh, <clears throat> to, to rival popping. <laughs> <laughs> just the uh, do you get any out satisfaction? Out of popping it, or are you so out? Like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it, no, nah, it's fun. It, it, it is. It, it, you know, I think everybody likes that. There's something about getting a, a foreign object out of your body that's very natural. Probably another genetic thing that we, you yeah. know, I, I was talking to Chiz the other day about. We were talking about doing the MRI, MRI, right? Getting the brain scan yeah. and everything. And I was mm -hmm. talking about the. I got a couple of little pieces of metal in my body. I've got one in the tip of this thumb, and um, uh, there's no way that's going to show on camera. And I got another one um, right here. This is, I promise this is not a Wings Redemption gunshot wound here. It's, it's, it's literally, oh man, can you see it? I can't. You're tell. not going to see it. You're just not. There's a very tiny speck of metal in my hand there. And there's another one in the tip of this thumb, which I can't even see. But if you jiggle a magnet over them, you can feel them. You can feel them wiggle a little bit. So I was like, yeah, what happens when I get into an MRI? Is, is the tip of my thumb going to explode? Is a little mm -hmm. chunk of metal going to go ding and fucking stick to the wall all bloody? They talk uh, about yeah, tattoos because apparently there's traces of iron in like black and if, tattoos or something. Yeah, it's something like the way that they use, like if you have prison tattoos or if you have tattoos that are done in an older style, mm -hmm. they will react to like the MRI or fMRI or whatever. And yeah, I don't know exactly how bad or what will happen if you have a tattoo like that and you get in, like if it'll just rip all that out or not. <laughs> but no, I have won't. no idea. But that's I, a serious thing. My, like you can't my, hop in an MRI with metal you in your body. Well, you can't like, with a little piece. I know, I know you can't because my dad pieces, did it. Yeah, I'm he, just saying he, if you have like a MRI plate. on his. Oh yeah, plate in your head. Yeah, you're gonna fucking die. Or yeah. plate in your arm, foot, like any. Yeah, the, army put a plate. yeah the army put that plastic plate in his head, but every time his wife turns the microwave on, he burps and passes out for an hour. It's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> you remember on Christmas vacation? Nobody else. Uh, no, that's yeah, that's. Yeah, that's good shit. I love those fucking movies. It's almost time to watch Christmas Vacation. I'm due for a rewatch of Christmas Vacation. I'm gonna. I don't want to watch the Christmas Story again this year because nah. that was ruined for me as a kid. When you have seen a movie every year <laughs> of your life, by the time you're nine, it's enough. It's enough. And the yeah, only I, reason you're watching it is because the old people in your family are like, "Oh, I remember when this was all that was on." You know. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're gonna make us pretend that it's all that's on again. Yeah, I, I, you know what I do like Elf. Elf is my favorite Christmas movie. Watch that great one, dude. When when he wins that snowball fight, that is one of the <laughs> greatest movie victories ever. Like the, the, 
I love it so much. That kid is there. He's like panicked. You can tell he's been bullied before. Like things aren't going great for this kid. And and he's huddled behind this like little wall. There's like, I don't know, making up numbers. A dozen like teenagers, bigger, stronger, older than him. He's throwing it and he's like, oh no. And Elf is like, you know what? I think we can take him. And you're just like, wait, what? No, there's no hope in this situation. All is lost. He's going to be pelted with snowballs. There's no, there's no winning in this. And, and then suddenly you realize that like his only superpower is throwing snowballs. He's throwing ropes like out of a paintball gun. Like bah, 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 bah. No, his, his only superpower is everything to do with Christmas. <laughs> like, like if it has anything even cursory related, to Christmas, he's great at it. What like other candy canes, did he have? Um, there he like put up like he was alone for like three minutes or at one point or for one day at how at the home and they came back and he had like fifty grand worth of high quality Christmas decorations and ornaments <laughs> up and it's like where the fuck did he get all this stuff? <laughs> did he just pilfer it from you know the local toy stores? Okay, but, um, yeah, that's a great one, dude. And, that the, scene. the scene with Peter Dinklage in there when. Uh, you know Tyrion when he is he's in there is like the main child book writer and the whole you're an angry elf scene like it's so juvenile yeah. and stupid but it's so fucking funny you're an angry time. elf yeah. <laughs> call me an elf one more time you know? <laughs> he's Wait, an angry elf <laughs> he's not and then an Andy elf? Richter's in it no, oh, oh uh, he's from the he's not an elf at all. I forgot. No. He's like a lawyer or something. He's uh, a he's a dwarf who writes children's books. Right. <laughs> I not remember now. Oh, but the snowball scene. Uh, elf is a great Christmas. It's probably the best modern Christmas movie. I agree with you. According I really to think me. it's a it it's hard to find someone who doesn't really like elf. Do you not really like elf, Kyle? Eh. You don't seem. You're like, a little. Like, um, I've seen it twice. You know, it's just another Will Ferrell movie. It, it doesn't. Uh, mm. You know, it's. It, I think he's got better ones. He's. Uh, he's definitely got worse ones too. There's definitely some funny parts. That whole beginning where he's like, it, it, although it's a little bit of a ripoff of The Jerk, right? Where Steve Martin's raised by the black family from from an infant, and he thinks he is black, and he doesn't realize that he's different than the rest of them. In the same way, you know, you got Will Ferrell there who, who thinks he's an elf. He's sleeping in the short bed showering in that tiny baby shower and all that stuff he just don't he just doesn't get it uh it was i think i think it was better when steve martin did that little gag you know all the whole black family's all like singing they're like singing and like like singing like gospel music everybody's clapping and you know black people have rhythm they got beat they can dance and steve martin's trying to keep the beat he's just (laughs) 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 they're all looking at him like god i hate to like miscategorize black people but it seems like if I were to grab a random black person, especially woman, but any black person from a crowd, it is more likely that they can sing well. Like that just seems to happen sometimes. And it's no, I, I, feel I think like, I think a, it's probably got more to do with like their. I don't know. I I, I think I think women. I think dancing. I would. I wouldn't be say on that. I, I would give, give it to right. dancing. I, I think if you're in the South, maybe like I think a lot of a lot a lot of a lot of black people go to church. Maybe more so than white people where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and because and they and black churches in particular have these big choirs here where everybody sings and it's a it's a, it's a big thing. I I think a lot of the American uh, Idol like winners, you know that that was like their background. It's like oh, I just sang in church and you know now I'm famous or whatever. So kind of singing. Like to me, it's better. But I don't know, like, like what they can belt it out big time with these big impressive voices. Whereas sometimes the like, white, especially white women, 
it, it's a little mousy by comparison. Like it's a talent. They're both talented, but in a different way. Like the, like I don't know. The black women to sing at full volume and loud and just roar it. Whereas I feel like that's less common amongst white women. But I could be wrong. Uh, Dolly Parton, Celine know. Dion. Celine Dion. Yeah, Adele sings really well too. Yeah. 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 Um, what was that ugly say? lady from uh, Britain's Got Talent or X Factor or whatever? Oh, Susan Boyle. Susan yeah. Boyle. Yeah, big. big oh, that was that's her. still an uplifting video. Sure. But the, it's an it's an odd video to watch being uplifting because part of the time. So basically, for people who don't know, this is a woman who got up on the British version of America's Got Talent and start and is just totally homely. You know, looks like she'd be an assistant librarian. Lunch lady. Not at all someone you would... Ex- lunch lady, perfect. Mm-hmm. And she gets out there and she belts out this beautiful song. And everybody's like, oh, wow, how magnificent. And, like, you feel really good for her until you realize the only reason that people are being, like, so good, so magnificent is because every single person in that room looked at her and unanimously agreed, this is an ugly loser. This is an ugly loser with a bunch of cats who aren't going to give a fuck that she got kicked out in the first round. And so it's almost like, yeah, it's only through phenomenal low expectations that you're like, wow, mind-blowing. But it's still uplifting because you see her having the time of her life finally being appreciated in a way that she didn't have the opportunity to be before. So I I like the video. I like videos like that. um, uh, There's like some handicapped kid who does stand-up comedy on a show like that. That's really good, too. I like the one that uh, was it like tea and toast. Do you guys know the one that sang tea and toast? Mm-mm. She gets up there and she's like, you, you can tell she's wildly nervous and it's not an act. Cause um, after she went on, she like blew a time or two because she was nervous, but um, she gets up there and she wrote it herself and it's so heartwarming. It's about like, you know, when her mom died or something and she kills it. And you guys, you should check out Tea and Toast. I w- I'd play it, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to get copyright struck over it. Uh, if I just like, play <laughs> a whole song. That. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, th- she's my favorite Britain's Got Talent. I think she's Britain's Got Talent um, of all time, the Tea and Toast lady. And then she sang a second one as well, uh, Daniel or something. Anyway. Uh, dude, I don't know. I'm still psyched Cyborg got busted for steroids. <clears throat> that so, never happens in hockey. Nope, not a big uh, thing. They probably don't test. Uh Hockey players are like, nah, we don't do steroids. What, you don't think it will benefit you? You don't think you're bigger, stronger, and faster helps in hockey? Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe they test it more closely, and they can't get away with it. I know that cocaine for the 80s and part of the 90s was the drug of choice in the NHL for a lot of them. But, I mean, that's performance-enhancing, too, if you need to be having a lot of energy for very short shifts. Like, that seems like cocaine would be helpful, but... Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, it, I'm glad it's not a huge issue in hockey. Or at least it, if it is a huge issue, they're ignoring it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do in football. Yeah, <laughs> They just ignore it. They tell them when they're about to test. Hey, we're going to need you to cycle off. we got a test on September 1st. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Yager um, overtook the second place. We talked Solo about that. second place. He got a, he, no, I'm saying he was tied with Messier. got a point tonight. Overtook uh, second place all time. Only behind... Wayne Gretzky. So North Carolina was unable to repeal HB2. Um, if I have my history right, Kyle seems way up to date on everything lately. He'll probably correct me. But I think that Charlotte passed a law having something to do with like letting people choose the bathroom that of the gender they identify. 
And in response, North Carolina passed a law that was a lot more. They call it the bathroom bill, but it actually removed like any kind of sexual discrimination uh, protection. It might have had something to do with overtime. And it also you know, undid the bathroom thing where it said you have to go to the bathroom you were born as, not the one you identify as. They told Charlotte that if they repealed their law, they'd repeal HB2. And uh, Charlotte did this thing. They repealed their law and said it's going to come back on January 1st. You know, if they don't, if the statewide one, HB2, isn't fixed before that. So they came in. They had a special session. And, uh, like, they had it all agreed to and such. And then they changed the rules. They mixed it up a little bit. And they said, like, I, I don't know what they asked for that was more. But they went in there. They're like, all right, all right I know that deal we had. The Republicans said, we want that deal plus one, whatever that one was. I think what they wanted to do was I think one side wanted to make it so that going forward, cities couldn't do couldn't implement something that would just replace the state law. I think that they wanted that in there. There was something that had to do with that. I, I, I listened to the coverage on this thing. You know, it just happened today. So so I just got one CNN's version of it. Um, so. I also heard the governor speak and he was very upset. He's like, I know it seemed like he had been talking to his legislators. You know, he's like, I know we had enough Democratic and Republican votes there to do this. I don't know what happened. This is this is ridiculous. You know, he was very upset. The way Jackie was up on, on a story, they explained it to me, is that they said, um, I guess they had a deal. The Republicans asked for something in addition to what it was before. And the incoming governor said, no, don't do it. Like, don't accept this lesser deal. Don't, don't like bend over and, and, and take another step. We had it. If they, do, if, they, if they want to back out, then we won't do it. And um, uh, so they just decided not to go with the revised deal. And that's where it stands. Everyone's blaming each other. So Well, I, you know, well, I, I hope I you guys mean, figure that out so that you won't lose another $650 million yeah. next year. $650 million. That's a lot for a state. A and, state. And, and, and like it just keeps ramping up, you know, like the NAACP is now saying we need to boycott all of North Carolina. And uh, like it doesn't stop. Like it just seems like more people yeah. get added to the list all the time of saying we won't do business with North Carolina because of these, you know, sexist laws that they're There's going to be more at celebrities the, at, at the, the Trump time, inauguration than, than will perform in North Carolina. At the same time, Woody, <laughs> in regard to that, it's good that now finally everybody's on the same page with allowing private businesses, performers, whatever, to choose to play or refuse service to whoever based on what Ayy. they want. So, so who, so it's almost like a, it, it, everybody's on the same page there of like, yeah, those performers, they don't have to play in North Carolina anymore. They don't like what you did and they are going to impact that economically. And that's their voice that they can do that. Just like a business owner can refuse service to people and they'll have to pay the piper when it comes around. So I'm glad. So, I, I, you know that, that the meme of like the, there's like a button he's pressing it and he's sweating because like he yeah like he can't yeah. deal with his own hypocrisy. Oh yeah, I feel like there's some like tumblerino like I you know get to boycott things I don't like versus boycotting things <laughs> I do like. I don't know how to choose. <laughs> sweating. That's a funny meme. Like yeah, yeah. But, um, so yeah, it's it, that is at this point it seems like they need to get that under control. Like you said, for no other reason than economic. Where it's like, all right, guys, at this point, how about we let the bathroom thing go? Because we're losing a lot of fucking business, and it's impacting people who really couldn't give a shit less about this bathroom issue. So I was listening to the best of Jim and Sam today, Jim Norton and uh, Sam Roberts, right? And uh, yeah. they were talking. They were they were talking about this clip from uh, Ninety Day Fiance, which is a uh, a reality show 
um, you know, where these people get married under these odd circumstances. And and basically what happened here, I think this guy might be Tunisian. <laughs> um, this big, fat, white woman went and got herself a mail-order husband named Muhammad here. He's, uh, he's no prize himself, but he is 15 years her junior, uh, she being a real land whale. And uh, she has three <laughs> teenage daughters, and... Um, I, I got to say, they really throw Muhammad under the bus here. Uh, everybody on the show treats him like shit. And what Mo and Muhammad is trying to get out with his broken English, what the fucking problem is. Let, let, let's watch this clip. It's, it's entertaining. Right. I think I, I may have seen this before. I'm queued up. I have not seen this before, and I can't wait. Uh, is everybody ready at zero? Yes. Or... Yes. Okay, ready, set, play. I want to see this. When we saw the scene of you two at the wedding, you said that you could not kiss her. Yes. Okay. Oh, that wife is horrible. Have you guys ever kissed before that? <laughs> yes. You have? Yes. Were you intimate mm. before that? Yes. You have. Okay, so you've kind of consummated the relationship, mm -hmm. really. Was there any intimacy after the wedding at all? After the wedding? Yes. There was, but we started facing a problem. What, is the, what was the problem? I don't want to say, like, this is very private. Instead of taking care of that problem, she was like fighting with me over it. This is something that no man in the world can accept that. And then, and then she was like, be like sitting on the floor, crying, screaming in front of her teenagers. I want my sex tonight. If you don't give me my sex tonight, <laughs> I will, I will, I will call the immigration. I will get you deported. Oh Daniel, can you tell us what he's talking about? He has told people that I smell and I peed on him. <laughs> okay, this person here, she has some stuff that I don't like. I, I okay, complain about. You know what? I don't even. I don't even want to know. Then, I then, I then, you don't? Then you don't? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. If you're asking me, like, why yes. I'm not having sex with her, then you put it th out there. I, I have think, to explain it. You know, yeah. all right. You're going to so, demonize this it. guy and make him out to be the bad guy, and you don't even want to know why he won't fuck her? He, he won't fuck her because she's squirting putrid pussy juice onto his ass when he fucks her. That's why. Because her vagina smells like a dumpster, and she's squirting on him with smelly piss from her smelly pussy. And when he told her to clean her smelly pussy, she argued with him about it. You think that it was about I know heat? it's that. I hate the host. I hate Sporting. the host so fucking much. Like sometimes Everybody I look at these people and, and I'm just like, right, professionally, you are very, very bad at your job. That, yeah. that thing was about to get fucking awesome. You can always edit it later. You know, if, if something tape. comes out <laughs> yeah. that's a problem, you can edit it's it, you can, you can beep it, you can do what you need to. But for her to stop the good content from coming, the fuck? The fuck? You suck. You suck at your job. She should be fired immediately. Get Trump to run that shit. What she no. saw. Oh, Trump yeah, Trump would run, run the it. fuck it. Tell me about this smelly pussy. Let's yeah. Let's yeah, yeah. Let's see yeah. It. yeah. He'd be like, he'd dress her down. How would, yeah, would you say the pussy was? <laughs> Trump would, would join the guy's pussy. side. It smells and be so like, goddamn bad. <laughs> he joined the guy's side and be like, "Tell me about this fucking like you know Jedi or Jabba the Hutt pussy what you got going on over here." Like, yeah, and, 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 and that video could have been gold. That show could have been gold. But you, that host was shit at her job. Yeah, and, 
one moment at least when he's struggling with the English where he or she's like, what was the problem? And you can see in his eyes, he just wants to point at her and go, huh? Huh? Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he also, and the guy showed a little class, right? Like, yes. I, I think that woman, she didn't talk really in that clip, so you don't know she's what her... Down. But she, a little she bit. seemed to have less class than the guy did. You know, the, the guy was like, look, there's no man in the... Oh, and I like that the guy had expectations, right? He's like, these are things that no man in the world could overlook. And I'm thinking, well, no, there's some. There, there's some who would overlook that, who would do anything. Yeah, but, yeah there's but, guys that'll fuck that stinky pussy all night <laughs> Yeah, yeah, long. you know, but he's thinking, <laughs> like, regardless of my situation, I have some standards, and I expect this woman to have decent hygiene and to take care of herself. To, like, look... You know, he married her. He, his standards aren't even very high, but uh, he's, he's from he's from like a shitty country, though. He's just thinking about that hut back home, just just pumping away like he's better than ISIS. He's better than ISIS. He's better than ISIS. If that woman yeah. lost seventy pounds, she'd still be fat, and I think the guy would be like and old, fat, right, old, I'll and cope stupid. With it. Like you didn't yeah. catch a lot of her right there, but she's mm -hmm. slow witted, especially in comparison to Muhammad. I don't think Muhammad's gonna like fucking. He's no genius, but mm -hmm. he's a bright guy. You can tell he he's okay. He's all there. Let's just say, and she's mm -hmm. not quite all there. She is gross it's and well. ugly, and he married her for that green card, and he's willing to put up with all of that. Uh, oh, oh, I, I should mention they're living in like rural Ohio in the cold, and uh, she has crippling debt, which he, which is now his. That's the e thing I feel like more people should consider. Like, yeah, I, that that show was built around making him look bad because it's like a women's like channel uh, show. It's only good to watch that. Show. But we can all take one step backwards and be like, what? There's other clips where the other women who are like contestants in this show give him shit. And she's she's like, there's this smoking hot Russian chick, and she's mm -hmm. like, I love my husband. I just want to have sex with him all the time. If I love him, I want to be in love with him in the bedroom. And he and I wanted Muhammad to be like. She's got a fat, smelly pussy, and she's retarded. Yeah. Look at it. Whip that big, whip yeah. that thing out. They all want to judge. What do you lick it? Yeah, you get over here, you fucking Russian cunt. You're so horny. You get in there on that. <laughs> fucking, well, you'll lose your arm up to the elbow. Oh, yeah, that's she. It'll, like, did it'll you dissolve notice? away your it fucking was, jewelry. It was a subtle thing in the way she was carrying herself and positioning herself on the couch. Now, usually when you watch a clip with someone who is very very much overweight not even that kyle she they'll they'll sit in a way where like they're like looking up or they'll like have camera angles or something or very contoured she was sitting there with her neck almost like spitefully fat like looking <laughs> at him like putting like really pushing that down and getting fat neck as she was looking sl smugly at the guy like you're gonna have to fuck this puss when we get home and you know you have to do it because there's no running water in tunisia and then he, <laughs> and then he has to go home and do it like that and then pay for her fucking you know whatever credit card she racked up a bunch of debt on probably zaxby's her crippling yeah, it, debt matters like that's a big thing to me i i feel like uh, when you're looking at your spouse right if that girl is 18 years old and she's fat, then you need to know that family is going to have a lifetime of struggle with obesity, right? She's going to be making meals. She's going to, it, it, 
at least I say I'm, I'm used to these traditional relationships. You know, other people have more even partnerships. But, you know, like my wife, she buys the food. She cooks the food. You know, like if, if she's 18 and she's fat, then you can expect a lifetime of your whole family of struggling with obesity. That, that, that's just the deal that you're laying out there. Um, if she's whatever, like 27 and she, or she's older than that and she has crippling debt, then don't think that when you marry like her, you're 40, going to earn 45. so much that she can't spend it. I yeah. guarantee you she'll be able to spend it. She'll just go to wherever and buy everything that catches her fancy until the credit cards are maxed. And, and you, you grab a debtor like that and just expect that you've got a fucking debtor. Like this person doesn't have the self-control And you notice he was classier than her because mm -hmm. he would not say what the problem was. He was like, she has a problem and it's something that no man can deal with. And then she's... She and then she's the one who says it. He has said that I smell, and he goes, "If you catch it, he goes, you do." As soon yeah. as she says that, she goes, "He has said that I smell." He goes, "You do," and that I peed on him. And, and I would be, I can't fathom how everybody's not on Muhammad's side. It, it doesn't They're make not? any sense. That clip is so small. I didn't see like. No, they hate Muhammad. Now he's done bad things too. You know, he okay. he would like he's like walk. He he went on a vacation to Florida with like some actually attractive chick. Like he got the fuck up out of there at one point and just left. Um, but the thing is, like, god damn, like like what a situation he's been like tricked almost into. Like like mm -hmm. he just wanted to get out of a hellhole and he made a deal with a big fat smelly devil, and and now he's kind of <laughs> just stuck. I, I um, she's yeah. so. Uh, stubborn that I feel like a lot of women he might have molded you know they'd be like all right you know I'm shocked that she's not like oh it smells goodness gracious right let me get some feminine hygiene products yeah that's something that you should be thankful well not on TV but I'm sure you told her before <laughs> like if someone tells you like hey you have really bad BO or whatever like it's offensive in that like man I, I'm sad that I smell not bad. tomorrow I won't but really, it's like, okay, I'm glad you told me that. Just like if someone, it doesn't matter how well I know someone, if they get food stuck in their teeth at a restaurant, I always tell them. I feel like yeah. that is the ultimate trust building exercise. Mm -hmm. Is like you tell somebody, like that'd be something on like lie to me. You know, he's like, oh, you tell them they got food in their teeth, they'll be indebted to you forever. Or like, he wasn't Australian, but whatever. I tell them that they've got something in their teeth regardless. And they're like, no, I don't. I was like, oh, yeah, that's just your teeth. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought there was like a yellow kernel stuck somewhere in there, but no, that's just an incisor. It looked like you just ate like five years of corn real rapid fire. Yeah. I, that's just you, though. Okay. All right. They've done just where you live you know <laughs> yeah that uh, that's a very annoying clip because yeah, you um, can see like it's totally the the how smug the lady is because she knows that she's you know in the hen house and everybody's gonna have her back and yeah. how this like, guy is struggling me, i want my sex now As if you, give me yeah. my sex or i will deport you <laughs> what happens next, Kyle? It sounds like you've seen more than just this. Like I, they, they end up getting divorced and they're apart. Um, I, yeah. I, I saw you know Jim and Sam like riffing on this and talking about how funny it was, and then they played the recording, and it's just so, I had to see what Muhammad and her looked like because you, of course you don't have the visual with mm -hmm. radio, and you know he looks like a nine eleven hijacker. He's got a good look about him. You know he, he's a friendly guy. He, he's, he, he's well. He's shaven. He's put. He's together. clean shaven. He's put together. He's 15 years younger than her. He's, he, he's, he's an average-looking fellow. He looks yeah. just fine, and he seems like he's got a decent head on his shoulders. And, and she's not that any of those things. She's, she does not she's, deserve him. Yeah, She's dumb, stupid. Um, I guess dumb and stupid are 
kind of the same thing. But dumb, she's dumb. definitely slow-witted and, and and fat and ugly and ignorant and unwilling to change and stubborn and poor and indebted and has three teenage daughters who apparently live with her. Um, it's just a real fuck. He could have done better in, in in the whole international mail order uh, Muslim uh, husband <laughs> game. He really drew a bad hand. Like, I think your wife's slow. <laughs> <laughs> At running. Yeah, on the track, she's terrible. <laughs> in the head, you know, slow in every way. Yeah. You know, except for their sex drive. That's always, you know, banging on all cylinders. Oh, yeah, how miserable would that be to live with that heifer? And have her constantly trying to proposition you for sex as you try and make stuff up. Oh, no, I have to pray again. That's the ninth <laughs> time of the day. I thought you guys did it five times. No, I am doubling down. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I need a lot of help. <laughs> I'm doubling down with Jesus. <laughs> Muhammad is not helping. I must go to Jesus Christ. I like that he's <laughs> Indian now. Your sticky pussy. <laughs> if I do both of them, uh, get rid of any potential problem. It's so bad I'm not Indian. He is this close from declaring Jesus. Jihad on her vagina, like, like this is what radicalizes these poor people. Like, like that's a normal, kind human being right there. That smelly pussy is gonna drive him right into a crowd of parishioners. I guarantee it. I wonder, <laughs> um, like, if you're in a society that's real protective, you know, women wear veils and non-flattering clothes and stuff. Yeah. How well do you know what you're getting? You know, like some of these guys marry pretty quickly. What is the range I, I think I think that the fact that they can get another one might be nice. I think one of the important things when you're picking a bride mm -hmm. uh, is like what kind of dowry you're getting back. You know, what kind of family are we marrying into? What kind of financial thing is this going to do? Because hmm. it seems like they have the men have more options. Like if they want to get something else going on, and of course it depends on on which country we're talking about, how religious specifically in that country that how rich specific the guy family is. is, all those things. You know, if we're talking about like actual militant ISIS guys, like those guys kidnap little boys and fuck them. Like that's a that's a sign of prestige. Is if you've got the prettiest boy slave, right? You know, like like so it, it runs the gambit. It is. I'm not making this up. Oh like, really? Like, I thought they, you were making it up. No, they compete for who's got the prettiest, you know, boy slave to fuck. But they and throw, all. throw homosexuals off buildings. Well, what these makes aren't for well, a hot boy. I wonder. You know, a feminine, feminine, uh, a feminine look. Maybe I, I don't mm. know exactly what they're looking for. They're looking I for you a would. feminine. Boys, and, you know, they'll go, Older they lips. kidnap them, they go <laughs> kidnap them, take them right out of the village. They say, you know, forget your son. He has gone to you now. Take these 13-year-old kids, put them on heroin so they're submissive and doped up and dependent on them and make them a, a sex slave for the rest of their lives. Or That's at least so until they're, you know, old enough that they don't want them anymore. It's a, it's a real sign of power and prestige. And, of course, we're talking about, like, the super-duper far right, like, militant terrorist sort of uh, guys. It's not, you know, your everyday... Uh, a Muslim guy who would probably want himself a pretty boy slave. I was really yeah. thinking of like a Saudi Arabian, right? Saudi Arabia is one of the more restrictive sort of um, Sharia law countries. Like, like you know, they're, they're the women are more women can't drive. Women can't drive. Women can't get jobs. Women can't do a lot of stuff. So when you pick up a girl, like how well do you see this? What, you know, would you would you take off that big outfit of hers and be like, ah, oh, fuck, you know, she's whatever wrong in this way or that way that you didn't exceed, I, I'm didn't sure you coming. do but I also bet that if you are a guy in mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia your horniness 
is going to be much greater when seeing a naked woman than a guy in the Western world. Where if we see, if like we've literally done stuff on the show where there's like three beautiful women and we're like, oh, nose is too flat or like some <laughs> bullshit. Like these guys haven't seen anything but ankles and the occasional risque wrist their entire lives. And so, you know, they're going to see that naked body and probably be like, hot dog, like I'm so into this. Unless it's like this person and they're like, I've been lied to. There is no God. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to come up with a definite answer. It runs the gambit. That's that, that's going to be the truth at, at, at this one. There are definitely Muslim men who like you know none of that even happens. They know exactly what this girl looks like, and they date them in a normal, more more Western fashion. Maybe it's a bit more reserved, more maybe 1950s style Western fashion is their dating life. Uh, but then, of course, on the other end, you got the 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 guys who enslave little boys and fuck them. So everything in between, I, I guess, is what you're getting. I, I bet there are techniques, though, tricks. You know, Ray Charles, the blind musician, of course, he grabbed the lady's wrist. He'd wanna, he'd wanna wrap his hand around your wrist, and if he felt that big fat wrist, he knew you'd had too much fried chicken, and he didn't want to take her back to the hotel room. But he felt yeah, a nice, too slender, much falafel, slender, delicate wrist. wrist. He knew that she hadn't been having those chicken and waffles every day for the last 25 years, and he'd take her back with him. Speaking Slutter of man. Ray Charles, there's some clip from some show he was doing where he's obviously blind and he was out there. He's the piano guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was playing the piano and he was sitting That's there doing his joy. smiling with his big glasses and there was a uh, you know people uh, an accompaniment out there on the stage performing and then afterward the lights go down, all of the performers get off and the lights come back up and no, everybody forgot to get Ray Charles. And so he's just sitting at his piano because he's blind, just waiting for somebody to come over and be like, oh, shit, sorry, Ray, let's get you let's get you off stage. You're done. I don't know. I thought that was funny seeing seeing him get left there. Yeah, there's a, I think there's a clip of him like catching a, uh, a microphone stand once. It's uh, maybe Stevie Wonder who does it, but a lot, microphone stand uh, goes to follow me. Shake Looking like I don't know how he does that one. <laughs> Might be tricking us all these years. That, that, that Stevie Wonder, you never know. Um, and then of course, back in the Blues Brothers, in the Blues Brothers movie, it's full of like musicians. And Ray Charles is the guy who sells the band all their gear, all their guitars and drums and stuff. He's like, y'all just owe me. Go ahead, fellas. Uh, but he, but he's some kid sneaks into the store and is trying to make off an electric guitar. And fucking Ray Charles draws a forty-four Magnum as, and like, boom, like shoots the wall. He's like, now let let that be a lesson to you. And the kid's like, holy shit, he heard me. <laughs> like puts it back on the wall. Uh, I like Ray Charles a lot. I like all his music. I, I love the the movie. You know, the 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 Jamie Fox uh, portrayal of Ray Charles was really good. I haven't seen. I've heard. Ah, oh, man, I think he won. A, he might have won, uh, won an Oscar for that. It's it's real good. It's very good. It runs the the gambit of his life, of course, and he he struggled with heroin addiction and 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 uh, you know people trying to take advantage of him and make money off of him. And his music grew over the years, and he went through a couple of different relationships. It's a it's a good movie. Probably Jamie Foxx's best performance. I'll check that out. It's called Ray. <laughs> Ray. It's a dumb story, but um. Uncensored News has something. It's at the top of Reddit at the moment, or near the top. Trump rejected John Bolton because of his stupid mustache. But in part, the, in the, part, the, but those were all like unverified, like uh, anonymous sources, like you know, senior official in Trump who asked not to be identified, stuff like that. I don't know how I feel about that because on one hand, it's like Trump. How could you be so silly to judge a guy by his mustache? On the other hand. I, too, judge that guy by his mustache. It is ridiculous yeah. and stupid. He said he wanted someone who, quote, looked the part. And that's one of the main reasons why, in the end, it came down to Rex Tillerson or Mitt Romney 
they both look the part. They have that buttoned up businessman fucking full head of hair kind of look. That's like a, almost a direct quote from like what CNN was saying today and what the insiders were saying. I think what he said specifically about John Bolton was it wasn't necessarily that like he got in there, did the meeting. And he was like, everything's great about John Bolton. That mustache won't do for my secretary of state. It was more that like he had there, Trump had a lot of things that he liked about John, a few things that he didn't like about John. And one of them was that mustache. <laughs> it is silly, though. And uh, Rex Tillerson seems like the better choice. He was the Exxon CEO, right? Yes. Yeah, he, Rex I, Tillerson is a pretty cool... That's a professional athlete name. Yeah, I like You were that. explaining to me before... Like, why is Rex Tillerson specific... I, I, so my question was this, in, in short. The Exxon CEO deals with countries all over the world. North Sea, the, a lot of... Uh, uh, Arab countries, Russia, etc. But the feedback I get on him is that, like, oh, he's uh, like synced up with Russia. He's tied into Russia. He has all these Russian ties. Is there some reason that this guy, who I would guess has ties to lots of places, is especially tied to Russia? I, I actually read something about that, and they're talking about one oil conglomerate that has the majority owner, I think, is Japan. And then Russia, in a couple of different parts, owns like 20 or 30 percent. Then the U.S. owns part of it. And he works with this like conglomerate. I'll have to look it up, but I read an article on it that explained it pretty well. And there are Russians in there, but it was Japan, I believe, who had like the controlling share in it. Like they owned most of the company. Uh, Mikhail's shaking his head. Maybe you know yeah, something about this. I'm not saying me. that what you're saying isn't right, but specifically the issue with Russia is that, that Russia's uh, biggest oil company is nationalized. You know, it's it's pretty oppressive regime that putin has over there it's not it's not an exxon mobil company it's it's like russian national oil and guess who's the boss of it vladimir putin he's the one who comes to your meeting if there's going to be a big to do about the russian oil company so rex tillerson and elon or excuse me and uh uh, um what's the company uh exxon mobil has the only technology that can get the oil under uh, in the arctic that the russians have claimed to they own this oil. It's theirs. That land's there, uh, theirs. But they can't fucking get to it because they're not. They don't have the tech. Rex Tillerson and Exxon Mobil did. They did a big deal, um, and uh, and Vladimir Putin was there. So of course they're toasting with champagne, Rex Tillerson and Vladimir Putin over the signing of this deal. Fast forward, they go into the the Crimean region of the Ukraine, annex it. In other words, they steal a chunk of land from a neighboring fucking country. Annex is such a such a whitewashing word, isn't it? Yes. You know? It really makes like, it seem like it was oh, some yeah, they annexed thing. it. You know, they all voted and there was an annexation process. No, no they fucking involved. went in with guns and they said, back the fuck off. This shit is ours now. Everybody. And that was it. And now it's theirs. And uh, but, but so since that happened, the U.S. and other countries across the world imposed sanctions on Russia. Some of those include messing up that whole Exxon Mobil partnership. You can bet that that will change under the uh, the Trump organization, the Trump presidency. But we have a very good negotiating standpoint with this in that, in that we have the tech and they've got the oil. If they want it, they got to come to us first. And uh, Rex Tillerson of course, has a lot of experience globally dealing with, with, with big deals. And I, I think he's a good pick. So I understand what you said, but what I haven't heard, it seems to me that they could say, oh, Rex Tillerson deals with Saudi Arabia a ton, because I'm sure ExxonMobil does. Or mm-hmm. they deal with... Uh, Norway a ton because I think Norway has a lot of like Baltic Sea oil or something that could be off, you know. But they always say like, "Oh, he's in bed with the Russians." Well, that fits their true, but he's, that fits their agenda though. That's where you I know, was he, headed on this. I can't tell what's agenda and what's, you know, like I don't know. I mean, okay, okay. I saw this. 
Michael Moore made a movie called Fahrenheit 9-11, right? Yes. And in that, they said uh, Osama bin Laden uses Morgan Stanley, uh, like that, that Morgan Stanley big company broker, et cetera, uh, to, to, do, to handle some of his investments. And W. Bush also uses Morgan Stanley. So Bush and Osama bin Laden have this c- common connection point. And I'm like, well, fuck it. Like, I'm connected to Osama bin Laden if that's your criteria. Yep. You can't just say, like, they do business here and therefore he's in bed with... If this guy is in bed with the Russians, he's Exxon. Oh, did you lose me too? You're, you're good. The recording will be now. fine. You're we back. just lost you for a momentary. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, if you're going to use these loose ties, like, oh, he did business here. Like, he probably did business in a hundred different countries. It's Exxon. Yeah, I, yeah. And the thing is, they, they I never... I mean, yeah, could, part of working... None of the business he did was wrong. Or, or there was, there's never like, he did this <laughs> deal with Vladimir Putin and look where the bulk of the funds went. It's never like that. It's like, yeah, he did business with Russians. We, we're, we're hiring a guy to do business with the Russians, right? Like we're hiring a, a, yeah. a guy to be our representative representing the, the president's uh, agenda globally. To You know, he, he he's the guy on the front well, you lines. You might want a guy it, it, who, I guess that's what you, you know, look, yeah. Some of what Trump is going to do is hire businessmen instead of politicians. You, know, you could make a case saying, oh, it would be nice to have a guy who's experienced with Russia, but not business ties, right? His experience with Russia is tied to business. And I don't know, current business? You know, like, does he, he won't still be have... the CEO of Exxon at the time. But, like, no, and... I think he's selling his Exxon shares. That That's where yeah. I was going to go. Like, I... I if if he no longer has any business, like if he, if he still has all these like shares and futures and options and stuff with Exxon, then that that concerns me a bit. You know, he he yeah. might want to behave in such a way that enriches himself. But if he dumps all that and does the job, then I guess that's okay. And I think yeah. there, there's something to be said for have to picking someone who has mutual goals with the nation, right? Like 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 it's nice to put a guy in there who gets gets richer the richer the country gets. And you know he's in a position to he's he's strongly motivated to do this deal with Russia and and to drill that oil. Also saw Obama, uh, you know, cordoned off uh, a lot of the Atlantic and Arctic uh, drilling. Um, yeah. that's probably a good thing. In uh, ways I don't understand, he did like usually when you do an executive order, and Obama's done a lot of them. The yep. next president can come in and just undo them all. Mm-hmm. But these latest like anti-drilling things are different in ways that I hardly understand and that it will be Same. very difficult for Trump to undo. You've heard this? I have heard it. He uh, used some like some law or precedent from law. Like, 63 or 53 going back that far. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what the ramifications, ramifications will be in the end, but I think I heard a Trump surrogate saying something like, Hey, there's nothing we can't undo. I mean, you give us time, right? You know, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about dr- drilling off the East Coast. Like, it's way out there now. It's 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 pretty far out there. It's it's a lot farther than the Gulf drilling sites. It, at least, okay. I I saw these colored blocks represented, it, and perhaps the map was not giving me the the real picture. Because you know, you look at plenty of maps, and you'll think Alaska is about double the size of Georgia, but it's a third the size of the contiguous. So maybe I'm wrong there, but it looked like it was really far off the coast. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, but I definitely am glad they're not drilling north of Alaska. And that's the part of Alaska that we're talking about. It's like the northern coast of Alaska uh, in the Arctic region. Wait, so where you're all against those... Arctic drilling? Yeah, I am. Yeah, sure. I don't, want, I don't, I don't like the offshore drilling. Um, I, I, feel, I feel like that's just so accident prone, especially up in there. I'm okay with it uh, in, in the Gulf Coast. 
See, uh, I like know. Alaskan drilling. I'm nervous about so far away. That's actually that's kind of it. Like it sounds yeah. crazy, right? But like it, Maybe you know what? Side of the world. I was influenced by the West Wing on this. Uh, the towards the later seasons, uh, I think the Republican candidate's name is Vinick, and they have these speeches. And he's like, "Look, I'm for drilling in Alaska." He's like, "If there was," he's like, "Who here thinks Alaska is beautiful?" And everyone raises their hand. And he's like, "Who here's been to Alaska?" And nobody raises their hand. And he's like, that's the thing. He's like, if there was oil at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't touch it. The Grand Canyon is this national monument. It's a great wonder. It's, it's, it, national Canyon is sacred and we shouldn't mess with it. But like tundra up in Alaska solves energy problems in America. It, it, and I'm also of the belief that like when we find local energy sources, we kind of unfund terrorism. We, we, uh, there's like a military and you know, security problem that we, we, if we can be self-sufficient that we solve. Like a lot of good things happen from there. I just don't value Alaskan tundra as highly as I do, say, the coast of New Jersey or Georgia or you know Massachusetts. It's like if, if you want to find, if you want to have some sort of energy independence, of course, renewable stuff is the bee's knees, right? That's the top of the line. But if we're living in a world where cars still run on gas, Alaskan tundra. I mean, my ears are open. Let, let's hear your yeah. case. Well, it's specifically, I think the the <laughs> offshore drilling, right, and like the Arctic, where the polar bears and fucking uh, all the cute stuff is, and and, and I I really like those critters. I, I do. There was a time when I said something like, uh, you know, I I don't care if you have to grind the snow owls up to make it. If you can get me dollar gasoline, do it. Mm -hmm. I think that was my little quote. But you know, it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> that's PKA. <-ish. laughs> yeah, it's settled. It you know, two dollar a get a dollar get two buck a gallon uh, gasoline isn't so bad. I let, let's save a few owls and stuff. But uh, you know, it, it, there's there's right ways to do stuff and wrong ways to do stuff. Um, I, 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 that's why I fear that EPA uh, guy just a, just a bit, you know, because you know they're not going to slow down on any pipelines or any fracking uh, under that gentleman. And uh, I, I just hope it's. I hope we don't see the negatives of it, and, and, and four years from now, and go look, look at look at the look at this section of Texas where none of the water is any good anymore. Look at this section of uh, Pennsylvania where where fire where where this where this fire has been burning for the last two years because they they couldn't cap the oil well or whatever disaster comes mm -hmm. of it. Look at all these dead polar bears. Look at all these dead people. You know, maybe because of a lax regulation on a drilling uh, platform. I don't know. I hope none of that happens. We all want cheap energy and clean water and clean air but you got to find a balance mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's where i am too i feel like we're all in the middle somewhere just you know close to the middle yeah just, it's so complicated i don't know enough about the drilling to even have like it's so complicated the way they do it it's like okay so if you go up and do it right there it's gonna be fine oh yeah it should be fine you know it's gonna be fine well it should probably be fine <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, like 90% sure it's going to be fine. What'd you base that on? I mean, like, we're pretty positive, you know? <laughs> uh, we, we took a survey on Survey Monkey, and we all are agreed that 90% uh, is going to be fine. It's like, well, shit. Have and then no fear. Tell you, we then checked the little I am not a robot button. <laughs> you know, we made sure <laughs> they could. The captcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> we typed in bubbly boats in the weird syllables or whatever, and then. And <laughs> But yeah, yeah I, it is, it's so complicated. It's hard. I don't know. You, you want to say, just like with everything, you want to be able to take like a quick stance on it and be like, yeah, I'm in favor or no, get rid of all that. But it, the point about the 
Grand Canyon thing makes it resonates with me. That makes a lot of sense. If it's like, you know, if real close to Mount Rushmore, they wanted to fuck with it, but they're like, well, you know, the geology, it might just shatter off one of the faces. Who knows? Like, no, that's that's hits too close to home. It's really mm-hmm. easy though to say I'm fine with it for the Alaskan tundra when it's like. People can be tasked to go find that oil rig, and they're not going to. They'll die of freezing to death before they get yeah. there. Like, and it's also easy to write it off as Alaskan tundra too. Like, like, fuck, man, Alaska is so goddamn big that 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 like, two different sides of my state of Georgia are completely different. One end is full of swamps; the other end is full of mountains. Right? Like, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, in North Georgia is is the Smoky Mountains. South Georgia is the Okefenokee Swamp. Look at a state like twelve times bigger in Alaska, and 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 it's even more so. There are gorgeous parts everything. of Alaska, and then there's shitty, stupid parts that yeah, maybe we could drill the fuck out of, and nobody would care. It, it I need studies, right? I need to know the environmental impact from a third-party independent organization. I need I need short-term, mid-term, and long-term. I need to know what's happening in one year, five years, and thirty years. If we're gonna disrupt the migration of the caribou in such a way that now the predators can't feed in, in, in like a quarter of Alaska, then shit, we just fucked up. If Trump's wall is gonna mess up the migration of those but of the monarch butterflies and they're literally gonna go extinct, we need to back up a minute. But at the same time, energy's important. <laughs> it is, right? No, no, I'm just thinking about fucking funny it would be is if the wall finally goes up and then the first like monarch butterfly season, it's just like CNN footage, just a pan, you know, of tens of millions, just like a foot deep, like, uh, you know, like crown molding of dead monarch butterflies on the bottom of this wall, just the whole way. <laughs> like, that'd be, that'd be sad, but at the same time, if you told me five years from now that hey monarch butterflies have been extinct for 10 years i would have been like well color me shocked you know (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) most species don't make it most species that have ever been around they don't make the cut if a little wall that that we make is enough to send the monarch populations reeling unable to be like well how do we get there do we fly up three feet i don't know like you know I think they hatch out. They have this. They have this brilliant life cycle where it's always a journey from north to south and back again. And it takes like three generations to do it. You know, they like hatch out in Mexico and like become butterflies that's, and fly. And it, it's it's really cool. That. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, like so, like the salmon where they like return to their birthplace is neat. Like I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I think is it condors. Condors also have like a really large migration, and I think that's neat. That's really cool. But one that takes three generations? Like, wait a minute. You're like, it's like, that's blowing my mind. Like, it, it, this isn't even a memory thing. Like, my great grandchildren, no, my grandchildren will, will, you know, come back to where I was like that. That's neat. Hey, this is saying four generations. It doesn't get worse. Five. <laughs> No, it's five. It's now you're fucking five. with me at this point. I, I swear to God, my, I, I got an NBC uh, the news thing here. Yeah, the migration may take five generations. Monarch butterflies may take five generations to migrate to the U.S. That is amazing. That's crazy. The, mi- the migration routes of the iconic uh, monarch butterfly across the North American continent have been mapped in an unprecedented detail. New research shows that it may take as many as five generations for monarchs to make it uh, out north out of Mexico, venturing as far as southern Canada before returning and flying back south of the border for the winter. So, yeah, I'm a little worried about that wall messing with my monarch friends, right? Is that 4, a real 4, concern? 4,349 miles. It is of mine. Oh, but just you. <laughs> 
Well, I don't think anyone else has thought that far ahead. I am sure the EPA chief has not. (laughs) I'm sure he's not worried to fuck about butterflies. Who's that guy you put in charge of like wildlife and stuff? Maybe that guy should be on that. I don't know. Uh, But but it's definitely a concern for me. I'm trying to think. Who would would Trump put in charge of wildlife? I have no idea. I'm thinking... who sings Cat Scratch Fever? That guy fever? from Realtree Outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking the guy that's always killing the deer. <laughs> Who's, this who is my cat... good friend, Les Stroud. You may have seen him on the TV before. He's absolutely great with the wilderness. Nobody better be than the Ted Nugent. Right. Ted Nugent. Ted be... Nugent's performing at the inauguration. He's got other duties. Mm. And so is the Mormon uh, International Choir. Tabernacle. Uh, Tabernacle Choir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've got them, Kanye, <laughs> Kid <laughs> Rock, Kid Rock. And uh, and that other one we just mentioned, yeah, yeah. that are that are like out there right now. I thought it'd be so funny if Taylor Swift were there. That that. <laughs> you <laughs> you know what's it, funny about the Mormons there is like when everybody else is like, we're not going there. Like we're not going to ruin our career. We're not going to represent you. Like just like always, the Mormons are guaranteed to just be like, oh, we are just so blessed that you've given us this opportunity we're so thankful thank you so much you stop by our church anytime thank we brought you for lot, considering Mitt Romney for a position we really appreciate yeah. it he is our lord and savior that <laughs> means a lot to us here in utah you know and that's that's what we need but yeah that, but those mormons are lucky that they don't get radicalized or we'd round all those fuckers up and put them somewhere i'm gonna tell you right now that's a kooky messed up religion they've got yeah. it going on over there with a whole hierarchy of, of creepy motherfuckers running it with ri- They'd be in a lot of trouble. They better. You are you are so wrong. I didn't know anything about Mormons till I lived in Idaho, where there's a lot of them because it's so close to Utah. Mm -hmm. The like a radical Mormon is someone who is not going to let you buy your own lunch. He will stand there with you and be like, "I'm no, I'm going to take care of it for you." You know, it's like, "No, like Ted, it's fine. Like I got this." No, you know what? I've life's been great recently, and you know, you just got to pass it along. You know, and it's like it's almost they're so nice to you that it's like you have to be up to something. But then they just keep being genuinely friendly. One of the guys I knew wore those special underwear, those magic underwear, and when people called him out on it, because you could like see like the scoop neck underwear, like gar not underwear, like it's like a big garment that they wear under their clothes or like the really into it Mormons do. And even when people would tease him about it, he'd be like, yeah, well, you know, there's definitely some goofy things with every religion. And it's like, you, you just said that, like it just rolled right off your back. Like you didn't Jehovah's care. Witnesses are like that too. Um, I, I, I go ahead. You can go first. I, my coworker was a Jehovah's witness and I was fascinated. He was from Haiti. Um, and I think it's big down there with all the, uh, the missionaries who go down and uh, and I was just like, see, do you do that thing where you knock on doors? Because um, people had not have done that to me, and I hate it. He's like, yes, they hate it sometimes, but I try to bring a little joy into their hearts at the end of the day. I come <laughs> and tell them about the love of Christ. And it's just like, shit, how many days a week do you do it? Because we only got one fucking day off. He's like, oh, I go on my day off, of course. It's like, oh, my God, you get one day off a week after these 12-hour days, and you use it knocking on doors, saving souls? You are a nice guy, annoying as fuck, but but yeah. nice. <laughs> they they think that they're doing well. Me, well, this this goes for all religions, and that like people think they're doing the right thing, but I guess just because I've been around a good amount of Mormons, like they 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 all just seem like genuinely good people. Like they're yeah, not that trying. Priest to, is like, like yeah, just suck it. This will save you. <laughs> yeah. My Mormon experience is also really positive. One I can think of is um there was That's a couple, a married water. couple who did Brazilian jiu-jitsu with me, and. Uh, 
This isn't going to make a lot of sense to people, but the where I trained jits was mean, right? Like, in some places they train sports jujitsu and stuff, and it's real, I don't know, technical. We did stuff just for pain. Like, you know, drive an elbow here, do this, give him the ugly face. That was a thing. Like, every time there was an opportunity to make that guy in pain. Putting your weight on him, dragging your knees across his belly when you're changing. Yeah. In, in, but like, what, you know, what does Joe call it? Uh, asshole like, jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He does the same thing. They, 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 they Everything in their school, like, like mine was, is designed to be mean. And if you're not mean it's almost insulting to me like like ah, oh, you know what you're not giving me your a game like all you're doing is like real yeah. technical passes. you don't think i'm good enough yeah 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 you think i can't handle an elbow in my cheek like i can handle an elbow in my cheek so um but this mormon guy somehow would do these things kindly you know like like he it would be like all right like i just like i'm applying pressure here we both know like this is just how we train don't take it personally, you know, not verbally, but that was, there was yeah. this vibe about him where he could do asshole jujitsu sweetly. And, uh, I really liked him. His name was Jordan. Good guy. Yeah. I was speaking more specifically with the Mormons with like their hierarchy, like, like the guys who run that thing. And is it, <coughs> is it in Missouri? What state is it? No, it's in Utah. Utah. I've seen it. Thank you. I've, I've been to Salt Lake for work stuff before. And it's like in the middle of Salt Lake. <laughs> this enormous like not cathedral because that's catholic but this temple they mm. call it i guess and that's like uh it's it's one of the like they, they have a difference there they have like a mormon church that you can go to like anyone can go to mormon church and then to go to the temple you have to actually be in the mormon faith like you have to go through you know their induction ceremony or whatever it is and then you're allowed in the temple but yeah it seems like any religion when you get high up into those upper echelons you start to get it gets fucky because you get to the people who are like, well, you know, it's not true. Like, this is just a way to make money. It's like in that South Park where they're like they convince Stan that he's the next coming of L. Ron Hubbard. And yeah. they tell him, you know, you have to write L. Ron. You have to write. All your followers are waiting. And he sits down and he writes it. And Stan buys into it that he's the faith you know, builder. And then eventually the CEO of Scientology, you know, CEO, has to come back and be like, wait, you're not buying this, are you? <laughs> like, no, this is all just a made-up scam to get stupid people to buy into our club. Don't tell me you're falling for this idiocy, too. Like, just me. And he's like, what? You're... So this is all made up? He's like, yes. Now finish writing it. Like, <laughs> like that, that I asked has that to about, happen. This came up a, a show or two ago where I was like, you know, these top Catholics, like the guys in the Vatican, etc. I feel like they're on the inside scoop, right? Like, they, they've got access to that, like, hidden basement of documents they don't let other people see. Um, they that... have no documents with any more truth in them than, than what you can fucking get on the internet. It's that, that if they know it's not true, they know it for the same reasons we do. I think, I think, it, right? Like, 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 I just, I can't see that holy Vatican document being like, but for real though, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, but seriously, it's like, and Christ rode into heaven on the flaming chariot. And it's like, but for real though, like he just died one day and we didn't know what to do. And once thou have the masses fool death, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. And once they cry from the them, chalice of foolery, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, require uh, them to decimate their income once per annum. You know, I wish I could I, remember what I was reading in more detail, but like, apparently there was some sort of insider who eventually, like, you, you know, the Boston priests were like some of the first ones to get busted, or cardinals, or what have you for knowing about the child abuse and, and, you know, child rape and stuff. Apparently there were documents, I 
think at the That's Vatican, true. but I'm not sure about that, that, uh, that proved that they knew it. And what made the case so hard to crack for so long is that they had to know exactly what to ask for, like to get them to produce the stuff. Otherwise, they're just, <laughs> like, so they're just standing at the Vatican City. Speak, friend, and enter. <laughs> the real question, and I always have, is why is it in Elvish? Why doesn't it say, you know, speak, friend, and enter, and you have to say the, 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 the dwarvish word? For for yeah. friends, it's, it's because with an ink with it with an elven password. It was something to do. It has to do with the fact that that kind of magic for that door had to, I guess, be elven placed magic. upon I, the door by the elves. Yeah, I agree you with know, you. Like, that, that that's how I've always like rationalized in my head is that like Balin had to go to fucking that elf that elf that that wood elf king that rides the elk and be like, I need some magic, or maybe yeah. Galadriel. He'd be the one to do it. Yeah, it would probably be Galadriel. She's she's very magical. But yeah, that, the the dwarf thing that they never hammered home, even in the a little bit in the Hobbit, but they don't do it enough. Like they don't sh focus enough on the cool thing that dwarves do, which is like they're machinists. Like they build siege engines and weapons. And so like when they went into battle, it wasn't just like it was CGI, like a bunch of midgets screaming with axes. Like no, if you like look at what dwarves did in like the history of Lord of the Rings, they had like awesome like you know siege weapons shaped like boars or something that's like charging in the back like cool shit and they didn't do that but i don't know i like it, how it seemed like they decided they niche, like peter jackson was like all right humans are going to be cool they're going to be like you know sword fighters knights etc elves are going to be superheroes dwarves are going to be jokes and hobbits are going to be children and it's like no 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 like hobbits did some cool stuff they were all like balanced in a, in a call of duty sense you know equal but different and not in the movie though yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Like, they don't... Like, I, I guess in the Lord of the Rings movies, you get the feeling quickly in the battles where, like, you see Legolas fighting, and they show, like, the elven way of fighting where it's all dancey and... Foo -foo 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 and, like, and, like, hair flapping, and then you see Gimli get his kills, and it's just... <laughs> and he just doesn't aim his shot because he doesn't need to aim his shot because every hit... Is just he's collapsing the rib cage of whoever he's hitting. Like he's got like his his axe isn't even that sharp. It's just yeah. because dwarves have superhuman <laughs> strength that they can just bludgeon someone. And even an urukai is like, oh well, my entire chest is is liquid now. I'm dead. Like it's I don't know. I, I always I always like the dwarves because they're an yes. underdog, but not too much of an underdog like the hobbits. Because the hobbits are almost so much of an underdog that people underestimate them to make them not an underdog again. Yeah. So I've put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> oh, well, I assume you're right. <laughs> no, when the dwarf yeah. got tossed because he couldn't jump, like, one, that's not toss a book. And, and the toss at the time, like, dwarf tossing was a thing that was done in bars. It was a big joke. And it, and it was demeaning to the... I guess we're not supposed to... I guess you can say dwarves. But in real people. life, you don't say dwarf. Yeah, dwarf no, dwarf well, is... Well, I, I think there's a difference. Midget is incorrect. Dwarf is correct. Yeah, yeah, dwarf is oh. correct, but it refers to a specific branch of little people. I think little people, and you encompass the all yes. them short fellers. All little right. people. Well, so it, the way it used to be is midgets and dwarves, and now it's little people for all. But you can still say dwarf. I think that a dwarf is a little person who has a head pr proportionally the same size as a normal sized person's head. Yeah, and, and they got uh, the sausage fingers, and and they're like like um, thigh to to shin. Distance is different. If you look at Peter Dinklage, he's clearly not like he's not just a little person. He's, he's a, dwarf. a dwarf. He's got like like his arms and legs are weird lengths. His head is enormous. All that shit. Like like. Yeah. 
Hmm. Whereas like well, a, a mid or a little person like a uh, wee man has a small Vern head Troyer. and if you have Vern Troyer, like he has a small head, small body, small, everything's small. When they did not, dwarf tossing at bars, I'm not sure they really made that distinction. I think they were just marketing it. You just want, <laughs> you want the lightest dwarf you can get. That's, that's all you care about. You mm. know, give me that little one. If you can, if you can overhand a dwarf, that's the, that's the real, uh, the real trick. You well, you need just like a football. So you yeah. get that rotation. That's a little insider trick in the industry is you never want to throw a standard little person for the same reason that you want to throw like a weighted lawn dart. You need a dwarf oh, with a larger Christ. head. Yeah. And so you need to make sure that it sticks in and over in. <laughs> you want a dwarf with a longer head. Yeah, right. So you can, so you can toss the spiral. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A lot of people think when you throw a football, you want to. <laughs> you put those elven shoes on them so they hawk like a. Like a, like a bow and arrow. <laughs> like fletching. <laughs> yeah, you can tape fins. Yeah, fletching on that. Oh. Yeah, I, uh, I've seen a good bit of dwarf toss. It looks like a good time. Really? Yeah, you seen it in real life? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I haven't been present. I was never present for dwarf tossing, but I've watched on, videos. Uh, I saw um, like a local news like uh, story on it, expose. I don't know. They, they put a negative spin on it. It's of course they did. Yeah. Ah, those little yeah. people love it. It, I, I was watching that Carl Pinkerton show the other day, or what, Pilkerson? And uh, it, it, The Moaning of Life is his new uh, two-season thing on Netflix. And, uh, oh, what was the thing he did? Oh, fuck. I just that show is so fucking funny. Uh, it's, it's really funny. It's really good. It's, if you'd like to, an, an idiot abroad, like, Carl's got a new show, and it's really funny. Yeah. You need to check that out, Woody, if you haven't seen it yet. An idiot good. abroad? Idiot abroad. No, no, The Moaning of Life. It's his oh yeah, moaning of life. That's it's the same shit. He's traveling okay. the world, but this time he's lo- he's he, he's looking at specific things about human life and human and trying to find the meaning of life. So like he goes to this one place in like uh, it's some uh, and he's just totally unimpressed country. with everything. Does oh, it he seem goes a little sp- formulaic sometimes? Like the, in an idiot abroad, sometimes I was like, all right. Like, he never likes anything. That's just his deal. He's like uncomfortable and he's like a bratty teenager that you're dragging from wonder of the world to wonder of the world. And he's just like, ah, oh, this train is so That's rocky. why it was funny is because he was he's blown away, on, though. Uh, he's on a dream trip somewhere and he hates it. Every Like they do the summation episodes where at the end of the season mm-hmm. they'll be like, you know, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant are there like, Kyle, what did you enjoy most in China? And he'll have to be like, uh, not much of it really shit food or like stuff like that. And they, they even asked him at one point, like what was the most amazing thing you saw in the world? He'd seen almost every wonder in the world. And he's like, yeah, I really like the, the hippo in the house. <laughs> and then he's like, what? Yeah, the hippo in the house. And it was just one place he visited where a couple of animal freaks let a hippo live in their house with them. Yeah. And of everywhere in the world he went, the thing that impacted him the most was hippo in the house. <laughs> he uh, he did a and it, there's one episode where it's about childbirth and he ends up going to this place where it's like a you know they, where the children are born it's in that country it's 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 certainly not a hospital it's more like a midwife thing and there's a tub where they try to give a, a water birth and everything but while he's like in his cab to get to that place he's talking to the cab driver about kidney stones and how he thinks they're more painful than giving birth and he's so vindicated when he gets there and the and the, like the head midwife or whatever is like yeah. Oh yeah, kidney stones are the most painful thing a human can do. Like, like, like you know, I've given birth and I've passed a kidney stone. At least after birth, you're left with a child. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and and he was so vindicated. He was like, I told you, I told you, told you, I had the worst pain ever. And and 
it's worse for a man because 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 our stuff our, our our plumbing is, is thinner you know it means his urethra is more narrow yeah, yeah. yeah i've been told complete hemorrhoidectomy is the worst thing that you can go through I, it doesn't sound we nice. really need someone who's had both yeah that's a that's a uh, that's a that's a poor individual if uh, <laughs> if, you, if, if you've well, had both. we're gonna have we, put cool. those feelers out for a future <laughs> guest who suffers from these things I, I I'm googling it let's see what's more painful uh, I always thought femur or... breaking was the most painful mm. thing really I wouldn't have guessed femur breaking Burns are, bone in your body. Burns are so intense in their own way. Um, that's true. When you see someone with horrible burn, like ugh, that's the worst kind of injury to look at. And there are some pains that are just uh, have a pulsing nature nature to them, or a piercing nature to them, or an, a deep, deep aching kind of feel. Um, when I broke my ankle, it didn't hurt. It hurt a ton when I did it because I was laying there screaming, but. It, I just remember how awful it was. About two days later, I woke up in the middle of the night with it, with it like pulsating with pain. Every heartbeat, like really, ran, would make the pain go from a six to like a nine, I guess. And it was just, just, just counting those heartbeats and and waiting until the heartbeat that hurt less than the last one. It was just terrible. Oh, we watched this before. Yeah, I. Uh -oh, What's cooler than this though is there's this tribe that weaves bullet ants into uh, gloves with the stingers facing in. And then to be a warrior, you must wear the gloves for five minutes and then repeat this process 20 times throughout your life before you are a warrior. Yeah, basically by the time that tribe, any adult male, reaches warriorhood, like their hands are beyond fucked up. Like just numb. Ruined from these... Like this... Like, this is way too long to watch now. I was just kind of linking it there if you want to look at it later. Because this guy just gets stung by so many horrible insects. But, god damn. Like, it, it's weird to watch an adult get stung by something like this and immediately be in, like, crippling On the ground. Pain. On the ground. Like, even as he's saying, like, this guy handles pain like nothing else. Like, he's crazy. It's and he's he even like, like, you know, they say that I might have to, I might start hallucinating from this. And it's like, you just got stung by one ant. And you could be hallucinating. That's crazy. Imagine walking in the forest and you step on this in Venezuela or wherever, and there's seven of them on your leg before you can knock it off. Like you're you're crippled with pain, lying there with your leg basically like paralyzed for Somehow, half a day. So that guy puts himself through pain for YouTube money, right? Like that's his thing. Somehow he does it in with so much more dignity than the people who like jump on a cactus. Like it, it's really because a similar genre. Because he has scientific genre. study yeah. at the heart of it. It's about getting stung by all. Isn't this the guy who made the scale of pain for stings? He didn't make it, but he's been going through the scale of in, ah. the index pain scale. I thought this or was part of a research. That, I guess this is a part. Of the, he's got to be. He's got to be part of that research, right? Like, like, like I think he's a better authority than whoever made the list. If he's been stung by all of them, yeah, I, I believe he's, his his work yeah. might be used by yeah, you know, somebody. But I think he's sure. just a dude getting stung by shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, dignity well, somehow. He, he, he came off to me as an outdoorsman, an expert, and perhaps even like some sort of uh, what do you call a, a, a an insect scientist, a uh, insect um, biologist, entomologist. <laughs> now, entomology is the study of word origin. Um, 
I don't know, bugologist. <laughs> oh. No, I was right. It's entomology. Oh, it is? Yeah. What am I thinking? Kyle is right. Interesting. Entomology. They're spelled different. Uh, oh, yeah. Entomology is the study of insects. Etymology is the study of words and their origins. Okay. They yeah, okay. should have... Those are those. They should have varied that. Whoever made the word for etymology should have known that was way too similar to the bug word. <laughs> well, they're an et right? they're an etymologist. They know all the words. It, it wouldn't yeah, even to them. It's easy to us. It's yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's tell everyone about the, the show. Yeah, let me tell everyone about the sponsors one more time. Of course, mm -hmm. there is uh, Smart Mouth. Make your mouth smell delicious, Casper. Uh, you know, fall asleep on something wonderful. Uh, Audible, Lyft, and Tracker, of course. Check all those out in the descriptions. Cool coupons and discounts for all of those things. Become a patron. Get the show early. Get your questions submitted. And uh, hang out with us once a month, which will be, if, if you're one of those listeners out there, ah, I'm glad I remember this. If you're one of the guys who is doing the hangouts with us, we're doing it this Sunday. So uh, be sure to check Day your email. Day after this is video. Gonna be yeah, day after this. Well, although they get it, they're patrons, so they're oh, getting right. it so they're in good. like two hours from right now. Mm -hmm. So, right so you guys, we're uh, we're all meeting up Sunday, two p.m. Eastern time. Have a good old time. Look forward to seeing you all there. Very good. PKA episode three one four, the pie episode. <laughs>